Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Beer's about drinkability. Doesn't matter oh, yeah. the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. Yep. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. Yeah. I'm jet propelled at all times. <laughs> How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example, and this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think you know, it's bullshit. The, <laughs> I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys in an arm wrestle? No. no. Look at a teabag fight. Yeah. <laughs> you heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five, Beavis? <laughs> now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back in action. It's the Sunday session here on the BN. Thanks for joining us. And um, we got an interesting show for you today and a lot happening and uh, a lot of talk about last week's show. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that on the forum. And uh, nope. I think we're going to repeat it is what we're going to do this week. Repeat all the stuff? Just to prove that we could do whatever we want. Yeah. You don't tell me. <laughs> you don't tell yeah. me. It's change. I say Isn't when... Isn't change good now? I say when bad radio sucks. You yeah. don't. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. It's all relative. What is bad radio? That's right. Yeah. Oh, no radio's bad radio. <laughs> no, we do have a lot going on today. We're going to have a great show. We are very, very excited to welcome Homer back to the studio. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you. Man. Tell you what, Homer. People have been asking for you since about five minutes after you left the studio last show. Pretty much, yeah. They want you back. Well, I appreciate that. I think Homer finally decided to come back because he figured, hey, the world is changing. We have a black president. I can do the session twice. Oh! (laughs) Am am I right, Homer? Is that what was your thinking? That was not my philosophy. (laughs) I see. That was his mind. (laughs) Damn it. I was trying to get down with my people. <laughs> no, I'm really happy to have you back, Homer. No, I appreciate it. I'm glad to be back. Glad to be amongst friends. Got some really good response from last time, man. People like your stories. I don't know why. It bored me to death. <laughs> but they loved it. So well, I, I appreciate it. You know? <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah. That's a good thing. And Homer brought us food. Oh, yeah, he did. Because uh, we're going to be talking about barbecue and beer with Homer today, and... Um, you know, I tried to wait to eat the food till later in the show because I thought I, I wanted it all fresh on our minds for when we actually do the barbecue segment. Right. 
but it just the whole house was smelling so good. Yeah. So I had one of his hot links, and I'm pretty sure it got me high. Like that's how, <laughs> that's how good that hot link was. That afterward, I you know that you know if you eat a lot of chocolate, you get that little chocolate high. Yeah. That's how I felt about that hot link. Homie. I don't know if I've ever eaten that much chocolate, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> You should try it. Oh, okay. It's a good fit. I, I ate the hot link. I came back in here to do some show prep, and I was like, man, I am zonked. <laughs> That's good food, Homer. Well, I need to market that another way then. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Sell it on the corner. Should have a hot link restaurant by now if they do that to people. I got two for fives. What do you want? Uh-oh. You could save the world one hot link at a time, I think. Really? Hey, we're working on it. <laughs> you are good. We're working on it. So I had some of that, and then, of course, you brought over some ribs, too. And we're going to be talking about all that with Homer today. So if you got your barbecue and beer questions ready, then uh, we'll be answering them. Oh, yeah. And uh, smoking meat as well, cooking with beer, whole bunch of stuff. Last time, we kind of covered the little bit of history of homebrewing with Homer. And, Doc, you, you, you missed that show, actually. Yeah, I was on vacation, I think. So you've been looking forward to Homer coming back. Of course. Yeah. I missed out last time. I'm not going to miss out again. That's right. And we got some good beer questions for you, too. So everybody get that ready. It's 888-401-BEER, as always. Uh, there will be no Skype today. I'm still trying to isolate this audio problem we've been having with the, the, the beer camera. and the, It's just been a mess for my computer. So In other words, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Exactly. So no Skype, but you could just so just use the phone. What's the difference? Uh, 888-401-BEER. <laughs> uh, Bevo's back in the chat room today. Hello. So you can join the chat room by hitting the chat now button on the homepage. And what were you too hungover or something to make the show last week? I got, yeah, Bevo. You, you called in sick like eight minutes to showtime, and I was like, ah, oh, she's hungover. I was totally asleep beforehand, but I'm actually was really sick. I um, I had the bladder infection again. Yeah, oh, Sam! Everybody, give Sammy. a round of applause to Sam, please. Which is why I'm drinking soda and not beer because I am once again on antibiotics. Wow. When is Sam going to learn that it's vag then butt? <laughs> you can't do it in reverse. Is he going to figure that That's out? That's disgusting. <laughs> what? You keep what, the these... order of it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is an Audi, not an Innie. Okay. Hey, yeah. yeah well, well, tell that to Sam because he keeps giving you yeah. his bladder infections. Exit only. Come back in a couple Exit years. Exit only. Thank you. Man. Really? So you're pretty sick, huh? I'm okay. I'm better now. I feel much better, but I was... It would not have been pleasant. Okay. Well, that's good. I don't like you when you're not pleasant. <laughs> what, what are you trying to say? <laughs> what? Just saying, of all the people who I, I don't mind being around when they're grumpy, you're not yeah. one of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, that's fair. My dog, the biscuit, got a bladder infection this week, too, as a matter of fact. Yes, Sam! Oh, right. <laughs> Attaboy! Uh, kind of scared the crap out of me. She was peeing like... It was blood. Oh, it wasn't even pee. I'm sorry to gr- gross anybody out, but it uh, freaked me out. And I, you know, so biscuits getting a little old, and I wake up. My mom's like, "Hey, there's something wrong with your dog. She's throwing up all over, and she's peeing blood." And I'm just going. And I kind of look at the sky, and I go, "Really? Is this happening right now? Is it? Come on, you can't. You're gonna take the dog now too." Sorry, I had to run her out to the vet, and uh, I don't know. The vet did all sorts of tests, five hundred dollars worth to be exact. Oh. Bitch. Yeah. Uh, Just pay it up. So we'll see. She seems to be doing better. So I got the dog on antibiotics. Bevo's on antibiotics. Pretty sure Homer's on antibiotics. Hey. <laughs> Preventative <laughs> antibiotics. So it's like the not drinking show for everybody. Oh, well. I well, think we'll, we'll, not we'll, everybody. we'll pick up we'll pick up the slack. <laughs> yeah, JP's going to, JP is uh, committed to picking up the slack. Let's do it. Ooh. And you brought beer today, JP. I did. I brought some special beers. 
Yours? No, no, no. All, all of the beers I have are uh, carbonating right now, so I don't have anything Phew. home Phew. beers to bring. Yeah, <laughs> we're off the hook with that. Listen, Chad, <laughs> you know what? If I had something to say to you, it would be that I think you're a nice person. Actually, you know what? No, JP's working on a oatmeal stout. You're doing some different stuff, aren't you? Yeah, carbonating oatmeal stout, and so I'm using cocoa nibs for like nibs. instead of a dry hop, I'm dry nibbing. Oh, uh, to get a little a lot of chocolate aroma. It's, it's awesome. So you're a stout guy, right, Homer? Isn't that what we talked about last time? Was porters and stouts? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I thought no, that's so. not what I thought you meant. <laughs> <laughs> Because they share the same SRM, Doc. <laughs> it's different. Oh, man. I was thinking of his stature. Ah, I see. Well, yeah, I am a little stout. <laughs> Slightly stout. With no shame. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of or used uh, chocolate nibs in any of your stouts? Oh, I've heard of them. I've never used them before. Okay. And uh, that was questioning him about that because I think that's a great idea. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Mike was saying that uh, maybe you should use a little bit of oak in there also since they have the same flavor profile. And I think that's a great idea, too. So That is a good I, idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we'll check it out. It, All right. it, it, it's, uh, good on you, It smells JP. wonderful, man. It, it smells does. great. It's yeah. just not ready yet, huh? It's No, it's not ready yet. Okay. That's nice. I also do have a special announcement to make. Uh, my mom gave uh, Tasty a new name this week, accidentally. Oh, well, well she that's, that's the best way. She just, yeah. you know, she's just, you know, she's been thrown into the Rat Pad here and uh, kind of in the mix uh, against her will, and she's just trying to keep up and see what's happening. And she doesn't have a nickname yet. Not yet, mom doesn't. I I casually refer to her as my sweatshop employee. <laughs> Uh, but she doesn't have quite a name. And, but just, you know, she's asking how everybody's doing during the week. She likes all you guys, and she keeps calling you Juicy. She keeps saying, how's, she keeps saying, she's going, hey, how's Juicy? And I, kinda, and I went, that's a pretty good name. Yeah, it's sort of a chick name, though, really. You think it about is, it. It's yeah. not as cool as Tasty, yeah. but it's, it's a, a lot funnier. <laughs> yeah. well, there's one other reasons for it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So I, I've stopped correcting her. I kind of want her to, yeah. You know, maybe it's just my mom's name for you. Hey, how's Juicy doing? Yeah, Juicy. I love it. <laughs> so Tasty, Juicy, it's kind of like one's coming, one's going. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So I thought that was kind of funny. That's our that's our new name announcement. I think sticky would be closer. <laughs> that's in the middle. Yeah. After a night of drinking, I'm usually pretty sticky. That's <laughs> ah, it's gonna be Ew. sticky. <laughs> All right, a lot to get to. So let's uh, let's just keep going. It is the uh, barbecue and beer show in November. Why? Because we're in California, bitches. Yeah. And if we want a barbecue in November. We can. Or Pacheco. We're what was it? To. Was it like 70 degrees out there today? Oh, a little more. It was warmer. It was hotter yesterday. No, it's just closer to 80. Yeah, I'm a, I don't, mean to, I don't yeah. mean to brag. It was, but. it was warm, nice, <laughs> little breeze. Yeah, really nice day. Yeah. It's good because, so my mom's, you know, been living in Arizona for so many years. She's really worried about, she doesn't like the cold. Does not deal well with the cold. And she's, you know, kind of freaking out. We're going to the Bay Area. I hear San Francisco. It, I'm pretty sure it's on a glacier. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> But we've been having this great weather, so I'm like, phew, good. <laughs> Thought my mom was going to hit the road, another batch of cold. <laughs> oh, you probably got to run another week. <laughs> Before it does turn into... Oh, yes, yeah, the last gasp of it, I think, and wow. then we're just going to go into the ice age. I can't wait. So what did you do, stand outside and barbecue all day to bring this food to us, Homer? I kind of laid outside and barbecued. You did? <laughs> you a little football? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, you got a hammock out there? So it was a great day. Yeah, it was good. Football, barbecue, warm weather. That's a good November day right there. Yeah. That's it. All right. You happy to get rid of the family for a couple hours? Come hang out with us? Oh, no. I love the family. I can't say that. 
She's listening. Never. Your wife's listening. That's right. I'm a smart man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Bye, couple, of, <laughs> couple of announcements to get to. Uh, there's no beer cam this week, as we've said. There's no Skype this week. Uh, you guys need to know that. But you can use the number 888-401-BEER. Uh, just want to remind everybody that the uh, you know the Brewcast, our new CBS show, yeah. JP and I. I listened yeah. to it. Babe. Did you listen on yeah. Friday? Yes, I did. I was at work about the end. I go, hey. I can just put this on my computer. Five nice. o'clock on 1550 AM yep. every Friday. Uh, Homer, maybe you're heading out of the homebrew shop on a Friday afternoon. Tune to 1550. More beer radio right there on CBS. At five o'clock, we'll turn it on in the store. Yeah, oh, that'd be great. Let's broadcast it throughout the whole store. I would love that'd that. That'd be cool, man. That's that would be it. very cool. It's our brand new time slot. We just started uh, two weeks ago. So it's now every Friday at five o'clock. Good little drive time radio. Uh, if you're not in the Bay Area, we're not leaving you out. You can go to KYO. KU.com, KU.com, and uh, listen online. Also, in the past, you guys have had trouble calling in because the 800 number doesn't work out of state, I guess. Yeah. Let's face it. CBS is cheap. Big company, little wallet. And uh, But I gave out the local number. I gave out the private number to the studio yeah. so that you could call in from out of state. You know, it's on your dime, but everybody has cell phones. It's free long distance. Did right? you get so, busted for that? No. Um, I just didn't really tell anybody. <laughs> and no repercussions yet? Well, I don't know. It's, I just figured, hey, uh, I, if you play dumb, if you just say, oh, oh, I, don't know. I didn't know. It was the number that was uh, written on the telephone. Just trying to you know, increase your fan base. Exactly. Yeah. What can I do, right? So I figure until they tell me to stop, I'm just going to keep giving out that number. So if Great. you tune in and you want to call in from out of state, you're able to do that now. You just got to listen. I'll give out that phone number. Uh, all right, AHA memberships. You can sign up through the store. tell you every week you should do it. It's a good thing to be a member of. Do it. Home, are you a American Homebrewers Association member still? Yes, our yeah. store is definitely yeah. an AHA member. Yeah, so you can do oh, that. Yeah. Sign up to it just through the BN store. It helps us, helps you. Uh, BN shirts are there, all sizes, those, those hop grenade shirts. We just got Homer one. He wears a medium. You believe that? One. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Him and Schumann trade clothes. <laughs> on a, on a good day. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't fit over his head. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. What size you need? Give me a medium. Yeah, uh-huh. with, a, with a few X's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> double medium X. Yeah. BN Army glasses, all gone already. The glassware, not shades, but, uh, you know, put beer in. Uh, those are gone. I got more coming. I got Sweatshop Mom working on it. She's already looking up some new glassware to order for us. Oh, boots. Nice. You should order boots. Boots? Oh, the Stiefels? Yes. Mm. Oh. You can order the... Um, they're machine made. They're not the hand blown cool ones that we were drinking out of. Right, and they're they're a lot uh, more affordable. Oh, okay. And they're a lot more stout, so they're probably not going to break. Those things we were drinking out of, they, if they fell over, they'd be gone. Gotcha. Said blow. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind. Blown. I wouldn't mind them if they're I said affordable. Blown as in the past. Tense. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ma, you got to figure past out tense how to. Is better. Got to yeah. figure out how to ship a two foot long piece of glass. So get to work very carefully. <laughs> yeah. Just put it in the dildo box. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can order those from Bad Rock. Yeah. Uh, Brewing Classic Styles signed is in the store, though. It's signed by both Jamil Chef and John Palmer. So if you want your own personalized, uh, personalized copy or you want to give it away to a friend, Christmas is coming up. Give it away. Sure give is. It away, give it away. So is Hanukkah. That's true. Well, Hanukkah's early by this year. eight of them. Yeah. You give one away every day. You have to, poor Doc. We talk about this every year. Doc's got to do Hanukkah and Christmas at his house. It's not a bad thing. It's just that, you know. Well, if you're not a dentist, it's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, if you can't afford it, then it's an awful thing. If you say work in radio or at a homebrew shop, it's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you get presents every day, too. It's the giving. Yeah, that's what counts. Yeah. CJP, you don't have to buy them. You can make them. 
You yes, can. Yes, you can. I'd, like, well, so, I'd love something handmade from you, JP. <laughs> I've tried that, but the judge told me I can't do that anymore. Yeah. Put a restraining order Part, on Yeah. There. All right. Of course, you can sign up for our Twitter account. It's twitter.com slash brewing network. I sent out a couple of announce updates this week. A couple tweets. A couple tweets. Thank you, Doc. I'm telling you, for the guy who has no idea, doesn't use any of this stuff, Doc is up on his stuff, man. Yeah. He knows it. You know, I don't like to be lost in the conversation. (laughs) You got to know. Yeah, so I did send out a couple tweets. It's just a good way for you to get inside information about what we're doing and where we're going. So twitter.com slash brewing network. There's also a little link right on our homepage. Where are we going? that. And uh, I don't know. Up, up, and away. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, you can sign up for our Facebook Facebook page. And uh, a lot of people like you signed up there now. And chat, uh, I, I think I started doing updates again. Have you, are you putting pictures? We're going to put some pictures of our uh, bus tour up ah, from yesterday. I'll okay. be talking about that here real soon. All right. So bus. lots of uh, you know different Short information you can get uh, by signing up for our Facebook, Facebook page. All right. Just search for the Brewing Network when you go on there, and you can find us. There you go. Come on. Beavis still Come hasn't on. figured out how to use that damn microphone. That a girl. <laughs> it's not even worth it anymore. Never mind. All right. Okay. <laughs> I will. Fair enough. All right, Chat. What's happening? All right. We got a few competitions coming up. Uh, BJCP. Uh, South African National Homebrew Competition. Coming up on the 19th. That's pretty interesting. You know what? They have a... a they got to call for judges? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go, down? <laughs> yeah. go judge? They have a, uh, a, a really good craft beer and homebrew scene out there. I bet. I've read a lot about it over the last couple of years. Really? And by a lot, I mean like a couple of headlines. Um, yeah, they really do. I read a lot about South, South African beer. Above the fold? Below the fold? Yeah. <laughs> below the fold. So they got a homebrew comp coming up, huh? That's coming up real soon. Can, um, can we enter? It looks like the deadline's passed, actually. I just thought it was a pretty cool festival or uh, competition to bring up. Yeah, okay. The deadline was the 12th, so you missed it. I want to enter next year. Yeah. I mean, you know. I want to interview them. You do? Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting to talk about it. Yeah, it would be, yeah. All right, what else you got? Uh, Great Brews of America homebrew comp coming up in Pennsylvania on the 22nd. Deadline for those is the 18th, so if you have some beers, send those in. It's quick. Uh, and this is all on the BJCP.org uh, competition schedule, so you can you know get online and check it out. Uh, December 6th is the club-only comp, Celebration of Hop IPA Fest uh, the competition. It's going to be in Ohio. Uh, deadline for that is the 28th. And then there's the Walk the Line on Barley Wine and Strong Beer Stumble. That's on the 6th. I like that. The deadline's the 28th on that one as well. Where's that one at? That's in Florida. Damn it. Me and Doc should go to that one. (laughs) Anything that's a strong beer stumble, that sounds like a hell of a time. I'm halfway there. (laughs) But it's in Florida, so it's a drawback. Yeah, Doc does not (laughs) go to Florida. That's true. No. (laughs) Now, this competition, I think, is really cool. This is the Sam Adams Patriot Homebrew Contest. And basically, you send in a beer. If they pick it. You get your beer served at Gillette Stadium, which is the home of the Patriots, all uh, season long. Really? That's, That's cool. What the deal is. That's almost better, better than a long shot. Yeah. One, one bottle is going to last all season long. <laughs> that is pretty That's pretty sweet. cool. Yeah, and pre- pretty much the deal is, you know, you send in four beers. Uh, they're going to be taking beers between the 8th of December and the 19th. Yeah. Uh, send it into their uh, Boston uh, brewery. And uh, basically the ales are starting from 1044 to 1068. Lagers 1044 to 1090. That's pretty much it. You could be Brew the beer up. of the Patriots. Yeah. Who's your team, Homer? Well, I'm putting my money on Mike to win. As, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's a good play. Well, let me clear this up, too. This is only for New England residents. Ah, okay. So that's the catch. Oh, These are for all my, yeah, peeps back in New England. Pawtucket Brewery. So all six You're talking states. about Massachusetts? Or? Massachusetts, oh. Connecticut, New Hampshire, oh. uh, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Maine. Okay. 
Now you know your New England, don't you? You just did that off the top of your head. That's right. That's so, nice. uh, Chad, are, are you still that? a resident of uh, Connecticut? <sighs> no. Oh, good point. Oh, no. not, oh no. damn it. But your pops is. Oh, yeah. You have to have fly back. Brew a beer. Yes. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, how cool. great would it be if it was a BN beer oh. being served at the stadium? How, be how great would it be if it was Chad's dad's beer? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Homer, you're a, you're what, a Raiders fan, though? Not a, not a Patriots fan. Oh, heavens fan, forbid, sure. no. You're no. be a Niners fan. Come oh, on. Niners, you got there it. There you go. But, but you're on the wrong side of the bay for that. No, I'm on the right side of the bay. I see. The problem is, I got the wrong <laughs> team on the wrong side of the bay. I got you. That makes sense. <laughs> could, could you guys imagine uh, them picking a 1090 beer and serving it at a game? Oh, that's oh. bad. Yeah. Especially yeah. At, at a Raider game. At a Raider oh, game. <laughs> you, you get you get knifed if they're they're drinking a ten thirty beer already. Yeah, you know, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> near beer and they're knifing. Beer. Yeah, and and then just uh, I want Chad to go on, but I, I'm just curious, uh, Homer. You ever enter a homebrew competition in your illustrious career? No, never have. No. All right. Really? No. How about barbecue contest? No. Never done that either. No. You just know your shit's good. You don't need no, to No, I've, I've, judged, I've judged a number of them. Okay. But um, no, I've never entered. Okay. I stopped judging also. You did? Yeah, because I come in the store and they say, whoa, what's the problem? What's wrong ah. with my beer? Oh. I brought it here last week and what did you say? You said it was good then. Well, you know. It wasn't as good as everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I never thought of that. Like, they know where to find you. It That's was, right. It was good for you. You need a nom de plume. <laughs> you know, a different name. A that different you, name. That's oh, right. yeah, that's true. I didn't really think about that. I would have loved to be a fly on the wall when some guy comes storming in there asking you, hey, what the hell? Hey, I'm easy. Yeah, <laughs> looking for some guy named Homer. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Don't. <laughs> All right, what else you got, Chad? Uh, actually, we went to the uh, Mad Zymergist homebrew club meeting this week, McDole and I. Alex Dropshoff won the long shot this year, and he's yeah. part of their club. So we went down. They had a nice cake for him. Cake uh, with his picture on it. His picture, the label. <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, I got a picture of that on our Facebook. Uh, where? What on else? What? They also gave him a plaque. On where? On, on our what? Facebook. Oh, sorry. Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they got him a plaque. It was really cool. We yeah, kind of were celebrating. You got a royal reception. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And they also did their uh, club-only IPA uh, judging. Yeah, we got to help them judge. And uh, the Vienna donated a little candy sugar, a shirt. So We did? Alex won that as well. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember approving any giveaways. Yes, we did. We're spreading the love. Smile. Um, I didn't think it had it. to go past but, two on that level. I guess not. But Alex had a, a great beer, great IPA. It was it was tasty. Yep. Okay. Uh, but you know, thanks to Brian Cooper for you know inviting us down. Yeah. They're pretty much open to anyone coming by. So if you're in the area of Livermore, California. Doc's not allowed. He's the president of Doe's. If he's seen at another club meeting, that could be he could be uh, impeached. He's gonna be out. It's okay. I'm. I'm on my last. I'm a, He's a lame duck, duck yeah. now. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Are you not? Uh, have you reached your run? Yes, I term have. Limit, yeah. I, I've, I've, yeah. Is it a term limit or are you? I voluntarily your... stepped down. Really? Yes. There was a little bit of a, a uh, incident that uh, that made you step down. Yes. Incident within your club. I'm just making this shit up. Oh, damn it, because this is, this is juicy. You know what I'm saying, Taylor? <laughs> he was running out of material, or that's why I had to back away. That'd be great. No, I just... Uh, um, Put a cigar in Chat's ass, and yeah. now they're asking you to stand you know, down. You know what? I didn't want to give him a bladder infection. <laughs> yeah. I hate you guys. Wow, I'm surprised to hear this news, Doc. I've been the president for, yeah, what, seven, eight years now? At least eight, yeah. I forget when I wasn't the president. Okay. So I, I thought I'd just step back. I'm not going to leave in the club. I'm going to be in there doing lots of other stuff. I just Will you still go to every meeting? Pretty much, yeah. I don't know. You're off the hook now. Yeah. But you'll still go? Yeah. 
I might start showing up if you're not the president, because then you can hang out and stuff. Yes, exactly. <laughs> See, I didn't. I don't go because you're up front the whole time. Yeah, I'm all business, aren't I? Yeah, you're a bore. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, who's uh, anybody we know up for uh, the position? Uh, Tasty, no. maybe. Uh, no, I've declined to run. Really? But I think Eric Beer is an odds-on favorite to. Uh, oh, I would vote for over. Eric Beer. Yeah. He's been on the show before. If you look back for our gadget show, Eric Beer was on here to help us figure out our beer gadgets. Right. Is his written... last name really Beer? Yes. Yeah. Isn't That's that great? Awesome. Like you'd almost vote for him for anything. President <laughs> yeah. right. of the U.S. Whatever. We got a guy in the club. His last name's Porter. Really? <laughs> that's right. You guys are stacking the deck. <laughs> All right. Well, sorry to get caught up on that. It's that that's interesting news, Doc. Oh, you know. That's, uh, I thought about it long. When does this election happen? Uh, next week. Yep. Week from Monday. Yeah, week from tomorrow. Yep. And, and are you immediately dethroned at I the election? So. <laughs> There's not like an inauguration day? And- well, we have well, the next meeting. January, the, the new. The yeah, but the, ne- the next meeting uh, we're having is our holiday party. Okay. So it's like a no meeting kind of. It's like a no meeting. We can bring the spousal units and uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and we have a raffle and dinner. Yeah, and a lot of fun. That's the only meeting I go brew. to. A lot of homebrew. I always go to the holiday meeting. Yeah, you seem to get away with lots of food when you leave. I do. All right, what else, Chad? Uh, well, Tasty and I went on a bus tour yesterday, and we hit uh, yeah. Lagunitas and Russian River, and we started out at EJ Fair. EJ Fair put on the bus tour. Right. Got up at 8.30, got down to the bar, the brew pub there, had a great breakfast they put on, eggs, bacon, sausage, got us started there with a beer, got on these vans. It wasn't a bus, but we had a couple vans, vans. like, you Did know, big, long. restroom? No. Oh, no. that's the problem with the vans. Even well, if they got, like, 20 seats yeah. there, no restroom. Yeah. It was, like, an hour and 20 minutes to the first place. And that's were great they, for were, the first place. Yeah. Were they, like, molester vans, or they had windows and stuff? They're, like, government vehicles, you know, like, the gotcha. big, long, stretch white ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it looks like a like the uh, executive Bus ah, okay. thing. It's funny because one guy had a Alcatraz like shirt on and hat, you know, like like the, the <laughs> right stripes yeah. and handcuffs. Yeah, that would have been good. If, like, like the whole a, van looked like a prisoner van. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, so you guys started drinking at, at breakfast. Eight thirty. Yeah. Got there. You did. What are you gonna have? Schwartz beer. Oh, so Please. You're, you're pairing. Schwartz <laughs> yeah. beer was your breakfast. Yeah. That was my breakfast Egg, sausage, beer. and Schwartz beer. It's, it's uh, an I would have started breakfast with the Belgians. Champion. Same here. Homer, what would your breakfast beer of choice had been? Any beer they have on tap. You don't care? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what goes well with uh, bacon and eggs? Beer. Beer. <laughs> beer. The first time. Alcohol. It's, wow, Schwartz beer. So much more than a breakfast drink. Yes, <laughs> that's right. And so we get up to Lagunitas, and uh, they're like, "Hey, good to see you. You know, the brewery. We're going to start the tour in a while. We've got lunch for you, uh, some beers up in the tasting room. So we go up to this like private room. It's like going into somebody's like, I don't know, den. Like yeah, a, you got a basement, pool, the pool table up yeah, there, and everything. Like yeah, I've an been old up there. yellow fridge full really? of beer. You know, a dartboard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dartboards. yeah, I've been there. It's nice. yeah, all it's these good. weird stuff. They have like furniture. eight beers on tapped. And so. We get up there, and the guy's just, you know, lining up beers. He goes, here we go, IPAs to start you off. And what time Whoa. is this? Okay, it's this about 10.30. Okay. Probably got there about 10.30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like IPA to start you. And uh, they had this cappuccino stout, and the guy was making uh, cappuccino stout floats. He had oh. this big thing of ice cream, and he'd put yeah. it in a cup, fill it up, give you the beer with it. Oh, it was awesome. That sounds good. And hmm. their pale ale kicks ass. Homer doesn't like food. He probably wouldn't eat that. Oh, that sounds good. Mm. <laughs> it does, it right? Tasty. Cappuccino stout. Oh, man. Yeah. So they had some really cool beers, the brown sugar. Um, the pale ale is awesome. They have a new recipe yeah, with Simcoe. That, i gotta, I got to make sure we emphasize that. If uh, you get a chance to try that pale ale. Awesome. It's called New great. Dogtown or something. Yeah, it's a new beer they got. Okay. I've been a fan of Lagunitas for years. They were my first uh, IPA. 
that I enjoyed. Busted your cherry on Yeah, there. they did. and I've They know a, how to treat hops. I've been a fan ever since. And they have a brand new brewing uh, system. It's beautiful. German, big hop yeah. dosers, and 500-barrel fermenters, and... 300s and 500. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's really neat. So uh, Don't they have, like, bags of weed hanging out everywhere, too? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> they, they have a couple of satchels, like old satchels up in so the... Did, were you wearing a bib room. so you didn't drool on your shirt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, uh, they're a really cool group of guys. Um, we had a good time. They were, yeah. they were so they cool. They really know how to treat you right. Really pouring the beer and having a good time doing the tour. Um, so thanks nice. to those guys. Hopefully, if, you, if you're in the area... Uh, definitely stop by there. Yeah. I mean, the brewery is just awesome now. I mean, not that it was, I've never seen it before, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty high tech. It's pretty much state of the art. It's yeah. like uh, it's, yeah. there's hardly any that are more sophisticated because it's new. Yeah. I got to make it there because I really uh, I've been wanting to do that tour for years, and I just never have made it up there. It's like, It's in cow country, you know. Yeah, but it's on the way to Russian River, so there's it's tr- yeah, but it's, it's a way station. It's flyover county, is what it is to me. <laughs> you know, but we're, just, we're almost there. Come on, yeah. Just go. I'm going to have to make it there. Sounds good. So, after Lagunitas, of course, we had to go to Russian River. No. Oh, yeah. Did you guys yeah. vote on they that? They dragged us there. Yeah. Yays and nays on <laughs> yeah. that. So, we had a great time. I mean, of course, the beers were awesome. They had uh, the cab uh, beer, the Consecration. It's uh, aged in uh, Cabernet barrels. Amazing. Um, we had it at JBF. And, boy, sour it beer, right? Even better. It was sour. It's more sour now. It's much um, better. Sanctification. Uh, and all the other beers. Um, everything's on tap, I mean, all the time now. So right. it's really nice to walk in and see everything you, oh, you yeah. would want from Russian yeah. River. Homer, Rip- I don't remember if we asked you last time, do you like sour beers? Uh, no, not my favorite. I wouldn't say that. But, um, I mean, they do have their place, especially uh, pairing it with food. Yeah. You know, because those beers, they tend to have more of a, a character to them like a champagne. Right. And has that, then the yeast tends to come through a little bit more so. You get that sort of fine cremant. And, um, no, I think Vinny's doing a great job. Yeah. You know, in that regard. Well, yeah. and you're a wine guy, too, as well as a beer guy. So isn't, uh, you know, Britannomyces like your enemy in the wine world? Very much so. Yeah. yeah. That, um, you're, you're always on the lookout for that because uh, just a drop of that in the wine can change the whole taste and structure of it. And right. uh, so you really don't want it. And for me, my problem is, is that, uh, if I get it in my system, it just tears a hole in my stomach. Oh, I see. So that's why I really don't care for, I should say, the sour beers in that regard. Yeah. But uh, as far as taste and flavor is concerned, some of them are just great. They're okay. phenomenal. Yeah. See, I, you know what's weird to me is I know that wine guys stay away from the Brett and the sour beers, but I always think that they would enjoy those beers more than regular beer because of their complexity and food pairing, like you're talking about Homer, mm-hmm. too. But it's just that sour thing, man, like I get the fear of death. Oh, we were yeah. so ready for those beers by then, too, so it was perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it, uh, uh, who's the New York brewery we had on not too long ago? Captain Lawrence. Who's, yeah, who's, his brewery is next to a winery, and he was saying that the guy at the winery won't even step foot in his brewery because <laughs> he's using Britannomite, doesn't want it on his clothes, nothing. <laughs> won't even go near it. Yeah. So we actually had a chance to go to the production facility as well, so that was cool. Nice. Uh, one of their, their guys up there, James, showed us around, yeah. got to you know climb up on the, the platform, Looking in the mash tun, and uh, it was really cool. We just had, you know, a run of the, the facility, basically had taps open for us. He goes, hey, the nice thing is we got beer here. Nice. Everyone's drinking Pliny and Blind Pig. Yeah. There was an unlabeled tap. We found out that was consecration. consecration. We, we, <laughs> we tapped it out. We drank all so. of it. All of it? Hopefully Vinny wasn't well, was left, saving that for anything. All uh, of this explains why when he got home last night, Schumann stumbled into the room and passed out on the carpet. He had a great time. He was looking, <laughs> yeah. he was looking like he had a great time. <laughs> yeah. He loved that float, that cappuccino stout float. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. But, uh, so that was it. That was our bus tour. Um, you know, just a good time. 
Good All job. Right. Anything else in the announcements, chat? Well, I got a phone call from my father yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to all these beer events. He's like, uh, I don't know. He's, he's busier than we are. <laughs> he's cooler than we are, too. Have you cooler. seen the pictures yeah. that this guy posts about his oh, beer yeah. events? Yeah. He got hot chicks hanging all over him. He's putting tattoos. Tattoos on places. He wants yeah. more. And those are the pictures. This is what he's doing when we're, you know, off camera. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. We don't do any of that. No. What's wrong with us? Well, so, like, you know. He loves to call me and give me the play-by-play. All right? Yeah. So he'll call me. Just got here. Just had this beer. It's called Lagunitas. You ever heard of it? And I go, that's funny. We're getting on a bus. We're about to head out to the to the brewery. He goes, oh, man. So anyway, calls me back a little later. He's like, oh, man, I, I need more tattoos. This is nuts. You know, I'm having such a good time. Well, this thing is for Draft Beer Magazine, basically. So it's it was called the Craft Beer Experience. They had it at um, out of some facility in Hartford. And they had, like, uh, Dogfish Head. They had uh, Lagunitas, uh, Flying Dog, Amagang, uh, you name it. And so uh, he was there just having a good time. And at the end of the night, he calls me back. Last phone call of the night. He goes, they won't let me leave. I, the police you, won't let me what leave. Do what do you mean? Are you at the beer fest? You okay? What's going on? He goes, well, yeah, I'm here at this event. They won't let me leave. Like, what do you, wait, wait a minute. Back what up. What, what's going on? Well, you know, you kind of get singled out at these things, you know? It's like they kind of <laughs> like, uh, they, they know, you know? And uh, they kind of pulled me aside as I was trying to walk out, and they told me I have to wait a half hour. Really? He must have been pretty, you know, liquored up. <laughs> they said he was too Couldn't drunk to leave. leave. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know what to do. I was like, I thought, I was concerned. Like, well, what's going on? Where are you? Yeah. But, I mean, he definitely knew what was going on. You're he the one phone like, call? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, right. I, no, I, I wow. guess he got out. That's a strict festival. Yeah. I've never seen that happen because usually they assume that you, you know, you've brought a designated driver, you're taking a bus or something. I've never seen anybody stopped. Me neither. Me- never heard of it. Did he sound really hammered? Not really hammered, but, you know, he was probably hooting and hollering and, you know, <laughs> handing out tattoos. tattoos. Yeah, yeah. yeah, following chicks around. Like, I don't know, maybe some complaints being made. Who knows? Wow. So, uh, uh, couple restraining orders. But, man, he had a hell of an experience, it sounds like, at the craft beer experience. <laughs> Did you talk to your mom after that? No. Yeah. No. Um be something to hear. <laughs> so. All right. Anything else in the announcements chat? <sighs> well... Jesus, there's a long announcement. Hey, nothing that I want to announce, he's, but I, he's I screwed content. up. Yeah. I screwed up a little bit. You did? Uh-oh. Making a beer this week. Oh, you could not have done that. <laughs> so, I tried to make the 2NA IPA, and it calls for a lot of crystal malt, uh, not crystal, Munich, uh, Tiro, oh. crystal. And so I was kind of playing around because they use something different. And uh, I got my grains all mixed up, and I was Thought worried you could about just do it adding all by yourself, didn't one you? amount, and you know, blah, blah, blah. I lost track of the bag of Munich, so I forgot to add my Munich. About three and a half pounds. Eleven percent of the three and a half pounds recipe, basically. Did you undershoot your gravity? I then? did. Yeah, and I added a shitload of DME, like at the end. Oh, to cover it. Yeah. yeah. Still, still before you knew it, you forgot to put it in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he thought did he you, just missed his gravity. When yeah. did you realize that you had forgotten the Munich? The next night. <laughs> hey, what's look at the banner? Come out, make sure everything's clean in the back. I go, oh, hmm, that looks like extra. Wow. Now, like, oh. were you drinking? Of course. Were you? Uh, Smoking? No. Mm-hmm. Um, so what? How low did the uh, gravity come? Uh, it was. It was supposed to be ten sixty six, and it was ten sixty. Okay. So I had. Every, I was. I think no, I was just so bad. concerned with like you know the amounts that our I was going to add that was going to be different in the recipe. Yeah. But I got hung up on that, and I just lost track. Yeah. And Schumann will still drink it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I don't well, think it's going to hurt me, but so Doc Homer Tasty, anybody who has an opinion, how is that going to change the beer if it called for that? Mu- you know, three pounds in Munich. Did you use all the same hops? Yes. 
Okay. So what's going to happen? It's going to be a little more. It's going to be not so balanced like it should be because it could be a lot of the sweetness isn't going to be there to balance yeah. all this bitterness. That's right. It's going to be a little bit thin. Okay. And, uh, and that those, those hops are going to come through a lot clearer yeah. than if you had that malt there to back it up with. And that Munich malt itself has that uh, almost, uh, I call it sometimes that peanut butter, you know, flavor to it. Hmm. That's uh, that's going to back it up. But without that there, yeah, no, it'll just be a little bit thin. Even though he yeah. added the DME to make up for the lost gravity, it'll still taste thin without the Munich, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's the totally yeah. different taste and flavor in the beer. Yeah. The DME got you back all the way back to 1060? Hmm. It, 1062 from 1060 so, or something. Oh. I just miscalculated because I thought the Munich was in there. And so I didn't account for that. And so I only really bumped up probably from 1054 to 1062. Well, you, I think it'd be fine. I mean, what, what were the other grains you used? Let everybody know, you know, what else you put in there. Crystal. Um, yeah. That's special roast. Yeah. Uh, You'll be fine. It's, it's mostly two row. I mean, is that IPA is typically two It won't be what you want. It won't be horrible. Anyway, right? but yeah. so. It just won't be what you're shooting for. It's First a, time I've ever done it. So. It's, it's an IPA. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, see, what I had said, too, not that I, I wouldn't have been able to answer any of those questions about what the, the beer would turn out to be, but what I said definitely was you have to note the change in your recipe, and it may turn out to be a great beer. You may really like this new recipe that you've done without the Munich, or at the very least, you can add the Munich the next time you brew it, and we'll be able to taste the difference, right? And you'll have it in your recipe, what happens. So just make sure you mark down your screw-ups. And I, I'm saying this because... He'd have, I've a phone, never he'd have a phone up. book. Yeah, screw up. But I've never marked them down, even though I'm fully aware that's what you're supposed to do, uh, so that you can taste the difference when you do it right, and well, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Sometimes you don't want to go back through and look how much of a jackass you were, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, God, I did that. Yeah. yeah. One of the I'm admitting things, it, you know? Hey, I'm accepting it. One of the big things, like, <laughs> what yeast did you use? Uh, Cal. 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 Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. See, now you might have got back some of that maltiness if you turned around and used the English at least. Mm. Well, that's ah, a good idea. Yeah, nice. but you see, so, but that's um, yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. That's two mistakes you made. Yeah, you screwed up on that. <laughs> hey, but, sure to, but, but you know, you, you did it in a nice way. You should have write that down. <laughs> oh, that's a good tip right there, because the English ale just brings out more of the malt mm. character. That's right. Yeah. All right. We'll learn from it. All right. There you go. What, well, what when, did you learn? <laughs> well, you will never make that mistake again, right? You were pissed about leaving out the I brain. Was, I was I pretty well, kinda, just frustrated. Yeah. 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 You won't do that. I want to nail that beer, you know? Unless so. you're drunk, and you might do it. Right. What are you going to do with the three pounds of Munich that's sitting around now? I'm going to make that recipe again with okay. the Munich. All right. All right. Oh, good. It could be a little side-by-side. Side. I'm determined to make that beer. All right. <laughs> the right way. Is that it? That's it. Okay. Are you sure, Chad? I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'd like to announce that the sun has gone down. <laughs> you're not, uh, two days later, you're not going to remember you forgot to say something. <laughs> uh, we're good. Okay. All right. You've got mail. Kick ass. Let's do our feedback as quick as possible. How quick? We'll get to a break. I don't know. I do have a, I have a long, drunken one in front of me. Oh, God. That sounded like a good idea to read before the show because occasionally I get really drunken emails. And they sit, and I, and I can just, I can picture their voice and the, and the look on their faces. They're writing it. So I, I really enjoy them that every now and then I get this super long, drunken email. Yeah. And I think about reading it in the voice that I picture them having. <laughs> so Take your pants off. Should I do that? Or oh, do, sure. Let's move on to the show. All right, we'll try it. And, and the fun part, too, is that they usually announce to me in the beginning that they're drunk, as if I wouldn't have figured out two sentences in. Uh, here we go. Hey. Hey. 
Admittedly, first off, I'm trashed. It's Thursday after class for the week, and I've managed to finally manage to break into the scotch. Johnny Walker Black. Nice. 23 bucks a bottle. That'll get you pretty far. By this point, poker night was canceled this week, so I have time on my hands and had to finish off some oatmeal stout in order to free up a fridge of space for breaker, breaker, breaker. I made a brew for an underage drinker, but really high scholarship GPA, so it's okay. Anymore. And really, he loves really fancy assault rifles oh. and refers to them as an investment and such. Louisiana, bitches! <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is all in the email, kids. <laughs> I love this person. But yes, I'm loaded and wondering when you might have Vic from the Bistro on once again, sir. I mean, really, you talk about a great show. Makes me want to schedule my vacation around the next festival that occurs. <laughs> oh, hey! I figured I need to lower my two cents at this point, since I haven't been calling in or listening live. Live. We, <laughs> we miss you all of taking care of your families, and as a 24-yo male, I can only guess as to what is ahead of me. <laughs> but hey, who hasn't rambled when they're trash? Suck it, Shivin! <laughs> Love y'all for all you've done. Suck it, Shivin! But yeah, more recent shows have been excellent. I'm wondering when the fuck chat's gonna schedule Larry Bell, for the love of God. Who's Larry Bell? The guy who opened Bell's Brewery. Oh. I spoke to Larry Bell at the Oregon Brewers Festival, tried to get him to do the show. Mm-mm. I don't know if he's not a happy man or he just doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. I didn't figure it out, but he I can't don't be both. Like you. Probably a little bit of both. He's <laughs> yeah. not happy because he met you. I'll tell you this: I don't think Larry Bell's doing this show anytime soon. Kind of heard that about. Did he, he punch you in the junk? Nah, he just kind of looked at me. He didn't really even answer me. <laughs> hey, Mr. Bell, my name is Just. Now, oh, my God, you hit <laughs> yeah. me in the junk. <laughs> All right. Anyway, there's a bunch of other stuff in this thing. Yeah. Well, let's move on. Okay. We're not time. So there you go. Drunken email. That was from. Oh, he didn't even sign a name. He just said, "Keep up the work." Try <laughs> <laughs> to sign it. His uh, his sign off was, uh, "F you asshats for making me type cleanly on drunk night." Keep up the magnificent work. There you go. Uh, here we go. Hey, Brewcasters. Even that San Jose Shark loving JP. That's me. I'm pretty sure That's y'all. Me. I'm pretty sure y'all thought I would never tune in again after my first live show, the Midfuns Bruges. Midfuns Breikus. Midfuns Breikus. Midfuns Breikus. There you go. Uh, that show, uh, aka the Super Meltdown. Turns out I'm completely addicted to the session, and I've been listening to an average of three shows a day for the last month and a half. Um, I have a job where I can listen to my iPod, so I couldn't wait any longer to jump into the live shows and especially join the chat. Everyone was great, and thank you for the good advice on Parisian hookers. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, Good work, guys. I hope to head out to Cali next summer, possibly for the anniversary show. So there was a lot of mixed emotions about last week's show. There was some we love it and a lot of we hate it. I thought it was the other way around. <laughs> they liked you, Doc. Yeah, well, it was a perfect storm, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a perfect storm. <laughs> Man, people like their Doc, I'll tell you that. Uh, here's another. Hey, girls, just a short and sweet reminder from the BN Masses. We hear this and that all year long about the craziness that is Burning Man. But most of us have never heard of it until you all started bantering on about the damn thing. 
You spew, uh, let's see, you spew paints and intrigue. Your spew paints an intriguing picture. <laughs> yeah, it does. And results in a little expectation from us that we might get a few good stories from the brewcasters that did go. Not just the shitter, goggle, naked man extinguisher story. <laughs> Even though that was damn good, he says. There's, uh, there's a lot more stories. He says, I know this year it was followed by some pretty uncool stuff, but I think it's not too soon to hear another story or two. I don't know. GBF was pretty cool. <laughs> yes. I know it's a beer show, and that's what we listen for, but you also make it entertaining by, well, entertaining us with your idiocracy. I mean, talent. So uh, could we get at least one more MFing BM story? BM? Yeah, we will. Oh, burning we, we'll man. talk about it at the break, figure out what a good one is. There's a lot of them. I was thinking bowel movement story. Well, his next, gotta... his closing is JP and Doc just laughed about poop, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well. Uh, that's from Dude, the dude in Arizona. Dude. dude. I don't know what happens in Burning Man stays in Burning Man. We gave you what we could, I think. No, no, we got a couple things. We do? Well, you... well we got to talk about <laughs> Yeah, we have to figure out what we have. Yeah. You handed out the Charger story. Yeah. You handed out the, the that, was, that was the year before. Story. That was the year before. No, that was last year. Charger story was the year before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was it? The year before, yeah. God, Grams has been married for a year now? Yeah. yeah, yeah wow. Yeah. All right, uh, a couple more ones. I found the Jamil show a few months ago and have really enjoyed it. On there, they talk about the Sunday session, so I finally got around to downloading a few episodes. Uh, first one was from 11.7 and about Pyramid. Hey, that's my birthday. Is it Pyramid? I was hoping that uh, the, the brewer talked about Snowcap and um, was pumped when he said he'd give out a recipe. It's one of my favorite winter beers. But then he proceeded to not give any percentages. Oh. He says, I can get the malts off their website. I wanted real numbers. I was wondering uh, if in the year's time since that episode, if any of the BN had attempted a clone of the Snowcap. And if so, was it successful? Uh, would they share the recipe, etc.? That's from Cody in Texas. Anybody brewed Snowcap? Clone? Oh. I don't think so. No. And, you know, you got to understand about these brewers. Some of them come in here, and uh, I think anybody we've had from Pyramid is a is a brewer and not a high-up guy, yeah. and they're, they keep them tight-lipped. Yeah, they, they're bound not to uh, spill it. I think it's bullshit, but, you know, people go, I can't give out the recipe. It's a yeah. secret recipe. Yeah, secret. I don't know. You know, uh, um, I will say BYO has a cool thing called the Clone... Cloninator or rest, something like that, so you can write into to one of them. I think it's BY oh, yeah. or maybe it's yeah. Recipator. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Um, and say, hey, I want a clone of this or whatever. Uh, or just look on look online. Someone has it somewhere. Okay. And last one. Hey, guys, started entering some contests and won a couple medals, uh, but I'd love to get some input. Um, people write weird things. Some input from you bastards. Uh, you know, I clear love- to me. <laughs> You know I love the show and you guys rock, but for real, where do I send the beer? Thanks, guys. Cheers from Christian. So I just wanted to address this. We haven't addressed it in a long time. You can send beer to us. Um, we don't promise to taste everything on the show, or even at all. It depends on, on how much beer has been sent to us. But if you do want to send us beer uh, for the option for it to be tasted on the show when we can, you just email chad at thebrewingnetwork.com, C-H-A-D at thebrewingnetwork.com. He will give you the address to send beer. We don't publish it, um, but but just email chad at thebrewingnetwork.com, and uh, he takes care of all of that. And as always, make sure it's very well labeled on each bottle. 
Each yeah. bottle. Each bottle. Thank Each you, Doug. Each bottle. It's not enough Please. just to put a stack of be- uh, of papers in the box that tells us about the beer. <laughs> not around here. I mean, if you want us to keep, the only way that works is if we keep the box, you know, sitting in in the in the den, unrefrigerated, because then it can right. all stay together with its paperwork. But imagine trying to store a bunch of different people's beers with a wad of paperwork next to it. It just doesn't work. So you have to put on every single bottle. As much information as you can. What yep. what it is, or OG, all of that. Yeah, your, your name and what it is is probably as many good. people as we have walking through the den on their way to the West Wing. Y- yes, you know. yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, things get muscled up. You know, we should have Tasty post one of his uh, bottles. Yeah, he's, he's got, got the recipe and everything on the label, a sticker. Yeah, yeah. it's like and he puts on the bottle. That's the way to do it. Chat just gave you work to do, Tasty. I hope you're okay with that. I'll take a, a picture tonight. Right here. Post yeah. a bottle label. So, yeah, but please uh, do send us beer. We, we'd love to taste it. And if we can talk about it on the air. And right. We've even said before, uh, we're, you know, we encourage you to send your flawed beer uh, because. Uh, well, you, know, you do. <laughs> well, we like to help yeah, out with the problem. And, and I'm not saying that Doc loves to drink that beer, but it is. Or insult anybody. Or insult anybody. But I will. But it's not only fun but helpful for everybody involved if we can actually try to pinpoint the problem that you had yeah. and, and not do it next time. So, you know, send us beer if you want to. Just email Chad. And if you don't want to taste it on the air, just say that in the email. That's fine. Or if you know there's something in that taste that you just can't put a finger on and, and you want us to identify it, that's a good way to do it, too. I yeah. mean, a lot of times you taste your own beer and you go, God, that, that thing's always in there. It's that brew house taste and yeah. you kind of wonder what it is. And uh, Maybe we can help you figure that out. Or, I might add, uh, that's a great idea, Doc. But um, if you just want to brag about how friggin' good your beer is, mm-hmm. send that too. Send that too. That's not just you know. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't it's just send us the your crappy garbage. shit. Yeah. 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 yeah give, throw us a bone every now and then. Yeah. I guess all I meant was a lot of you don't like me. I'm not sending my beer to anybody. I want you to have to drink that. But I don't need the feedback either because I'm. It's never don't be gonna, afraid to send it. It's never going to get either. better. Just don't. Yeah. Don't be afraid to send it. And but yes, J, by all means, JP is right. Send us the good stuff. Is it legal to send beer in the mail? Shh. Well, somebody in the chat room just said not, it. Not These U.S. mail. Yeast samples, yeah. <laughs> not U.S. mail, especially. Yeah, we don't talk about sending it, okay. and we don't talk about Facebook. Okay. Those are our two rules. Very good. Well, we, we talk about to everything make sure else. You need that, apparently. Bladder yeah. infections. No, we don't have to talk about that. But Yeast know. samples in a sterile medium. <laughs> That's what they are. All right, so Chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. Like and then also, just real quick, uh, your show ideas also go to Chad at thebrewingnetwork.com, because I ignore them. I mean, just ask Homer. It's taken us how long to get him back in here. You've been asking me, and uh, I ignore it. <laughs> A lot. But Chad, he goes out, he gets Homer back on the program. So they go to Chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. Okay. <sighs> that was a mouthful, huh, Homer? That was just the beginning. Hey, let's get going. All right. <laughs> let's do it. That's what we're going to do. We're going to take a real quick break. Um, some food. 888-401-BEER. Bevo's hungry. Um, she's going to grab us a beer. Here's what we're going to do. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, wine and beer yeast, because I think it's interesting. I don't know anything about wine yeast, so I'm going to ask Homer the difference, learn a little bit about wine season and, and a little bit of beer stuff, and then we're going to get into the barbecue. You so know how to wine pretty well. I do. That's true. Oh, yes. yeah. All right. Hang in there. We got Homer Smith on the show tonight. We'll be right back, kids. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Will you?
Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their Williams German Pills is mashed with pure German Moravian two-row barley malt for a light blonde color and malty crispness you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out their unique fermenters, draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and more. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enter promo code BREW at the order checkout for $5 off your next order over $50. Orders placed by 3 p.m. ship the same day. Again, go to williamsbrewing.com and enter promo code BREW at checkout for $5 off your next order. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Did you know that every day a brewcaster goes to bed hungry? Did you know that that brewcaster is silently calling for the help of people just like you? Do you know that every day the unicorn and the rainbow have to blow sailors for loose change? For less than the cost of a half-calf, quad-shot, venti, extra-hot, soy milk, triple-pump, hazel, low-fat foam, double-cupped macchiato a day, you can help starving adults in Pacheco. Your love can be felt for as little as seven cents a day. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate to sign up today for as little as $2 a month. Private first class in the BN Army. Buy your way up the ranks as corporal, sergeant, ranger, or colonel with an easy-to-do monthly donation that keeps brewcasters alive and your favorite internet radio station broadcasting. No donation is too small to help those in need. Can't you find it in your heart to share your love with a brewcaster? In return, you will enjoy the wealth of knowledge that comes with every episode of the session. The Jamil Show and Yes even that other show. Thank you for listening, and please sign up for your donation at thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate today. Attention homebrew shop owners. At Fermentap, they know you're tired of buying the same old gear that everyone else has. That's why Fermentap offers the newest and most cutting-edge brewing equipment known to man. Since 1998, Fermentap has been leading the fight against the boring and mundane by offering strange, unique, and just plain smart equipment. Like their stainless stone false bottoms. Never deal with the floating plastic hassle of other false bottoms again. And since they're made from stainless steel, they'll last a lifetime. Fermentap's line of copper wort chillers are the best on the market, designed to cool your wort faster and more efficiently than other immersion chillers. They actually invented the equipment to make these chillers not only work great, but look great too. How about a fantastic line of ingredients including vanilla beans, sorghum extract, blue agave extract, hot bitterness extract, unique wine yeast, green coffee beans, sake kits, all stuff you can't find anywhere else. Fermentap carries all the standard products and equipment you need as well, such as all grain systems, stainless hardware, kettles, carbonation stones, you name it, they've got it. Fermentap's entire line of products has been helping retail shops meet the demands of their customers for nearly 10 years, and they want to help you too. For more information, see them on the web at FermanTap.com or call Jason at 1-800-942-2750. FermanTap, better beer through innovation. What's funny is Bruce will say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. Sports beer. The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. And now, back. 
Welcome back to the program. We got Homer back in the studio today. Glad to have him. And um, it's been a year about. I think it was about a year. I think we got you just after wine season last year. You're right. About a year. Yeah. Yeah. Homer's a tough guy to get a hold of. You can always find him down at Oak Barrel, which is in Berkeley. Which, uh, what is it you call Berkeley? Like Education Town or something? No, the City of Educated Fools. Ah, that's what <laughs> it is. I agree with that. Uh, you also just go to uh, oakbarrel.com, I think it is. is the mm-hmm. website. Oakbarrel.com, check it out. But Homer's always there, so you can find him there. But for us, he's a tough guy to get a hold of. Busy man. And you just get done with the wine season? Just got over it. It's uh, It was... Uh it was rough this year. Was it? Yes, yeah, because it was spread all over the place. I mean, it, uh, grapes came in crazy. Uh, a lot of shattering on the vine. A lot of stuff didn't even come in. Mildew. What does it mean, they, shattering on the vine? Like they were already busted? Well, of? what happened was they didn't get a good set. Okay. So if you don't get a good set, then you don't get the the proper growing year that you need. So they were not. They weren't ripe. You mean they weren't ready? They. I don't no, understand. A lot of people even lost grapes due to the frost. Oh, okay. So if you don't get that set on the vine. Okay. Then you you're not going to really produce that much of a crop. All right. And with that frost that uh, that occurred, that uh, made all the difference in the world too. Uh, a lot of uh, vineyards weren't even picked due to the fact of um, after the rain came, then you had some mold and some mildew. Now they lose a lot of money on that. Imagine being a grape oh, yeah. farmer and that you're just done for the season, right? right. That's it. The travails of a farmer. The um, hardest part of making wine is really not the uh, winemaker himself; it's the grape grower. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. And then th- when grapes are picked, that that changes every year, right? It's I mean, it's ar- around the same time, but there's not like a day every year. No, yeah. no. It's around the same time, but it's going to vary from year to year due to weather conditions. Okay. And so this year, what happened was that we had uh, a lot of heat in the beginning. So therefore, the season started relatively early. All right. But then everything slowed down and the weather cooled down and uh, drug the season on on, on into the um, latter part of October. Okay. Yeah, so. Gotcha. It can happen every year. It's going to be different. Okay. Yeah. All right. I want to finish a little more wine, but I, I don't want to forget this because JP put some what he calls special beer. Special beer. In front of us. Yeah. And didn't tell us what it is. Just wanted us to try it. Do you want us to give you our take on it before yeah, you just, tell us just what a, it is? Yeah, uh, just real quick. Like, I, I just want to know your, you know, the impact of it. That's all. I think it tastes like American light, like bad American light lager. And I'm hoping that I didn't just insult a sponsor or something like that. Kind of whiny, <laughs> but uh, kind of taste to it. Like, uh, well, uh, well, I know, but he's giving his opinion, Chad. That's not oh. nice thing you really say. <laughs> I was whiny, you're right, <laughs> Doc. What do you think about it? What do you I, think about it, Doc? <laughs> I think I think it tastes a lot like a cream ale with um, uh, apple juice in it. It does have a little apple juice thing. Huh? Yeah, Chad. Yeah, the apple and just that whiny like Chardonnay kind of thing going on. Homer, you tried it. Yeah, it's kind of cidery. It's almost like um, there's something else going on here. Hmm. Infection type thing? Uh, no, I wouldn't call it an infection. Okay. But uh, oftentimes, uh, some of the flavors you might find in some of the Belgian beers. Ah, okay. You know, I mean, huh. uh, and 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 that's what um, that's what I'm picking up. All right. Almost like. Um, Tasty? Did you try? Yeah. It too? I think it, it's a little lactic, right? So what you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it seems big. It seems like it's a, it's bigger than a, a cream. It's, it tastes like could be like five and a half, six percent alcohol. Yeah, uh, or it tastes a little bit more like like a Maybach almost too. It's got a big, pretty big malt backbone. Yeah, but it. it's just not enough mouthfeel really for yeah. a Maybach. Yeah. But um, you didn't carbonate your urine, did you, JP? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. I asked, this, you, I asked like you not it. to guess, <laughs> and you, you you ruined my. Home. I ruined your bit. 
All right, what's the deal? Let me get it out. <laughs> don't don't get, whip it out. Mm, JP, JP's whipping it out. Schlitz high gravity, very smooth lager. <laughs> I can see. Yeah, eight point five percent alcohol. I don't know. My friend got it yeah. for me, and I thought it was pretty funny. And it's been sitting in my fridge for two months. And I figured, you know that's, what? That's the the sweet sweetness that comes through. I told you I brought. Yeah, I told you I brought beer. Yeah, liquid crack. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're tasting it. Yeah, Mike, you were saying five, you taste five percent. No, dude, that's eight and a half. Yeah. It did really well, and as uh, I didn't as, taste as, it. As Chimal Liquor goes, this is really good stuff. Yeah, you, oh you, yeah, the you, kids are gonna love this. <laughs> yeah, uh, I put a little did. cherry syrup in this and go yes. a long way. I like the can. The can is very ghetto. Edward Slitzhand, uh, <laughs> the very Pacheco. Is I, that what you're saying? Yeah, I feel like the can should have spinners on it. <laughs> I mean, it's very. Uh, you buy two, you get a set free. <laughs> I see. I'm glad you didn't make this. Yeah, we. This is when we need the can. This is the black can with. Uh, you know, gold and silver uh, painting on it. It's really nice. A little bit of old English on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. This should look good. In, in, uh, yeah. Look good on a tat. Are they, that's what your, I uh, thought, Doc. Is it, looked, <laughs> it looks like a gangster tattoo. I take it they're not sponsors. No. no okay, and they probably never will be. Let me no, tell that's you That's a pretty fine high-gravity beer. Of all the big beer companies, I would so welcome Schlitz to be our sponsor. I would love <laughs> right? it. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Be but it's the high-gravity VSL. Ooh. Very smooth lager. <laughs> Yeah. That's very smooth. It's so, really bad. Anyway, that was, that was all. I I do have two better beers, but... Okay. You know. The champagne of... No, it's just Malt crap. liquor. The champagne of urine. <laughs> Still not the worst malt liquor I've ever tasted. No? Yeah, I, I've had worse. You've, you've been... Uh, That's bad. Did tipping you have, back a bunch of 40s, have you? Did you try the Mad Dog iced malt liquor, whatever? <laughs> I've never even called. seen it. <laughs> mad Dog yeah. ice. I don't think it was Mad Dog. I think it was like Pitbull or... Oh, bulldog or something. Rottweiler mix, Chihuahua. (laughs) I tasted it with Sam and Bad Rock at the GABF, and it was the one I almost puked on. Oh, it was amazing. They made you drink that? Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get back to homework. Yeah. Anyway, sorry about that. Now I'm sorry I derailed the conversation to find out about Schlitz. (laughs) He just wanted to see if we'd all take a drink. Yeah, I guess so. It was fun for me. (laughs) Now please continue. Now, so before we get on to the beer stuff, I'm just I'm a little curious about wine because. You know, we all do the same thing. Winemakers, homebrewers, we're making the things that we love at home, but it seems like a different world. Um, any new trends that you saw this year in wine? Are people making a, a different kinds, or is, is there different grapes available, or is it, is it the same every year? Well, actually, one of the new trends, and you mentioned it earlier, you're talking about the yeast. Yeah. And uh, you said, as opposed to beer yeast. Well, the wine the winemakers are starting to get smart now also, and they're starting to uh, develop different strains. Okay. I mean, for, for a number of years, um, uh, to the home brewer or the home winemaker, as well as to uh, small wineries, as well as uh, even large wineries, large wineries have had more, uh, you know, they, they've had more different strains because they've had uh, labs within the, the winery itself to create different strains of yeast. Well, now you're starting to see more of these different strains starting to leak out and filter out into uh, small wineries as well as home winemakers. Okay. And that in itself has really changed the taste and flavor of uh, the different wines that are being made. In a good way or in your opinion? Well, yes and no. Okay. You know, I see that's 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 the problem. It's yes and no because some of the old strains that are out there yeah. are really proven and tried and they work quite well. But some of the new strains you might have one characteristic here and another characteristic over here and so you find a lot of people blending different strains together. To okay. try and achieve a, a certain taste and flavor in a particular wine. Now, if you know what you're doing, 
isn't blending of different strains, can't that be a good thing? Uh, no one knows what they're doing. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with <laughs> yeah, you. All right. You see, because it's all trial and error. Because okay. now you're, you're thinking, well, if I try this over here and, and, and blend, it's just like beer making. I see. You know, and, and we were talking about that earlier, you know, like, you know, like, the beer that uh, that he was making, and we were talking about the, you know, adding the the cocoa beans to it. Yeah. Well, if you add oak to it, well, playing with it with different, you know, different ways just to see what's going to blend together. Well, the same thing's true with winemaking. Yeah. Yeah. But you only get to play with it once a year. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. Instead of twice a month. That Imagine if we could only play with it once a year, Doc. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 These shows would go a lot tougher, I'll tell you oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. It would be a one really big show. Yeah. Now, I'm curious, you know, back in the day, Homer, people really liked your stories because you've been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what was available for yeast then? Was it just one yeast? Did you have to steal it well, from another winery? I mean, what happened? No, the yeast that was pretty much available was Red Star. Okay. And that was pretty much it. Years ago, you know, you had... You had like two choices or three choices of Red Star. You had uh, Montrachet, which has been around for years. Uh, the problem with Montrachet, it's a great yeast, but it tends to promote hydrogen sulfite. And so, therefore, you have to worry about trying to find, fight or cure the hydrogen sulfite problem in your winemaking. All right. And But it's a great yeast. And then you'd also have um, uh, another one was called, uh, well, it's called Cote Blancs now. It was called Epernay 2. That was the other strain that was out there. Okay. Know, more for white wines and so forth. And and then you had Pasteur's Red and Pasteur's Champagne. And those are pretty much the choices at one time. Well, as time has gone by, that's that's improved greatly. There's a number of different strains. Matter of fact, uh, uh, Lauvin makes a number of different strains of uh, yeast, you know, for the home winemaker. Is there as many as you would say we have for beer? Because there's a lot, a ton of beer. Oh, there's a ton of beer. Actually, beer has more. Okay. But these you are know, all pretty dry, dry yeast? These are pretty much, they're all dry yeast. Yeah. Okay. You know, the thing is, is that... Um, you know, you say dry yeast, even in, 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 in the beer-making field years ago, the, the liquid yeast was by far superior because all dry yeast, no matter how good the dry yeast is, it would always have some type of bacteria in it. You know, so you'd have to use more, in other words, to combat mm-hmm. the bacterial problem. Well, now the yeast has improved so it's so much cleaner until that um, you don't have to worry about that bacterial problem. Hmm. You know, so they really improved and, and, and made the dry yeast much better than what it was before. Was that the case with beer yeast back then, too? Was that different strains oh, in yeah. one pouch? Yeah, beer yeast also had that same problem as far as, uh, you know, bacterial yeah. uh, problems within the yeast itself. I mean, matter of fact, uh, one great yeast that was uh, used for years was wheat bread in beer making. I, okay. I don't know if you go back that far. Yeah. Remember. Yeah, yeah wheat bread. Wheat bread was a great yeast. And then what happened was the wheat bread stain became infected. And everybody started making bad beer with it, even the breweries. Oh. And so that's why Whitbread sort of went by the wayside. I see. And you really don't see it out there in dry form anymore because they sort of more, they, they more or less they killed their name. Right. But uh, that same strain is supposed to be the strain that's used in, I believe, in the British LEs. Okay. Yeah. It's supposed to be that Whitbread strain. See, that makes sense when you say it to me like that because I hear, I'm kind of putting pieces together. I've heard Chris White talk about how they, um, you know, they have to spend a lot of time keeping the strains pure, mm-hmm. and uh, and they'll redo them all the time for that reason, instead of just letting them go for years and years as the same, because they need to keep them clean and, and keep them... Non-mutated. Uh, yeah. So when you say that to me, that's, it's kind of putting some pieces together for how he figured out that had to be done, or yeast strains were going to go by the wayside. Yeah. No, they, they, they clean them up on a regular basis. Oh. Matter of fact, um, you know, I even received a yeast one time from a yeast biologist from... Uh, Great Britain. Okay. Uh, the uh, strain for um, 
Oh, oh, hit beer over in uh, what's the British pale ale that's so supposed? Youngs bass, oh, not Youngs, yeah, bass. Ba- yeah. Ah, okay. It was the bass strain. Matter of fact, he worked on cleaning up the bass strain. Okay, and uh, with that particular strain of yeast, you could clone bass beer. Really, but without it, you couldn't make it. You can get close, yeah, but you couldn't make it exact. But uh, with that particular strain, you could clone it, and that's all. That's all he ever did was clean up yeast. He went around to different breweries and he cleaned up their yeast. Right. And kept their yeast strain going. That sounds like a valuable guy right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's always employed. Does yeah. a nice job. What's the, what's the last batch of beer you brewed, Homer? Uh, last batch of beer I brewed was a uh, Pilsner. Okay. <laughs> Recently? Uh, it was a few months ago. Before wine season. That's correct. Did you let how it come out? Not bad. Yeah. It's all gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to remember how it turned out. Do you have a preference, ales or lagers, or you don't care? No, actually, I, I really don't care. I, my preference more it leans toward the, some of the darker beers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm a, like a stout or a porter or even a good brown ale, which I'm having right now, which is excellent. Do you, you say you're a dark man? Oh, yeah. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. We had another question for you that we thought would be a good one for you. Now, how, how long have you been at Oak Barrel? Homer, remind us from last uh, show. About 35 years. Really? Okay. You've been there for a while. It's older than JP. That's yeah. called um, yeah. the dinosaur. <laughs> That's not what they call you to your face, is it? Oh, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nice thing that they say to you. <laughs> right. So you've been there for 35 years. Uh, Shat and Tasty had, had, had a good question that I hadn't thought about in a while, probably since I was the guy who would need to know this answer. And that, you know, sometimes when you go into these homebrew shops, Especially like yours at Oak Barrel, uh, even more beer because they're so. You guys have so much in that showroom. There's always a lot of people in there asking very complicated questions. They sound like they really know what they're doing. But what about the new guy who walks into a homebrew shop? He's never been before, but he's sure he's dedicated. He's ready to brew some beer. He's heard about it from his friends. He goes in. It's a little intimidating. Well, that's what you don't want to do. You don't want to intimidate. Okay. In other words, you don't want to feed him too much too quick. All right. You know, it's just like a baby. You know, you can't, um, you you want to explain to him the basics on how to do it as opposed to giving him everything that he needs to do it with. Right. You know, but uh, you can't really start him off with all grain brewing. You want to start him off more or less with uh, extract brewing. Okay. And you got to give him something that's simple and easy. And the most important part that you want to stress to him is the cleaning and sanitation portion of it. All right. You know, if you stress that, then normally if they get that down to a science, the cleaning and sanitation part, they can make decent beer. Right. And But if you, they don't get that, they're okay. in trouble. Now, well, that's true. And everyone learns that sooner or later, right? I mean, we've all had the bad batch of beer, except for probably Doc, you know, because he... Yeah, not, not, not. <laughs> but I do remember the um, intimidation factor, because I think the first brew shop I've been in was yours. Mm-hmm. And you walk in, there's just grains, and there's equipment, and people behind the... the the counter and they're tasting other people's beers and yeah. talking about beers and i'm like wow it's just so much information and you, you feel like you know nothing yeah so how do you so as a so put yourself in the shoes of the guy walking in the store homer and you probably have you've been doing it for a while mm-hmm. you come in there you have that overwhelming feeling doc just talked about so how do you approach the homebrew shop how do we approach you homer i come in there and you know i, I don't want to offend you i don't want i don't want to feel like a dope either i want to be accepted so how do we approach you First thing I tell the person, relax, go over there, get a beer. <laughs> yeah, he does have a, we'll talk about. It. He does have a couple taps. Over there. That's nice. Right. Okay. You know because because it, put the person at ease. There's no need to um, 
you know, make it seem more, you know, intimidating uh, than what it is. Yeah. Because actually the, the process itself is fairly simple. You know, and we were just discussing earlier. And if the person likes to cook in any way, shape, or form, normally that's the type of person that's going to come in. Yeah, true. Uh, they should be able to make good beer. Okay. But it's just a matter of paying attention to detail. All right. You know, and, and, and also being willing to listen. There's, you know, you have a number of people that will come in and uh, and you're trying to explain to them exactly what they need to do. And they're going through, oh, no, I need to do this, I need to do this. I well, if you already read the book and you've come to that conclusion, <laughs> all right, there was no need to ask the question. I understand that, but you know, <laughs> but we're just there to help them. So that's a good point. So maybe yeah. when you come in, you you have a little more of an open mind, even if you've already bought how to brew and you've already read classic styles and you've done all that. Listen to us. Maybe put it aside at least for the ten minutes that you're in the homebrew shop. Mm-hmm. Enough to listen to what you just, have to say. Just just to listen and hear. Okay. You know? Because actually. Better than hearing is uh, is a demonstration itself, mm. and oftentimes we do a demonstration there on brewing. You know, uh, picture is worth more than a thousand words. We all know that, and so when a person sees it and they're they're able to have hands on and touch it and see what's going on, you know, that makes all the difference in the world. Then they can see, well, this isn't hard. This is relatively easy. It's just a matter of boiling up a pot, you know, with some uh, water in it and and some malt and some hops, and more or less like making a tea, yeah. and then cooling that down, and then and adding some yeast to it, you know, but uh, they need to see it first. But sometimes uh, individuals will come in and they'll look at it and they'll say, oh, oh I can't do that. But yep. if you can boil a pot with water, you can make beer. That's right. It's tough to ask that first question. It is. Uh, you want to go over and hide in the grain bin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're right. And most people, you know what they'll say? They'll say, well, uh, I, I really don't, uh, I don't know if you really want to hear it. You know, I, I, and then they're sort of, yeah. they're hesitant. Yeah. They said, well, well, what's the problem? Well, you know, I, I'm not sure, but I think I want to try to make beer. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I. <laughs> but you're here. Yeah. You know what? That <laughs> sounds right natural to me. I yeah. think right. I would do. I would walk into a shop like mm-hmm. that, you know, years ago, and I would, you know, I don't really know, but I think I could, I want to brew beer. Mm-hmm. Was it years ago? <laughs> it, would, it, would have, it would have been for me, you know, a few mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. But, That's a good point. So but, what do you say to that guy? Well, you can make beer. Go over to the tap right there and get a beer first. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. always direct it. Well, in other words, you know, get a beer. It yeah. might relax a little bit. Yeah. Make it a little bit easier. And you might be a little bit more receptive to uh, what you're going to hear. Right. About how to do it, you know. Good point. And also a good book. I mean, you know, there's a couple of good books out there. Jamil has a good book. A yeah. good but book. then a good book to get started with, too, is uh, John Palmer's book. Yeah. You know, um, the yeah. old book that was around for years. Charlie Papazian. Papazian's yeah. book, yeah. You know, and uh, we probably all started with Charlie Bazin's book here. Yeah, yep. number of people here. Yeah, yeah. all good starts. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So same question now, but for the more advanced brewer, because right. So first you have that you have that first step. You go into the shop. You, you just want to get started brewing. Some people within two weeks, others within two years. You want to go all green, right? You want to get a little more complicated. You want to get yeah. to it. Uh, how do we do that? How do we go into the? How do we start the all grain process? Yeah, well, I, what would you mm-hmm. say if I walked in and said, you know, I've been doing extract and I want to get into all grain? Mm-hmm. Where, where do you start? I mean, that's well, always a tough question for me. A tough, that's exactly what I say. Well, see, the question is, what, what equipment do you have right now? I mean, do you have a big enough pot to be able to boil the whole all grain batch? Because you're going to need at least a 10-gallon pot, mm-hmm. you know, at least. And, um, and then you take it from there, more or less. Yeah. And the question is, do you want to start off, you know, with all stainless steel equipment, or do you want to do maybe a, a, a mash in like a bucket? Yeah. You know, with an insulated uh, uh, shield around that bucket to do the mashing. Or do you want to do it maybe in a, um, like one of these 
you know, orange water coolers. Yep. You want to do it in that. Or do you want to do it in, like, a, an ice chest? And then build uh, what we used to build, what nobody even does that anymore, is build a, a false bottom going to the bottom of one of those. Right. You know, so there there's so many different ways that you can do it. How did you used to build the false bottom for that? Just to sidetrack you for a second, what'd you oh, use? Oh, uh, copper tubing. Ah, uh, okay. Hacksaw, copper tubing. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And just kind of make a, almost a grill kind yeah. of a thing. You're more or less you're sweating together a fitting with uh, like only three pieces. Yeah, you know, a couple of elbows. Okay, you know, and uh, piece coming out so you can fit it into the uh, spot where the uh, uh, liquid's going to come out of it. Right. Now it's cheap enough though with the igloos and stuff that you can you can just get a false bottom. Yeah, they make them probably yeah. for well, the same price that you would have to build it, right? Right. Yeah. Well, Phil makes a false bottom, uh, a plastic one okay. that works just fine in one of those igloos. All right. You know where you can just um, Drop it right in there and run a hose off of it and have a, a clamp on it so you can control the flow. Yeah. Uh, so you're not just uh, running the mash bed dry. Yeah. Yeah. So no, no, the, all that's pretty simple, pretty cheap. Okay. You know. Mm. Yeah. So many people are so intimidated to making the jump. They yeah. think it's going to be right. voodoo and everything else to, mm-hmm. get, to get to do it. Should they be so intimidated? No, not at all. I mean, matter of fact, after they come to the store and see a demonstration one time. Yeah. You know, which is going to take about oh, four, four and a half hours or so. And uh, and see an all grain batch being done is nothing to it. Do they get to eat barbecue for that four hours? Uh, we used to do that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but now we have pizza. I see. <laughs> That's, literally That's too much work. Yeah. You know what? Pizza's enough for me. I'd stand around for four hours for pizza. <laughs> well, I think it'll... Well, not now because you've had his barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I think it all depends on, on, on how you bring it across, too. I mean, you know, if you get a high-strung, high-level-of-energy guy like Homer is, obviously... Um, it's going to be, no, you know I mean? Homer's very laid back. Yeah. That was my attempt at a joke. <clears throat> we just weren't um, listening. No, thanks. I, it was good. Yeah. It rolled but, foul. But, <laughs> but that's, you know, that's, um, to me, that would set me at ease is just, you know, uh, you man, don't even worry about it. Look, this is how you do it. It's, it's nothing big, you know, not a big deal, blah, blah, blah. And here you go. And you go, oh yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, it just, you, you, it just depends on how you explain it. It's not so difficult. It's not at all. No, no, not at all. See, if if Homer's my local homebrew shop, I don't think I'm going to be intimidated. He's a welcoming guy. He says, go grab a beer, come on in here. But, you know, we've all heard the stories about those other shops where they're just not so approachable. In my opinion, they're doing the wrong thing. They're not helping out homebrewers or homebrewing. Well, the killer part is it's a people business. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what I don't understand. You well, know. exactly, you should, right? you should be able to get along with people. <laughs> if you're you in the wrong business if you yeah. don't. It's not that I don't like people. I'm just glad when they're not around. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's it. That's it. so a good starting point. So just, I mean, I think overall you're just saying, you know, relax when you go in there. And if you have to have a beer to do that, then good. Have a beer. Relax. Oh, your homebrew shop should be the place where you can go get information. Yeah. And not be afraid to, you know, go ask a couple of questions. I want to move on to the next step. And it, that's right. It's, uh, it is an intimidating thing. But even a guy like Shat here, he was around us, you know, for, for a little while, at least a few weeks, and around all the beer talk. But then he one day had to go to that homebrew shop by himself. Were you a little intimidated walking in oh, there? Oh, sure. And, you know, figuring out what to buy? And, Absolutely. You yeah. know, like, what's used? You know, like, not sure. that. But, you know, it's almost that extreme. Where what's just, that? Well, that's not a dumb question no. either. Yeah. You know? No. Yeah. But you feel like it is. I mean, yeah. Cause you do. It just feels such, I don't know, it's a big deal. You know, yeah. like, it's this big thing that I don't understand. Well, you just have to get familiar. You have to talk to people. So I overcame that fear of maybe saying, okay, I can do this. Um, if you don't have that mindset, forget it. Yeah. Well, but just keep thinking, I want to make beer. Right. 
Right. <laughs> exactly. So when I started out, I and I was like mail order only, right? So I was just mail order oh, supplies. Me too. Ah. And then finally, there's a place that uh, beer, beer, and more beer actually started in a, in a shed behind a house in in Walnut Creek. So I asked the guy, uh, it was Olin. Did you visit the shed? Yeah, I went. To, can I come by and get my stuff? Because it's like you know, like it's a Friday. I want to make beer on Saturday. Mail order. I'm not going to get it, right? Yeah. He goes, yeah, sure, come on over. So you know, just go around the back. So I go around the back. And <laughs> Don't knock on the door. Here's my this guy in this, in this little like potting shed. He's got like, a refrigerator with six taps on it, and uh, it's got like a bunch, you know, a bunch of stuff I recognize as home brew supplies, and it's Olin, of course. And I, I remember this the very same feeling, uh, like, wow, this guy is serious about this. I mean, because really, you didn't know anybody that knew much about home brewing until you rent it. You know, you meet your first guy. At the home brew shop, usually yeah. you don't start out at the club. Usually, you start out at the yeah. brew shop, right? Yeah, it's your first contact with any other, anybody else that makes beer. So it's sort of like validating in a way. Yeah. I did what you did. I did a lot of email or uh, yeah. uh, you know internet yeah. uh, mail order stuff, and then uh, I was working close to your shop, and I started going into your shop. That's my that's my lunch hour fun to Oak Barrel. So, yeah, to Oak Barrel, oh. and I would go in and, and do that, and then I. Uh, was messing around on the internet, and I uh, emailed Chris Graham, you know, because they, you know, they have an internet presence, and I said, "Hey, do you guys have a, a walk-in shop?" Oh, sure, we do. And oh, went in there. That's and how you found more beer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's. I think Homer Shop was the first place that I really. I was bidding there. I was in there about three, four times a week, just just to mess around in there and just to look, see what you had, and see what I could do with the, you know, all the different things you had in there. Yeah, see, we didn't snap at your kick, you Oh, no. <laughs> Not at all. You know, you said, hey, you know, go over there and have a beer. Like, I can't. i got to go back to work. But I do like that about Oak Barrel, too. It's a real, it's kind of a cozy shop. And by cozy, I don't mean small. It's not a small shop, but it's very, you just kind of want to go dig your hands and nose in things. You want to go dig around. You guys have, yeah. it's laid out in such a way that you just want to go get your hands dirty and see what you have. Well, the idea is to let everybody come in and touch whatever they need to touch or, yeah. or do what they have to do and, and feel free, you know. Yeah. Oftentimes people come in, they, they feel intimidated by even asking a question. And they'll say oftentimes, well, this this question might sound silly. And I said, well, you know, no question silly. Yeah. If you don't know, I says, no question silly at all. Right. I says, as long as we have an answer for you, uh, that'll make my day. Yeah. You know, so. But you should uh, tell that to my mother, please. <laughs> ask a lot of dumb questions lately. Appreciate that, Homer. Justin, why are you dirty no. underwear all over my dogs? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a rhetorical thing. <laughs> All right, I've got one more topic for us before we go to break, and then we're talking beer and barbecue from here on out. That's what we're doing. But I wanted to uh, uh, bring up just one more thing, because I noticed uh, at the Oak Barrel website that you guys are starting to talk about vinegar making. Oh, no, we've been doing no, that for years. You have? No, they've oh, been doing yeah. that for a while. So oh, I'm yeah. like, I am late on this horse, because I didn't know that people were interested in vi- I mean. Vinegar's disgusting. Like, what do you? Well, it depends on what kind. If you're, <laughs> yeah, if, if you're I mean, great. Yeah, there's, oh, there's a lot of different kinds. So this is why I'm behind, and and this is why people want to make your, it. You're not your white vinegar that you clean stuff with. No, no, All right. no, no, no. And it's for cooking and things like that. Oh, dipping bread in and cooking. All right. and, oh yeah. So, I I mean I don't want I don't want us to do a vinegar making show, but I'm curious. Uh, is it easy to make vinegar? Oh, it makes itself. It does? Yeah. I mean, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> sounds easy. As long as, long, as long as you have the starter culture, you know, in other words, the bacteria itself. Okay. And you're going to add it to wine. It's a matter of adding some uh, wine vinegar, well, the vinegar starter culture, some wine, as well as a little bit of water. Okay. And uh, you, it, it loves the air. As opposed to wine, it has to uh, be away from the air. 
and just like beer it has to be away from the air yeah and so but the vinegar loves the air and so you put it into a container and uh leave that container more or less uh, open okay yeah with a piece of gauze around or something like that and that will convert the alcohol into vinegar yeah what's the base uh, wine wine just wine mm-hmm that's why they say if you don't store your wine properly or if it's gone past its age, that it Go turns to vinegar. to vinegar. Well, right. It's starting, well, it's starting to turn I to see. vinegar. Okay. It doesn't turn completely unless you have uh, an acetic acid bacteria that you can add to it to get it to turn completely. And that's also why they yeah. call it red wine vinegar. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or white wine Can you vinegar. get drunk on vinegar? No. No. Would you die first or there's not alcohol I'm sure in you it. would throw up. There's no alcohol in it because it's all evaporated out. I sound like I'm right? in college again. I'm not oh, asking because well, I want to. It's I'm all oxidized. Curious. Yeah, it's all right. vinegar. No, it's, it's all in other words, the uh, alcohol has been converted into vinegar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I think you would throw up first. You would. Before you would die from it or get a bladder infection. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, w- uh, without without uh, blowing my head off, Doc, uh, with oh. too much information, you're saying that the alcohol turns into vinegar. So what's vinegar then? What is it? Converted alcohol. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's oxidized, so it goes through a uh, chemical change. Okay. And it's going to get more acetic acid mm-hmm. in there. So, so it, it's basically you have your oxygen. Like yeah. he says, you have to expose it to oxygen. And uh, it converts over to uh, acetic acid. You, yeah, okay. You've had that Flanders red, the Duchess de Bourgeon or whatever it is. Yes. And it, there's kind of like a nail polish remover, almost slightly yeah. sweet vinegar thing. It's acetic, acetobacter. That's what... That's acetobacter. That's right. That's okay. what it is. Yeah. All right. So you've had the flavors um, in beer. It's in some sour beers. Okay. But uh, this is purely just that. And I, I, maybe there's more of it. And then you yeah, put it in wine, and that's it, the starter for it. It goes all the way. Yeah. Instead okay. of just having some. It, it goes to 11. It becomes acetobacter. It goes yeah. to 11. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the acetobacter is what, what drives the... It forward into that. It, it's the one that changes oh. things. The acet- it's like yeast does yeah. to the acetobacter converts it to acetic acid. Yeah. Okay. So these are thing are compounds you do not want in wine. Ac- oh no. Okay. Never. You don't want acetic acid. You don't want acetobacter in no, wine. No. No. If, you, it, if you've gotten to there, is it too late? It's, no. You can't reverse it. It's yeah. vinegar. You know the thing <laughs> is, it, it will. You can impede it from going any further okay. by, in other words, adding potassium metabisulfite yeah. and, and killing it all off at, you know, more or less impeding it or retarding it at that, at that point, okay. but you can't reverse it. All right. Speaking well, of that, goes a long way. This is, excuse me, dumbing it down for you, but uh, it, it gets a little more complex than that. Uh, but what he said, once it's turned to that, it, you can't reverse that. Okay. And right. a little bit goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then the last question on the vinegar thing I, I think I have is um, if people are making it, they're making it because there are these different types they can make, right? And they can be sort of vinegar artisan. Well, what's the difference? Is it what wine you use? It's what wine you use and also um, what type of vessel you have it in. All, right. All those things play a part. Actually, who makes great vinegar is a lot of the um, fine uh, restaurants. Okay. In the area. When you start thinking of fine restaurants. Yeah. Uh, Chez Panisse down there. Well, Chez Panisse makes their own vinegar. They do? Okay. They surely do. How long does it take? Uh, in about six week period of time, you can uh, you can convert uh, some wine into vinegar. All right. And then it's like a sourdough starter. You can keep adding more wine and water to it and continue to make vinegar out of it. 
Would a guy like me? I I do like like when you said you use it for bread and stuff. I like a little oil and vinegar right. for bread. Would a guy like me notice a difference between a house made vinegar or a homemade vinegar and the stuff that you just buy on the shelf? Oh, very much so. You smell the difference immediately. Okay. I mean, the uh, stuff that you're making yeah. would have uh, much more strength to it than the stuff that you buy in the store. The stuff you buy in the store is only about oh twenty five percent or so. Okay. Or you know twenty five percent or so uh, uh, strength. But uh, the stuff that you're making would be more like 70 or 80. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's a huge difference, isn't it? 100. Yeah, that's right. Then there's different varieties like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. See, now I want to now I want to try some. I got it looks like I got a question on the on the phone here. Uh, wants to we got Patrick from Minnesota. He wants to ask you about uh malt vinegar. Patrick, what's happening? Hey, how's it going? I, it's going great, bro. I just bro. had to chime in on the vinegar with a question. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I figured since we're talking about the wine vinegar, how about uh, malt vinegar? Could you do like, like a different brew style, a beer style, and turn that into vinegar? And would it be any good trying, like, say, a stout vinegar or uh, maybe a porter vinegar or something like that? So that's a, See, these are all so... They sound so obvious now that you guys are saying. First of all, the difference between malt vinegar is that it's made from malt instead of wine? That's correct. And, right. and Simple and, enough? Mm-hmm. All right, and then to and, answer and, his question. And the killer part about it is is that, that that's a great question because they do make a culture for making uh, malt vinegar. Mm. But what's funny is is i never seen anybody with a good malt vinegar yet. Oh, <laughs> really? It's harder to do. Right. right. The, the, the funny part is is that I, it's not funny. You're a heck of a nice guy. It's Ben and Nick's. Um, the guy that owns Ben and Nick's as well as uh, Cato's Ale House. The restaurants down yeah, there, yeah. right, right, in, right, in right. Berkeley, Oakland. And he he tried, you know, to make a really great uh, malt vinegar. Okay, but unfortunately, it just didn't work out. Matter of fact, he even bought the barrels and everything else. Oh, but uh, it just didn't convert it right. It must be something else that they're doing to it uh, to um, not only convert it but to maintain, you know, flavor profile. And that's what he was losing was the flavor profile. Hmm. Okay, yeah. But there is a malt vinegar culture. There is. Okay, yeah. And I'd be willing to sell it to him. <laughs> you have it there. No, the we store. don't. We don't have it. I'm you just don't. joking. Yeah, no. That's what he did wrong. He didn't buy it from Homer. Yeah. I can't give it to you, but I could sell you. Some. <laughs> All right, that answer your question, Patrick. Yeah, so it sounds like it's not worth the effort. Then stick yeah. with the wine vinegar. Yeah, it sounds like to me. Should he stick with just the wine instead? Then you know, I, I've been th- I've been tossing that up the other day. I was thinking about maybe even trying to make some malt vinegar. Yeah, because um, he felt so miserably. <laughs> you know, and and I felt bad about it because. Uh, I even steered him in that direction to do it. Okay. But um, I've never seen anybody really make a good one, though. But you've never tried. I've never tried myself. That's why. So you can put them all down. Yeah. Well, I'll give it a shot. I I wonder, I'm really curious what the difference is, if it is that bacteria you're talking about is the difference, or if it's the base, if it's the, you know, just that wine's easier to make good vinegar out of. You know, I'm not sure if he took, in other words, cider that had been turned into uh, alcohol cider. Okay. In other words, I think you might have to um, maybe ferment your own cider mm-hmm. and then add that culture to it and get it to turn that way, as opposed to he may have just used just regular apple cider now. Right. And there's no alcohol base there to convert the alcohol into vinegar. So I, I need to ask him and see exactly what he diet because I thought, you know, I'm thinking cider. I'm thinking yeah. An alcohol-based cider, but maybe that was the case. Folks at home, I just want to point out, I'm looking at Homer's I'm thinking out loud face right now. <laughs> like you're having this thought uh, in real time as you're answering this question. I can see it on your face. I wonder if it's cider. So does alcohol, like a higher alcohol content, make a difference? 
Is uh, that it, would, it would make a difference. Turn quicker? Or? No, no, not necessarily so. Actually, do just the opposite. It turns slower. So oftentimes what you'll do is you'll add a little bit of uh, water to it to actually bring down the alcohol content as well as uh, making sure that uh, you bring down the SO2 content because that will impede it from uh, turning to acetic acid also. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Patrick. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, brother. You too. All right. Another question from the chat before we go to break for you is uh, th- this guy says, hey, I'm brewing a beer and wine in the same spot. Is that bad for the yeast? Are they going to contaminate each other, I guess he's wondering. No, they don't jump around like that. They don't. No, 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 no. You can have it side by side almost, and you shouldn't have a problem there. Yeah, they're not like shit. Unless, unless, <laughs> right. unless he's sticking his finger in one yeah. and putting it over into the other. That's how you get a bladder infection. Yeah. You take oh. it out of one and put it right in the other. Okay, really? Let's drop that. <laughs> Sorry, I can't resist. You get two bladder infections in one year, and you guys just can't let it go. <laughs> nope. The year's not done. Well, yeah, you've not even been married for a year, so I'm just saying. You, you think know. you would have learned after the first time. <laughs> All right. And then uh, I just wanted to cover, because we didn't really do it, and then we're going to break. We're going to get some food in us. We're going to come back and talk about barbecue. Yeah. Because I don't know anything about wine yeast, what is the difference between wine yeast and beer yeast, Homer? Uh, different strains. That's it. That's pretty much it. I mean, even 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 um, bread yeast, different strain. Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, they're all bacteria. All right. And with that bacteria, you got different strains of bacteria. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I've always wondered. You know, we can brew beer. We can we can brew and be drinking beer in six weeks, right? But with wine, it takes this. You know, it's this aging process. Could could not a wine yeast be made? That that speeds up the process of making wine is that a yeast thing or is it? A, you see what I'm saying? Why can't we ferment wine in two weeks and drink it? Okay, well that's exactly what they're doing. With some of those concentrates is they're saying that you can ferment it in a relatively short period of time, and you can turn around, you can drink it relatively quick. Well, there's a number of different additives that are added to it. In other words, to achieve that, but um, the strain of yeast that they're going to use is one that's going to eat up the sugars relatively quick, and oftentimes they'll use something like a um, oh like a champagne yeast. But what happens is that champagne yeast will also strip it of different characters and flavor, too. Okay. I mean, it will convert it in alcohol quick, but it's going to leave you with uh, some taste and flavors that shouldn't be there. And therefore, you'll add all these other things to the concentrate, get it to settle out, clear up, and then you're drinking it within maybe a six-week period of time. All right. But the thing is, is that those concentrates are really designed for, like, the Canadian market and a couple other markets, you know, where the taxes are so high, they tend to make the wine like that at home. But uh, also the uh, market over in um, uh, so Oakland, the southeast. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no help the, out. The, the, the Copeland folks aren't going out no. like that. You know, I, that's Copeland. That's yeah. Copeland to you now. Don't forget that. I not Oakland. I'm not going to forget that. <laughs> I'm going to use that. Coke Town. So if you're if you're just making wine to drink alcohol, you yeah. could do it quick. You're saying. That's right. You but can't you're going to lose all those good things that you, make wine wine. That's correct. So yeah, it's no, no, it, it's yeah, not throw uh, quality out the window. You want to do it quick. Yeah, it's yeah. down and dirty. Well, it's not really the well, first. They, oh, there, there's some people that call that pruno. Oh, yeah. But that comes from another part. place, though. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> where they will take all the fruit juice and all the fruit and, uh, and ferment it out and make alcohol that way. You know, now... I've never tasted that before. I really don't think I'd want to taste that. Doesn't sound good. Because it doesn't sound good at all. No. But, um, but no, you can make it quick. Okay. Yeah. yeah, well, the fermentation is a, a few days, but it's the aging process. Yeah. That's really what it is. 
you know, you have to do that. And then there's a whole other process where uh, the, the, uh, um, uh, you add the maloactic bacteria and kind of do this whole other ferment. So, but the actual conversion to alcohol is, you know, over and sometimes less than beer, you know? Really? Yeah. Okay. But it's just the aging and all the other stuff you have to do and balancing the acid and all this other garbage that it takes a long time where beer, you know, doesn't. Does not. Normally, yeah. normally with the higher alcohol content, it's going to take longer for it to age yeah. and settle out and everything. Okay. Uh, you find that with some of the uh, beers now that uh, everybody's uh, making these higher alcohol content beers. You know, it, you, it really doesn't improve uh, until you let it sit around for an extended period of time. All like right. our I, friends at Slitch. <laughs> Schlitz, Slitch. High gravity, very smooth lager. <laughs> this would probably have done better with some more age. That's true. Would be smoother. Yeah, Sam missed it. All right, I think it's clear that our next visit from Homer is going to have to be a wine show because we could. I'm trying not to get us off track there, but I'm just so interested in these yeast differences and the difference in wine that I think we're going to have to do a whole show on that, Homer. So that's that's next year, I suppose. That sounds good. Yeah. You know what was cool <clears throat> is uh, you know you think wine lay it down for a year. Homer was saying there's a couple different wines you can make and bottle it by January, right? Oh yeah, a number of the white wines. You know, like oh. Like a Chardonnay or a Sauvignon Blanc or or a Viognier, something along those lines. Sure, you can have a bottle by January. No That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Even, even a rosé, you can have it relatively. Matter of fact, that's the hot ticket now. Mostly small boutique wineries are making like a rosé. Yeah. Or they're making maybe a Viognier. Okay. Well, that's called the cash flow wine. In other words, that's the one that you can get in the bottle quick, and that way you can generate some cash to pay for everything else. Good point. Yeah. I did have a one good rosé. In France. And every rosé here, like you think of rosé here, you think of white Zinfandel, right? You think, like, that's what people got away from the rosé for, because they thought Behringer white Zin, which is an awful wine. So not if you want to get laid. They couldn't. Yeah, not if you want to get laid. <laughs> so they couldn't sell but a lot of rosé. I'll have you know that I enjoy that. Because <laughs> like you want to get laid. That's point. Point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But um, but now the rosé is coming back, as it can be a good beer, a uh, good beer, good wine. Well, it is coming back. And yeah. matter of fact, uh, you're starting to see uh, quite a few more rosés that are even drier rosés. Okay. You know, um, you tend to make that sweeter rosé. I make a sweeter rosé every year. All right. I have no shame in saying it, but my wife likes that. There you go. Again. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it's, that's not something that I... <laughs> Yeah, that I necessarily like. Yeah, well, you yeah. know, you got to do what you got to do. That's right. You know, but uh, <laughs> sometimes you got to say you really like it too. Yeah, no, honey, this is uh, I don't make it for I make it uh, well, I make it for you. I but. Just make it especially for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> so but, you do make one yourself every oh, year. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Okay. All right, we're going to take a break. All right. <laughs> well, we come back, we're going to talk about barbecue. We're going to eat some barbecue right now, so yes. just give us a few minutes at the break here. Barbecue. We're coming back to talk beer and barbecue with Homer Smith from Oak Barrel. So stick with us. Get your beer and barbecue questions ready. You're listening to The Brewcasters, the Brewcasters. on The Brewing Network. What have you gotten out of a vial of White Labs yeast? WLP 001, Cal Ale, baby. 23, Burton Ale. 008, East Coast Ale. Cal Common, WLP 810. It's going to be WLP 400 with beer. I got a sweet hoodie for my vial. Huh? Huh? 
White Labs, your source for great brewer's yeast, would like to invite all homebrewers to join the White Labs Customer Club. Redeem your empty vials for great White Labs merchandise and products. Free yeast, glassware, t-shirts, baseball caps, sweatshirts, polo shirts, and you won't believe what you'll get for 5,000 vials. Members also receive a newsletter packed with White Labs updates and facts, interviews with professional brewers, brew your own clone recipes, beercook.com recipes, and customer club stories. The White Labs Customer Club. Save your vials and get in the club. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Fen. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. And the new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew sand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More more Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. Well, you said you found my letters in a box in your closet. You thought it was odd how they reminded you of me. And all those letters you wrote were disposed of long ago. Put in the air, dispense out of my chimney. I'd be glad to give you it You should go play out on the freeway Or go jump off a cliff Just get away from me, psycho bitch My memories of you are too awful to be true I saw my future, I didn't see you I'm doing fine, doing great Just learning from my mistakes I'm too busy to
me your 100 grain amber recipe and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. JP's mouth is too full of ribs to sing his line. All right, I've made an exception to the rule today. Let you guys eat in the studio because everyone's promised me not to eat on the microphone. How long is this going to last? JP's already violated the rule. You know he would. I'm a violator. He's a violator. I've got bits of. I thought those records were sealed. (laughs) Hanging for my teeth. God damn it, Homer. You make some good food. (laughs) That is just amazing stuff, I'm telling you. Well, thank you, kind sir. I hope I didn't mess up this time. No. Well, I would say uh, the hot links aren't really hot. No, I'm kidding. They're melting my face off. They're hot, right? (laughs) Well, Homer tries to tell me before the show, "Ah, it's not. They're hot, but they're not like. No, they're not that hot. My mouth is on fire. My (laughs) eyes are watering. I'm looking at Homer, going, "No, you're right. They're fine." I had two tiny little pieces, and but it's so good. I think Sammy passed out. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, it's like a seven on a scale. So, yeah, I'm sure there's hot. To you, that's not hot, Homer. No, not at all. Not at all. No, no. I just passed those up because it would have killed me. No, you you make hotter. When when it's hot, Uh you will start sweating profusely. Oh. That's when it's hot. See, that's what I don't yeah. get about the appeal of spicy food because if I don't want to sweat like that. And if it's painful to eat, doesn't it ruin the experience for you? No comment. <laughs> because it's that pleasure pain thing. I think that's the thing I want to get because uh, because people who enjoy spicy food they enjoy that whole process. And I'm just thinking, well, but it could taste good without the whole fire yeah, sweat thing. All I can taste is the. Well, I mean, that was really good. It wasn't too hot, but yeah. sometimes all you can taste is the hot. The hot. I'm eating fire. Now that being said, it's the best goddamn brisket I've or, uh, or uh, ribs hot link I've ever had. Your hot like it's great, and uh, it tasted like it was real meat instead of like a a bunch of meat parts jammed into yeah. one thing. There was no filler in it. Or lips and spleens and things. It's it not real nicely. Is that what the difference is, Homer? There's no filler in there. There's no like parts. That's right. <laughs> and, and Mike knows because he, he he grinds his own sausage also. Oh, you did. And so, yeah, sure. Right, that's yeah. how you can tell. That you, Dude, you know, just among before other I got here today, I treat it well, but I do grind it. Yes. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the difference, right? Like real meat. They can't help it. The no. children just in their blood. It's in their blood. <laughs> Thank you, Homer. There we go. If I, I'm going to replay that clip every show now, JP. Every time you and Doc and Bevo do a he said, I'm going to play. Doc, I'm going to play Homer saying they can't help it. <laughs> the children can't help it. Yeah. The kids. Yeah. Soon we're going to have our own table. We'll be the kids' table. <laughs> I'm going to put you at the kids' yeah. studio. Say, Homer, say, now, now, <laughs> children. <laughs> now, now, children. They can't help it. <laughs> but there really is a difference in that. Uh, now, do you make your own hot links? Is that what I'm tasting? No, I used to. Okay. But, you know, there's this uh, one 
sausage shop downtown Oakland called Taylor's. Okay. And that's where I got that from, and they do it right. Wow. And I have to give them credit. You know, I mean, you won't, yeah. and, and Mike could attest to this, you won't get that flavor or that taste yeah. unless you do it yourself. Okay. That's as good as homemade. There. It is. Okay. Can you, right. can you tell them what to put in it? Like, uh, Yeah. How do you do it yourself? Well, you have to order enough. Can, yeah. Can you? That's right. If you order enough, they will. They will put whatever you want to put in it. Oh, okay. But the, my, but the way they have this seasoned and spiced, I mean, you can't, uh, I can't complain about that. Well, when you used to do it yourself, though, I mean, how do you do that? You pick a couple different kinds. Is it one kind of meat? I don't even know what's in a hot link. Well, you know, you might use, I might use a couple different meats. I might use pork and I might use beef together. Okay. And then I would take it and grind it all up and then you're going to season it with the seasons you're going to season it with. Then you're going to push it back through again and run it through the casing. Uh huh. And then you're going to just tie each one off. Okay. I thought you just put the snout in, in the end and just keep going. <laughs> keep grinding, right? Yeah. That's the hot link we've tasted before. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's what you're getting at. you saw one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's why I steer away from that stuff, because I always feel like it's just they stuff the whole animal in a grinder, and I'm eating every part of it, the bone and everything, because it, it just tastes bad like that. But no. but that, and these that we had, taste like real meat. Well, the, so. meat, the meat is not really ground up like a hamburger, Okay, but it's more like it's, it's chopped. Okay. I mean, there's different blades that you can put onto the um, onto your machine, and right. so you can get that different effect. And that's more or less almost like it's chopped. And then, what's the case? I'm afraid to ask. What's the casing around a hot link? Um, yeah, you shouldn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> it's like intestine or something, right? Small Isn't it like it's oh, a small yeah. intestine? Mm-hmm. But you know how sometimes parts parts. sometimes you eat one and. And that casing is really tough to get through. It's almost it like pops you were, when you bite it, and mm. you have to rip. Uh, it those could be the fake ones, actually. Those I'm thinking right, so because yeah. it's. I'm thinking like it's almost as if you were supposed to take that casing off. It's nearly impossible to eat. Yeah, that's but true. this one that we just had, it right. you don't even know it's true. there. Right, it's a natural casing. Can't eat it. So you're saying that, that that that's the real kind of intestine that I ate here today that just breaks apart like it's supposed to. Oh yeah, but you're gonna feel like a new man tomorrow. <laughs> What's the faked yeah. casing made out of? Yeah, what do you think that's made out of? Because I actually enjoy that. I like when you bite into a hot dog and it snaps. You're a sicko. I used to, never pops. mind. I used to work at a hot dog place, like a hot dog hut. Hot dog queen. She is the hot dog queen. <laughs> so our own little Bevo. What's your favorite? I just put food in my mouth and my lot of talk. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I have a hot dog in my mouth. Do me a favor. Can can, can you say uh, after this, Sam, you have to clean your room? <laughs> All right. And so... <laughs> now, to prepare this hot link, because they did all the spicing and stuff for you, right? Mm-hmm. Did you use any beer to cook it and prepare it? Oh, yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. What do you do there? Well, what happens is you're still going to put it on the grill. I use indirect heat because you really don't want to burn anything up. And so, therefore, I'll just um, I'll baste it periodically. Okay. With the same thing I used to base the ribs with. Which is what? Which is, uh, it was some of that bourbon um, uh, stout from Goose Island. Is that what I have here, Shat? Yeah, 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 bourbon barrel stout yeah, from Goose Island. And and also the same spices that went on the meat, Mm -hmm. as well as a little bit of vinegar. Oh, okay. And a touch of water. And you're just kind of pouring this on as it's cooking? Is that what you're saying? Well, the easiest way to do it is put it like into a jar or something and have holes in the jar so you can shake it on. Okay. And that way you can be a little more consistent with it. All right. Yeah, That's a good idea. Yeah, because I have one of those silicone brushes, mm-hmm. and it's hard. If you have, if your sauce is too liquidy, you're not, you know, you're just playing with it at that point. 
It's nothing. But I've never, I never thought, you know, the, the jar with the holes. I like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah don't play with your sure. silicone. Yeah, Homer just looked at you like, what are you doing, you idiot? Yeah, well, you know, I saw the thing. I was like, oh, that'll be good for putting things on. And then I use it once. Like, dude, yeah. what is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you got to be able to sprinkle no, it No, I looked at it. The reason why, because I bought one of those. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Okay. You know. So you wanted to try it? Yeah, I tried it out. You know, you for about it. ten seconds. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then threw, you... the, threw in the trash can right afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I still have mine. You went back to your jar with holes in it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> works a lot better. Your wife has a new kitchen gadget. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't get it near the barbecue. Yeah. Now, you say that you prepared these hot links with indirect heat. Uh, you didn't smoke them, then. You just Oh, no, I smoked them. Oh, you smoked them, too? Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So is that what you mean all the time when you say indirect heat? Well, indirect heat. Even if you're using a Weber, you can go indirect heat. You can't. Just turn on the other side. No, no, no. What you do is you put the coals on both sides. Uh-huh. You put them on two sides. Okay. And then you cook right in the middle of everything. I see. Right. All right. And then that way you'll never burn your meat up. Okay. Uh, Slow it down. That's a good tip right right there. Slow cooking. But these you smoke. How long do you have to smoke these hot links? Those only take about two hours. Okay. Yeah. And what are you smoking with? Like, what's the component that makes smoke? Uh, Wood. Wood. And fire. What kind? Mesquite? You see what I'm saying? No, no. no. Well, the wood I use, I tend to use the uh, oak barrels. Ah. The wine barrels. Really? Because the wine barrels will actually flavor it. Yeah. So I use a lot of wine barrels, as well as I'll use uh, hickory. Okay. um, Maple. Apple. And cherry, okay. Those are the those are the main woods I tend to use. All I right. like maple. Yeah, yeah. Maple's great. See, just hearing about mm-hmm. that makes it sound good before you've even had the food. All right. So those are the kind of things that you smoke these mm-hmm. with. What did you smoke these hot links with? Uh, I used on those. I use hickory, yeah. uh, the oak, and maple. Okay. Now, what kind of rig do you have? Do you, I mean, it's not gas, I imagine. No, this no. is actually an offset firebox, mm-hmm. and um, that's what those were cooked in. So the heat's on one side and the smoke comes That's right. through. Sometimes I will even start it in a Weber, you know, off of indirect mm-hmm. heat with very few coals in it. And then if I want to finish it out, then I'll put it into the offset firebox. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I like the idea of the hot links, for one, because they were really good. And two, it only takes yeah. a couple hours of smoking. I don't have to stand out there for two days smoking meat. No. Yeah. We could have Chad do it. We could have Chad do it. That's true. What temp are you smoking these at? Uh, those are normally smoked about two twenty-five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that's a good question, JP. Because yeah. if you if it's too hot, they're going to cook too fast, or what? Well, yeah. it'll cook too fast as well as uh, you'll dry the meat out. Okay, and therefore you won't have any moisture in it. And that's another reason why you have to constantly keep basting. Well, that's what I was going to ask. You want to keep the moisture. So you have to do it all the time. You got to keep going every couple minutes. You got to go out there no, and baste no, no. it. No, no, no. I'll figure about fifteen twenty minutes. All right. Sometimes you can get away with thirty. It all depends. Depends on if you fell asleep right. out in the backyard. Well, I've done that on more than one occasion. <laughs> okay. We don't want to talk about that. No. <laughs> I don't know if we actually mentioned this already. I might not have been paying full attention, but um. What? Your mouth full. Possibly, but um, can you smoke something in just a regular barbecue, or do you have to have a special? Smoker. smoker. Hmm. Good question. Can we smoke in our... Like, we have, you know... I know... I, I'm even embarrassed to say to a barbecue man like yourself, Homer, that we've got that propane grill out there, right? And a lot of people have those. Can we smoke in something like that? I have a Weber. Well, I've never tried it. Yeah. I've heard that you can to a degree. You think I'm an asshole right now because I have no, a propane no, grill, don't no, you, Homer? No, no. me right now. No, no. Great for cooking steaks on. Okay. Yeah. No, All right. No. But not good for smoking. Not good for long-term smoking, no. So do we have to have a 
smoker, like an act, or are there devices? What do you, you just well, have a charcoal, have a charcoal Weber. Weber? Okay. Well, no, you can smoke in a Weber. All right. Yeah, but you, if you want to smoke in a Weber, just you have to go indirect heat. You put the, know, put the coals on the side, and put you put the, the meat the right in the middle, so there's no coals right under it. That's ah. right. And make sure you and turn down your vents. See, that's where people get get off. They don't turn down their vents. You know, they got the vents open wide open, and so it's going to be running too hot. If you turn down the vents, that'll cool everything down and slow down the uh, temperature. But don't turn them all the way closed. Right, and and use a thermometer. You know, uh-huh. and that way you can that way you can find out exactly what your temperature is. Okay. Because Not the same one you use to figure out when you have a bladder infection. Oh. You need a different thermometer. Oh. I didn't have a temperature. Oh, that's good. Biscuit. I found out in a completely different way. Oh. Biscuit uh, did uh, have a temperature, and they, the vet told me to make her assume the position. Oh. Wasn't with an all-beef thermometer? Yeah. Palmer, yeah. yeah. where do you learn these barbecue techniques? Is this a family tradition of yours, or it's, did you start it? No, no, it's a family tradition. All right. You know, I learned how to make barbecue from my father. And you I, did? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so no, no, no. I can't I can't attest to saying that these are all my ideas or thoughts or no. See, I like that better than you saying I invented all this. I like to know that it's a family thing handed down to you. No, I did not invent the Internet. I'm not, uh... <laughs> I'm not Al Gore. But I did invent dry wine yeast. So <laughs> that right. is mine. I will claim that is mine. Oh, but so. everything else... Oh, okay. Like when, like when I was making uh, wine with Moses back in the <laughs> few years back at home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. It's yeah. part of the red wine. Yeah. Make it with Jesus. It's faster. <laughs> All right, and then since we're talking about uh, barbecuing equipment, there, I mean, there's a lot of different smokers out there. Oh, there's so many. What yeah. do you have, JP? What's yours? The I have the Big Green Egg. That's actually what it's called? That's uh, that's exactly what it's called. You search Big Green Egg. And it's actually, made green just for green and right? Green and it yeah. looks like an egg. Yeah, exactly. It's, How um, did I know that? It's ceramic, uh-huh. um, and it's kind of egg-ish Shape. shaped. And um, so it, it's, it, you know, it retains a lot of the heat. Okay. So it doesn't burn through your your uh, your uh, fire material, you know your your while you use lump charcoal and you know not the briquettes or anything like that. Okay. And then, um, yeah, and so you can you can really control the heat. It's like Homer said, it's all about the vents because you know you you open the bottom vent and you open the top vent, and the heat is going to suck the air from outside, burn the coals real hot, and throw that throw that heat directly and, up and, and out smoke. the top vent. Yeah. And your smoke, and so all the flavors are kind of just going around the meat. Your meat gets real burnt; it gets dry, and it's it's no good. But if you if you have a thermometer uh, in your meat, or um, you know, I have one just in in the in the lid of the big green egg it comes with. Okay. You can you can control the the you know temperature, and you can dial it in. It, yeah, and you can really really control it. It, it. I was amazed when I first used it. Like, there's no way I'm going to be able to keep this at like 325 or whatever I was doing. Yeah, it but was, you can. Yeah, you totally can. Yeah, you go out. You know, 45 minutes later, it hasn't moved. So, that's what do great. you think about a vessel like that, Homer? Oh, those are great. Those are good. No, that's a that's a real great unit. Okay, so mm-hmm. simple. JP can use. Yeah, because I mean, I made a brisket on it. Yeah, I, I I did mine for 18 hours. I got up at six in the morning one day. And and did a brisket and it was really easy. I had to reload the coals once. Man, you got to get a girlfriend. I, well, that was pre. You know, he was hoping with this it would like bring in the chicks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I, I mean, Homer's got a family. It's yeah. acceptable. Well, I probably prepped. He, he already had the family though. I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You could be sure that before he had the family, he wasn't up at six a.m. fucking smoking things. All right. Well, I did you can take that to yeah. the bank. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I prepped it and I started and I went back to sleep. Okay, okay. all right. Then you get up every hour and turn it. 
<laughs> Till noon. Jerks. Now, see, I picture your backyard, Homer. You got 13 smoking vessels out there. No, I only have uh, 10. Four Webers. <laughs> you have four? Oh, okay. Four Webers, one upright smoker, one offset firebox smoker. And one electric smoker. That's only seven. What's the That's one? It. What's yeah. the one That's that all. looks like R two D two? Is that the upright smoker? That's the upright smoker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have one of those. You mm-hmm. have one of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My grandmother had one of those when I was a kid. That's why I remember it. And I remember it was some of the best meat I ever had. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I remember that being the one that takes a real long time. That's she sat that meat out there all day long. Right. That that you can go eighteen hours with that. No problem at all. You can. I've, I've done brisket in it before as well as uh, pork butts. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, but, when you're oh yeah, when you're smoking meat, that's the entire cooking process is with the smoke. You don't get the smoke flavor and then cook it. No, you, that's no, it. no, 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 no. It's all done right there. All right. Mm-hmm. So let's take an example here, so we can narrow things down. You made these ribs out here. What kind of ribs are they? Uh, just spare ribs. Spare ribs. Mm-hmm. All right. So you had these spare ribs. Um, how did you start? Did you did you make a sauce or a brine or something? No. Well, the first thing you do is, um, well, I tend to wash off all the meat. I can't help myself. They say you don't have to, but oh, I Good for you. It's like yeah. clean meat. Right, Thank yeah. you, Homer. Right. See, so you, you want to wash it, and then you want to dry it off, more or less. All right. And then get it dry. Once you get it dry, then the first thing that's going to go on is uh, vinegar. Really? Yeah. That's your base coat. No, the first thing that's going to go on is vinegar, because vinegar break, breaks down the muscle tissue of the meat and uh, helps to render it... Uh, uh, more moist. Uh, what kind of vinegar? Right. Uh, uh, white it? wine vinegar. Okay. Sometimes red wine vinegar. It doesn't vinegar. matter just as long as... Right. Okay. You don't want to use your really Sometimes good vinegar even, for it? Even apple cider vinegar. Okay. Yeah, okay. You're not talking like balsamic vinegar. I've even used like balsamic that. vinegar. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Let's oh, say yeah. maybe you wanted to like uh, you know reserve the good stuff for maybe at the end, but if you're no. just using this to break down the meat. That's it. And that that's the first thing that goes on. Are you soaking and it in it or are you just pouring no, some no, on no. it? Mm-mm. Then that is that like open up the skin a little bit more as well, just because get that acid will like you know peel off like a new surface that's to right. let the smoke go in and so forth. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, okay, it will break it down in that regard, you know. And so that's the first thing that goes on. After that goes on, uh, then uh, Worcestershire sauce, okay, uh, some teriyaki sauce, hmm. and um, then the next thing that's going to go on is you wouldn't believe it, but uh, mustard. Really? Dry dry or? Just a uh, wet mustard. Just squirt it off the bottle and just rub it right on the whole thing. Like Frenches. yellow mustard? Yeah. Even as yeah. French as you. It doesn't make any. Whatever mustard's in the refrigerator. All right. It work like a charm. <laughs> okay. It doesn't make any difference. Whatever you can sneak out of the refrigerator. That's it. And so that goes on. You're right that I wouldn't believe it because I do not taste mustard in those ribs. Mm-hmm. No. You think of that as a really strong spice. Mm-hmm. But I didn't taste it. And it's rubbed all over. All right. And then after that's done. Uh, then you want to make up what's called a rub. Okay. Now you got to make up the rub. Whether you're doing ribs or pork butt or brisket or whatever, mm-hmm. now you have to make up a rub. And I just have a basic rub, you know, for that. And that's just um, like salt, pepper, a little celery, um, salt. Um, oh, what else do you have? Uh, cumin. Okay. Uh, chili powder, uh, paprika. Yeah. Um, brown sugar, white sugar. Um, the kitchen sink. Yeah, pretty much, almost like whatever you got. Sink. Yeah, yeah. yeah what well, you know, and uh, and then you're going to take that and mix everything up together. Okay. And uh, black pepper, quite a bit of black pepper. That's the one that you're going to use quite a bit of. Black really? Yep. You can mix all up together, and that's what you're going to rub on the meat itself. All right. Just rub it all over. You're it. going to rub it all over the meat. Okay. Both sides. All that's just to taste for you. You don't have measurements for this. No, there's no measurement. I put it all in the bowl and I'll look at it. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that's about it. And then just mix it all together, and then. 
like what was left over today was about um you know two teaspoons were left over in the bowl okay you know you put it all in there right all right because i I can just about gauge however many slabs of ribs want to cook or pork butt or brisket with how much to actually put together and rub on there. okay and then you rub all that on and then just uh throw it in the smoker just uh, when is the beer coming? We haven't used beer yet. Nope. nope. Okay. The beer is going to come in when you get ready to um, baste everything. All right. And then then I, we, better, take, we better wait then. That's right. Well, what happens is you take some of the stuff that's left over, like I was talking about. The rub. The rub. Uh-huh. And that goes into the jar ah. as well as the beer. Okay. As well as a touch of vinegar. Okay. And some water. And oftentimes I use, like, especially if it's pork, apple juice. Yeah. Pork loves apple juice. Really? Pork loves apple juice. How did you figure that out? Your dad told you that? Uh, yeah, that was one of his, yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you get be- bits and pieces from everybody. Yeah. You know, like, like the mustard, you know, um, my wife, I got that from her. Okay. Yeah, her uh, her, her, um, her uncle. That was his She's, thing. Right. All right. You know, and, uh, but, you know, you get be- bits and pieces from everyone. The vinegar from my father. Okay. Always use vinegar. All you right. Always need to be a strong vinegar. You know, and uh, as far as the sauce is concerned, that's my sister's. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Homer already told me I can't give you the recipe for the sauce. I said, what are you talking about? That's my sister. She beat the crap out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Can't give me that. I don't run that fast anymore. (laughs) Yeah. How long? Okay, so you, I see. All right, so now you've got it in the jar with a little bit of leftover, Mm -hmm. the rub, Mm -hmm. a little bit of vinegar, a little bit of beer, and apple juice, a little secret ingredient, Mm -hmm. if, if it's pork. It's right. apple juice. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, even 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 on the um on the darned um, you know brisket. Ah, okay. Yeah. I'll still use apple juice. I just that flavor on the meat. Just I don't know, especially game meat. You know, wild game meat. Even you know, wild game meat. You almost want to soak in a little bit of buttermilk first. But but even apple juice on the wild game meat really brings out. Soaking in buttermilk, man. That sounds. If Doc and I go kill something next week, yeah. you, you don't mind cooking it. What kind, what kind of wild game do you get in Oakland? Uh, <laughs> well, if you really want to know the truth. <laughs> Crackus Rockasaurus. Yeah. You know, we go down to the Oakland River. Yeah. Similar to the L.A. River. Yeah. Get a couple of floaters. I got some game. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I use on, uh, we, you know, I haven't done it in a long time, but when I was uh, doing ribs and, and brisket a lot, uh, just uh, uh, apple cider vinegar and, um, and uh, apple juice. Okay. And then, you know, just go and spray it. I just would spray it on. Ribs, brisket. I, I'm not really a pork guy, so I didn't use it on any pork. But it's great. I mean, it's it, it, it it's it's the little tiny things. It, it's a lot like homebrewing. You know, you talk to one person, they do this, and you go, oh, you go and you try that, and you talk to another person, and they do that, and you take whatever you like and what you don't like, and take it as your own, man. What is the but? When does the buttermilk come in if you want to get something wild and gamey? Game. Yeah, is it, is oh. it, do you soak in it like uh, when you first do the vinegar, or is it the the base? No, you you would do that prior to, in other words, basing with anything. In other words, the uh, wild game goes in the buttermilk first, and the buttermilk actually just uh, takes that gamey flavor right out of it. Oh, see that? See, my arteries are actually yeah. asking for that. I can hear them. <laughs> They're saying, "We don't care about being clogged. You soak your meat in buttermilk. <laughs> that sounds good." Well, you're not drinking the buttermilk afterwards. Yeah, but you're come on, you're soaking your meat in it. Yeah. That's uh, I'm gonna put some cholesterol in that meat. Let's face it. Well, you soak it like it doesn't have enough in it already. But I don't care. It just sounds so yeah. good. Damn it. Because so, I don't like the gamey food either, like a, you know, like venison or whatnot. I don't. I've tried yeah. it. I always try it. I always want to like this stuff because it makes you feel like a man. Like eating that 
pulling the meat off the ribs out there, I felt a little more manlier today. You wanted to hit me with a rock? I wanted to hit you. Manlier? Yes, a little more manlier. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead, Chet. Sorry. As far as the uh, the rub and everything, so you're talking about the vinegar. Is that like a half-hour soak in vinegar? Then you do the mustard? I mean, how does... No, it it goes on immediately. Okay. Uh, And then... While you're waiting for the smoker to heat up or something? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And then then the other goes... Normally, what I'll do, if I really want to... um, Get the flavor to penetrate and go through it all the way. I will actually season the meat about oh, 12 hours in advance. You will. And you really should season about 12 hours in advance. And you do that makes all the difference in the world. Hmm. Yeah. See, here's what I'm surprised about what I haven't heard, is that you're not soaking this in some sort of marinade or beer marinade for the 12 hours. I mean, that's what everybody talks about doing, but yeah. you've not said that. I've tried that before. Okay. And... Uh, and I like it this way actually better yeah. than soaking it the other way. The other way tends, for some strange reason, I have no idea why, but it almost tends to dry the meat out a little bit more so. Really? And doesn't leave it as moist. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. See, yeah. that's the opposite of what everybody thinks. That's mm-hmm. why they think they yeah. have to soak it so that it's, it gets into the meat and it doesn't dry out. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what right. he says. But. Well, I think it's also like, uh, you know, like making a, I don't know, like this bourbon you know, beer that we're having right now. You know, you want to you taste the beer. Over anything. Uh, with that, you want to taste the meat. Yeah. Over anything, yeah. you know, too. And all those flavors are going to come through. I mean, that's why you put the rub on and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it, it does, you know, come through to a certain extent. And, and um, with the beer, I don't know. You you want, I mean, you're using good meat. Yeah. I mean, you But know. you're creating a layer just to capture that moisture, right? I mean, yeah. that's what it is. That's right. Yeah. It's protection, <laughs> right. basically. Yeah. And, and Chad knows in. about protection. No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He knows more than anybody. You've <laughs> <laughs> seen the women who crawl through his window? They better now. Double up. better rub them. I want to talk a little bit about this beer that you chose, though, for the... Yes. It's this Bell, mm-hmm. it, Bells, right? Goose Island. Goose Island. 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 Island, that's what it is. This is a fantastic beer. It is really good. We could talk about that for a long time, but what I, I think my first question is, how do you pick the right beer for the right meat? Is this a random thing for you? Well, or? yeah. Well, I'll normally use... Well, another beer that was used in that meat was, uh, you'd be surprised, when I got uh, started running out, got low, was I used watermelon wheat. Really? Oh! In yeah, Shani, where are you at? Oh, Sully! <laughs> Sully's using what? Did you use it out of the can? Uh, yeah, I use it out the can. Out of the can! Yeah. Sully's in the chat. Oh, he is? Yeah. <laughs> I think Sully has to call in now. He's, He's probably... About, oh, there's it somebody it on the line He right probably now. just finished. So, uh... Yeah. Speaking of just finishing... Hi, Schumann. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got sidetracked there. I was just thinking about watermelon wheat on this food, too. Along with this beer. You use both beers in this one piece of food? That's right. Such two completely different beers. All right, mm-hmm. so, so how did you choose? Well... He didn't have to. Pretty much, you're right. <laughs> you know, oftentimes I'll use what's there. But, you know, um, I just wanted to try the watermelon wheat on this because I'd never tried it before. And I was curious. Okay. So yeah. you to give it a go. Right. See, I've done the uh, the basting with beer before, lots of meats, and I always do choose a lighter beer, a wheat mm-hmm. beer. I'll even, I've even used Coors Light, Budweiser. It all works great to me. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's not yours. But this is yeah, cause <laughs> it's not my beer, exactly. But that's an even better choice, I think, a little watermelon wheat to use mm-hmm. for that. Okay. And had you had uh, this Goose Island beer before? No, I had the Goose Island. Yeah, I did. I, yeah, had, to, okay. I had it about uh, a week ago. Okay. And, um, and after I tasted it, I said, man, this will go great with some ribs. 
And so that's why I use it. I bet you say that a lot. Yeah. It's got to go good with ribs. That's part of my problem. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that's what's missing. Everything goes good with ribs. <laughs> I think it's the information that I want, but I think it's actually a sixth sense. You just, you know, you sometimes you drink something and you go, that's good with ribs. I taste dead people. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. taste dead pigs. All right, we got a phone call. It's oh. from Icky. But I'm told it's an on-topic question. So, uh, uh, well, let's let's doubt that very highly. Icky, you. you got a question for Homer? <laughs> you betcha. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! All right, Icky, what's uh, happening? Hey, so Homer, uh, it's good seeing you last night at Ledger's. That was good running into you. Oh, there you no, go. the pleasure is mine, Icky. It's ne- yeah. the pleasure is never yours when you run into Icky, Homer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so. So on the on the ribs, when you go for ribs, there seems to be two trains of thoughts on ribs. When you go ribs, do you, are you boiling your ribs first? Or? Oh Lord! Oh icky 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 icky! <laughs> Lord, save my soul! <laughs> oh man, no! You know better than that, icky. Yeah. You so never say, boil them. You're saying no, then? No. <laughs> so your final word is no. no. You don't do that. No. Remember, Icky, low and slow. There you go. That's slow how you got slow. the roll, my man. Right yeah. from the start. That's right. From the start. You got it. The same thing right. that goes for your Impala goes for your ribs. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> low and slow. With a nice That's how you roll. That's candy red said. finish on it. <laughs> yeah. As a rule yeah. of thumb, with your lady, with your Impala, and with your ribs. <laughs> It's low and slow. <laughs> What's the so? What do you say, Nikki? That's the one school of thought is that you boil them, and the other one is is the low and slow. It seems like I ran into that somewhere. Okay. And, uh, oh man. We had been doing it several different ways, you know, because we got this big old rib festival over here in Sparks in yes. the summertime. Yeah, I know. And, what it is. Uh, and we and we do that, and and then we come back, and then we say, you know, well, uh, you know, and then we got the whole rib thing going on we got to eat some more so we just what we're, we're just eating you know. ribs all the time it's the whole rib thing we, do. we just we just eat ribs for two months yeah, it's like 13 days of ribs all right so sometimes we uh you know i i tried the boil thing and then i tried the you know i guess it's a like a quicker a quicker solution for it. Yeah, it's You're saying no. It's so it, it makes it you know fall off the bone more. But basically, boiling ribs are, are for people who are cooking ribs in ovens. You uh-huh. know, yeah, if you're doing it on the barbecue, man, uh, uh, you don't don't because you're taking all the moisture out, or you're not the moisture. You're taking yeah. all the flavor out. And and Homer's offended. You should see him. Yeah. I'm hurt, Icky. <laughs> oh yeah, he, he stood up. He was ready to walk out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, brother. Did you have a good time at the Barrel Edge Fest at the Bistro? Hey, I I had a really fine time over there. I saw Pax and I saw Dave that puts on the NorCal thing, and uh, great. It was, it was a good time in the week in the Bay Area. I, I I rode my bike just a ton. We my friend from Reno ass all over. Great. No, 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 no. I flew in and then we rode up all up and down. Yeah, right. you did. Well, so, sorry I missed but, you. My dog is bleeding from her vagina, so I had to stay home. Well, but, uh, I, I, I was, uh, yeah, I was uh, sorry I missed you guys, too. So another time. We'll see you next time, Mickey. Get arrested right, for that. Later. All right. Good question. <laughs> Obviously, you don't boil. Keep it low and slow, everybody. I have a question. When you're um, cooking a brisket, do you cook it fat side up or fat side down? 
good question. No, the fat side comes up because you want the juices mm, to drain back fat. down through the brisket yep. to retain the moisture. Okay. Just think it's all about being moist. Yep. Think of fat backs every time I hear that. Fat back. Big fat back. <laughs> you know, it's not always hot, but in no. a brisket, it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> fat back. <laughs> how long? Call fat back. How long do you smoke those ribs for? Uh, about six hours. All right. How do you know how long? I mean, you're saying slow, so how slow is too slow? Well, you, you want to smoke them until you get the bend in them. And if the ah, bend, you can yeah, see it. Yeah, you, you feel, you pick it up, you grab with the tongs. And if the bend, it, it, and he, Mike knows. That's why yeah. Mike's over here going this like this, you know. Yeah. Mike knows because you, 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 you'll feel it. Okay. And you'll know because you don't want to overdo it. You don't want, you don't want them to wear that um, there's no bite. Yeah. You know, you need to have some bite still there. Okay. You know, but a little for a little bit of texture. All right. Pretty much, if it's as slow as Sam, it's too slow. Way too slow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sam is slow. Yeah. Doc's oh, killing hey, flies over here. It's ruining my appetite. Well, there's so many of them in here, man. Know, like, there's like more than one and less than four. <laughs> it's too now, many. Now there's less. <laughs> yeah. Too many flies. I'm on, I'm diligent. Um, I got most of them. I have another question. Yeah. Related to meat. Do you? In, this is a serious question. Do you believe in injecting meat? Oh, good question. You know, you take the syringe, and people, I've seen people do this with, uh, I, I saw a cooking show with, like, chicken. You can... Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've never... Um, the flavor injector. Yeah. Right. Chicken, I don't have to do with chicken, but the one thing I will do with, turkey. You will. You're going to fry turkey. You yeah. know, if you want to get that seasoning behind it. Yeah. But even that, you can still pick the skin up and sort of put everything underneath it. Yeah, that's true. You know, but, um, skin. but no, I'm, I've never been that big of a fan of it. Okay. No. Not a big injector. No. The only time I'll inject something into the meat, I won't use an injector. Hmm. But uh, if I'm doing like a whole full rack of prime rib, I did one of those a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. If I got the full rack all, I will cut slots into it and cut slivers of... Um, of uh, Garlic. Garlic. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Ah. I'm on your wavelength, man. <laughs> yeah, garlic and insert the garlic into it. Oh, that sounds right. good. Yeah. Right. That, and that's the first thing that you even before you even um, season the meat. Okay. Yeah. Chad, I hope you're taking notes, man. Absolutely. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 you have some good ideas. Oh, yeah. A little more Great time, ideas. Tell me some of this stuff is new to you, Tasty. You're sitting there like... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't and, and please don't ask me what I do, because <laughs> that would have no relevance here at all. I see. Yeah. All right. He's the king. Yeah, I mean, I'd get by, but... Yeah, <laughs> all right. yeah he, that's a story that he tells us right now. Yeah, well, yeah. And then he goes th- home and says, is, yeah. yeah. Maybe on the next show. <laughs> uh, yeah. When Homer's out here, I'll, I'll talk about it. But come on. That's true, because we've already figured out he makes great beer, so now he has to bring that's it right. every time. He doesn't yeah. want us to figure out he makes great barbecue. There you go. That would be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, I know that the sauce that you've brought here is your sister's barbecue mm-hmm. sauce, so we're not allowed to give out that recipe. But could you give us a starting point or maybe a different recipe? Because barbecue sauce, is it's really important to people. Well, it's tomato-based, that one is. Really? Yeah, yeah, tomato-based. And and pretty much when you think of tomato-based, you think of tomato as well as vinegar. Okay. Right. And so that, that those are the two main components. You mean tomato juice? Tomato sauce. No, tomato, tomato sauce. Tomato sauce. Right. Mm-hmm. Tomato paste or tomato sauce? Sauce. So do you make well, the tomato sauce well, yourself? You could do paste. Or just use right. ketchup. You, you make it simple on yourself. Yeah, you, can add, you can do ketchup, too. Yeah. Right. You can, add, you can add ketchup in there as well as you can add uh, tomato paste. You know, but it's just the base itself is tomato. Sometimes I have one good friend that actually uses whole tomatoes. Okay. And then, and then breaks them down. Really? Yeah. And, and so his sauce has a chunky appeal to it. 
It's a um. I like that. So does Chad. It's a, uh, sort of. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But in a good way, Chad. Yeah, yeah right. Because I think you're a very nice man. <laughs> but in a sexy way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but um, yeah. Oftentimes it's also a little bit chunky, but that, that's nothing wrong with that. No, I think that sounds no. good actually. Yeah. All right, so you should a good chaser. tomato base, though. That's that's, that's a good right. way to start. Well, you got to have some right. spices in there, don't you? I mean, what would you be, you know, putting in? Some? Oh, well, what are the yeah. options? The options are, um, well, chili powder, of course, is going to go in there. Uh, cumin's going to go in there. Um, black pepper, for sure. You know, oftentimes, sometimes you might put a little white pepper in there, mm. as well as uh, a little celery. Um, and also, you're going to put some type of a smoky chili pepper in there. You know, like oh, uh, like like for example, um, like the Hungarian uh, paprika. You can buy it uh, the smoked Hungarian paprika. Oftentimes, that that goes well on a barbecue sauce. Okay, because and that's more for flavor than heat, right? That's, that's correct. Okay. It's more for flavor than okay. heat, and right. especially with that one, you get more of the the aromatics. Oh, out wow. of it. Mm-hmm. Now, do you heat, you heat all this up over on a on a oh yeah, you're going to heat right? it up. It's going to uh, sometimes you have to let it cook down for even an hour. Or two. All right, so it's pretty thin to begin with. So oh you yeah, say you mm-hmm. want to thicken up. Okay. That's right. It's going to cook down and uh, it's going to come together. Cool. Oh, yeah. see, that's a good question because uh, I wouldn't have done that, Tasty. I had a th- I th- I'm thinking he just water. says throw it all together. Yeah, you, you want to mix it up and go. Mix it up and go. Yeah, but you got to reduce it. Right. Do you put any beer in there at all at that point, or is it? Oh yeah. No, no. Beer's going to go in also. Okay, maybe in place of water. Like this bourbon. You know, uh, barrel-aged uh, beer went in there. Yeah. And um, that's going to go in there as well. Maybe a little bit of wine sometimes. Okay. You know, but um, and some Worcestershire sauce, definitely. Right. I mean, that that's a given. That's going to go right. into any sauce. And also, you're going to use some of that, uh, I hate to use that stuff, but that's about the only thing really on the market is that darn, uh, you know, Wright's um, you know, liquid smoke. Liquid smoke, yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. You know, that that's really? the only, yeah. that stuff works really good. It okay. works good, yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I mean, you almost have to have right. it around. You get it on your fingers and, uh, man, <laughs> really? it's there for days. You can yeah. wash your hands, you can wash your hands. Wow. You always go. That's said mm, about a lot of stuff. That's powerful. Homer <laughs> <laughs> so, oh got that. <laughs> that's just a fact of life. That is a fact of life. <laughs> Never mind, Bebo. Just keep doing your job over there. Pay no attention. I'll do. I'll do like a, a pepper blend, like an ancho chili right. pepper and a cayenne chili mm-hmm. pepper. Um, just you know, little little dashy little uh, uh, garlic powder. I like garlic powder in there. So are these all dry ingredients. Yeah. So are we chopping stuff up to put in there? Well, this one friend of mine, he tends to chop all his up and then. Strains it back out afterwards, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and right. so and and that works like a charm. That's a lot of but, work. Well, well that's, that's an awful lot of work. I've yeah. done that before, you know, but that's uh, that's an all day proposition. I well, that sauce the out stuff. there that we have, your sister sauce, that's not chunky. No, but see, that's why I said you can chop everything up and put it in there. Yeah, but then you strain it out, so you, you run did, it through yeah. a sieve. Yeah, yeah, and you strain it all out. When do you put yeah. the cocaine in there? Because I know that stuff's not clean. I mean, that stuff's too good to not have cocaine in. Well, there, there's no good cocaine around anymore, so therefore <laughs> you can't you can't really put that in there. So I never touch the stuff. Myself. Something keeps so you in those ribs. I've never put the. I, no, not me. I'll tell you, there's that something was, not natural in that food out there, Homer. It's too good. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm gonna get it out of you. That was that guy down in Coakland that you're talking about. Oh, now. it was that guy. Yeah, the secret right, ingredient I, that they can't tell you about. I got Jason on the phone. I think oh. it's a, is it Jason? Uh, no, I'm right here in the studio, Justin. Yeah, he's got a question for no. you, uh, Jason. Never what's mind. happening? It's Jason Bourne. Is that who it is? Barbecue question from Jason. A barbecue question. Yeah. All right. What do you got? Homer. Go on. What do you got? 
Well, my question was, uh, I live in a, a little one-bedroom apartment. I just wonder if uh, Homer had any tips for me. Yeah, open uh, the window. Lay out, my, lay out my strategy and see if he had any improvements for it. All right. You want you say you want to lay out your strategy first? Well, my strategy usually is uh, for cooking ribs is I, you know, go buy them at the store, pull them out, throw a dry rub on them. Pretty much, I don't know, maybe an hour before I'm going to cook them. Then my only option is, since I don't have a smoker in my little apartment, is turn the oven on, 225, put them in the oven on a rack, and kind of cover them loosely so they're not steaming. Kind of a dry heat for, I don't know, maybe six hours or so. All right. Then cook them on dry heat, pull them out, let them cool, cut them up, and then cook them in my barbecue sauce, but it's just not the same as cooking them over a smoker. And I wonder if he had any tips for making them more smoker authentic. Any way to get that in an apartment, Homer? What do you think? Uh, unfortunately, the only thing I can tell you is uh, Mrs. Wright's. <laughs> the liquid smoke. smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little All bit right. of that Mrs. Wright's liquid smoke might make a big difference. And it yeah, won't require much. I mean, that's the problem. Is I bought that because I thought maybe that would be the uh, uh, thing to do, but I overdid it, so I never used it again. Right, yeah, so you don't want to over... Is, I mean, you're talking about, for the amount that you're doing, maybe just uh, two drops. Oh. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Oh. That is strong, isn't it? Oh, it's powerful. Okay. Oh, it's powerful. Now, at that point, would you put it in the... Uh, I'm, I'm usually cooking them on dry heat with just the rub, then cutting them, like cooling them off, cutting them up, and then reheating them in the sauce. So maybe put a couple drops in the sauce when I'm reheating them in. Oh, uh, you could even put a couple drops on them when you're first uh, starting to cooking them. You know. Either way. Oh yeah. Matter of fact, if you're using anything wet, you know, like um, like vinegar or or something like that to uh, rub on the meat first, or a Worcestershire sauce or something like that prior to the, uh, put it right into that, and then rub it on there. That way, you have something to mix it in. You know, you have a base to mix it into. There you go. Yeah. All right. And yeah, I never uh, tried anything wet. That's a, mm-hmm. a new thing for me. I heard that, that you were talking about that today. I've never tried that before, so I'll have to give that a little. Wet's always better than dry, my friend. Let me tell you. You got it. <laughs> Moist. <laughs> thanks, Jason. All right. All right. Thanks. Cheers, brother. Peace. All right. A uh, couple other questions coming through from the chat also. Um, Tom from Rally asked... Uh, can I deep... You had mentioned uh, deep frying a turkey earlier, kind of briefly, Homer. Mm-hmm. This person wants to know, hey, can I deep fry a turkey in my brew pot and then be able to brew good beer in it again? <laughs> that all depends on how great of a cleaner he is. Yeah. Does it really kind of mess up the pot? Well, the thing is, if that's what you're going to use it for, I, I tend to say... See, so you're putting oil in there. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of hard to clean oil out. Okay. But I've never had a problem with cleaning oil out of a pot, but you're going to have to clean it well. Yeah. You know. But um like I've never I've never I've never, I've never right, that's right. I've never used that brew pot over I never used that pot to uh, brew beer with. You didn't. You never done no. the same thing. No, no. It sounds no. like maybe you wouldn't recommend it. No, that's uh, that, that's a separate pot. Yeah, okay. Been there done that. Yeah. My cousin and I did it last year. Oh, you did? Yep. And his brew pot? Yeah. And he has this nice little rainbow haze every time he brews. Ah, okay. Because <laughs> he never he never got the oil out. Right. It's still in that pot. It's, yeah. That's a question for John Palmer right there, because there's got to be some, some metallurgy science going on in there, figuring out how to get the oil out of that pot. I think he finally got a new pot. He did. After, like, one yeah. brew and seeing that. Okay. That sounds like a pretty rainbow clear dancing answer on the to top me. of his work. <laughs> 
And another question came Sounds through beautiful. from Grandpa in the forum. Uh, he wants to know, Homer, what about barbecuing a tri-tip? Is this something? Uh, you oh, like that's to easy. Do also? Is it? Yeah, no. Tri tip's easy. All right. And matter of fact, um, you would cut that. Uh, would cut the cloves up. Not cloves. Garlic. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would cut the garlic up and, and put garlic it into the tri tip, and uh, yeah. and then you would put the rub on it and just cook it off of indirect heat. Okay. And um, how long? Oh, that those are so quick. It's you're talking about maybe. Maybe an hour, hour and a half. Even like on that. the indirect heat. Even indirect heat. But you turn the vents down. Yeah. You turn them down. Yeah. You know, you can really get some smoke into it if you turn them down real low and cook it for two hours or so. Right. You know, and uh, and maintain the moisture in the meat itself. Okay. Now, how are you doing the the like the smoking? Like for me, when I do, I do a lot of tri tip. Uh, you know, because it's cheap and it, and it comes out pretty good. Um, good boy. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, for for like actual wood, you know, smoke uh, flavor, I'll get like the the cubes or like the the chunks sometimes from a barbecue's gore or whatever, of like a maple or whatever, and then I'll I'll, I'll or hickory, and then I'll I'll just drop them, you know, drop them on the on the wood about five minutes before I'm done, just to really you know get this nice kind of smoke underlying thing going. Do you? Are you using that wood all the way through, or what, what's your base wood? And uh, best wood for tri tip is that darned uh, wood off the barrels. And, and, and that's your that's your main that's it. That's the that's main your one. main fuel that's source. The main, that's the main one for tri tip, as well as the the main one for for like uh, cooking. I never cook a chicken cut up. Chicken's always whole, right? You know, and uh, the main one for cooking chicken whole yeah. is the. Uh, the wood from the barrel. See, you're the barrel, the you're barrel spoiled, wood. So you, so you got those barrels right there at your at your at the oak barrel. Yeah. Well, every now and then one has an accident. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, so I mean, so like I'll use I'll use the lump charcoal for my fire source, mm-hmm. and then I'll put the wood the the flavoring wood on as I as I just called it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're saying you use the the oak barrel wood for the whole thing. You're not using charcoal. Oh no no! I'm using charcoal. Also. Oh, okay okay. I'm using okay. charcoal, but okay. uh, I'm using the wood to flavor it with. Okay okay cool. When, when you use the wood, do you uh, soak it and use it wet, to, or do you throw it in the dry? Uh, sometimes I will soak it. Not all the time though. It all depends on how long I, I'm planning on cooking. What's that it, for? To make it smokier if you use it wet? Well, then it'll sit there a little bit longer, uh-huh. and that way it will give you a little bit more smoke that way. Okay. You know, but if you have enough of it, then I can just throw it right in and be done with it yeah okay. i've never but, noticed a flavor difference in smoke yeah. i don't i don't wet it anymore i just i just throw it right in yeah well the the, the flavor difference is is that sometimes if it's if it's uh, not wet then you'll get a sort of a harsh bitter smoke into the meat uh-huh. that's what they say you get a harsh bitter smoke but you know it all depends on how long you're going to smoke it whether or not you're going to pick up that harsh bitter smoke and normally i found that if you're just a short period of time you're not going to pick it up but if it's for like oh like six hours like today, oh, yeah. then it has to be in water. Yeah, no, I'm 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 putting it on for like I said the last five minutes or something just to just to get it that initial. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just but I'm kind of wondering if I do it if I should do it before and after and let, kind of let it you know not hit it with the smoke during the cooking of the tri tip or do it the whole way through or does it just it's just personal preference or no, I say the whole way through. That's yeah. what I do the whole way through the whole time. Soon as soon as the meat goes in. I'm putting the chips right onto it immediately, hmm. you know, and closing it up. 
If you're using chips, could you soak them in bourbon or something like that as well? Oh, yeah. I've done that before. And well, then they just burn right up. Is that what happens? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Should have just drank the bourbon. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Yeah. That's and what no, happens, And though, no huh? flavor, too, because yeah. it just burns so That's quickly. That's right, right. It just burned right up. You yeah, know? Yeah. I thought maybe it was, well, let me see what I can get out of this, you yeah. know? And uh, yeah, I gave it a shot, and they just burned right up. <laughs> it's a failed experiment. I've done that before. I don't yeah. do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how many ideas sound so great at the time. You know, it seems like it'd be fitting. I'm going to let this girl climb in my bedroom window. Why not? <laughs> it's funny Go how with it. four months later, I love you. <laughs> it's funny how great that uh, idea sounds, you know, at the time. And, uh, you know, then the next thing you know, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, but it just sounded so natural. Like, it was, it was a window. I was alone in my bed. I love you! Ah, oh, shit. Very Shakespearean. <laughs> yeah. Here's another question for you from the chat room, Homer. Okay. <laughs> I have a couple questions about the sauce for you. And one person asked that it sounds like that you're only doing the sauce near the end. Is there no sauce in the beginning or in the middle? Or oh, No. Well, true barbecue, what happens is... You never put the sauce on the meat while it's on the grill. Yeah, it just burns, especially if it's tomato-based. Uh-huh. It just, it just crusties all of them. Doc's right. It's That's a, it. Such an education for me. Because when he says true bar... See, I don't even like sauce, to be honest. And I don't like it because it just... To me, the meat should taste fantastic. And most of the barbecue I've had... And I'm going to say right now, it's bad barbecue. Now I know, Homer. But most it's it's covered in sauce at the end to cover up the crap meat that they used, and they didn't take any time to cook it. So I have been against sauce for years because I just think it's this cover up of, uh, of of bad meat. But so you say if it's on the grill, no sauce, no sauce. You put it on after. That's it. It's a. In other words, it's each person's preference. Yeah. You know, and mine is I don't even eat it with sauce. On yeah. I was not eating your ribs with sauce out there. But I like the yeah. way you, you said it's got to have a bite. It, it, it doesn't just fall off the rib. you got to like work at it a little bit. Right. So yeah, I agree with that, too, Doc. Yeah. And, and, and you know, a week ago, I'd have said, or yesterday, I said, <laughs> I like it when it falls off the bone. Because I do. That's good, too. But but today, having to be just pick at it a little bit, man, it's a little better. It, yeah, it's a, made an adventure. Makes me want to go to the dentist. <laughs> or use that floss right there. Or use there. a little floss. It'll stuck in my teeth, you know, but... All right, here's another sauce question for you uh, from the chat room here. Um, are your sauces aged at all, somebody asks. Is this something that you want to have stick around for a little while, or is no. it like fresh food? Matter of fact, once it's open, you know, a week in the refrigerator, it's okay. But after that, no. Nah. Too much, okay. Unless you want to put preservatives in it, so. Yeah. But there's no preservatives in it, so. You don't want to put preservatives in no. it. No. I'm, I'm going to tell you that right now. You don't want to do that. All right. And this sauce that we had here today had the Goose Island beer in it? That's correct. Yeah. Good choice of beer. And I just want to point out about this beer, you know, a couple things we haven't said. It's a really strong beer. It's got a lot of the bourbon flavor in it. I believe it's 12% mm-hmm. alcohol. It was delicious. Uh, yeah. Kind of thick. It's a thick beer, right? A lot of mouthfeel oh, to yeah. it. Um, and in my opinion, a, an excellent choice for, for the meat and for the food and certainly for a sauce. Um could you use a beer that's 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 thin and doesn't have a high alcohol, or does that just kind of disappear? Like watermelon wheat. Like well, but he used <laughs> that's right. But he used that for uh, uh, basting, basting not for the yeah, sauce. So yeah. I'm thinking about a sauce. Can you use a light beer like a watermelon wheat? For oh, that I, too? I have used a uh, yeah. lighter beer in the sauce. Oh yeah, I've even used Budweiser in the sauce before. Okay, you know, but good um, choice for it. Uh, 
using it on something. Well, you got beach That's right. Put in my beach drink in that. Yeah. And does does it disappear or does it work? Uh, it does work. Okay. But it doesn't have the same flavor. It doesn't give you the flavor profile that this uh, that that bur- bourbon uh, barrel aged beer does. Okay. Yeah. It's probably the only way Budweiser disappears around your house. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, Homer, when I'm at the, pretty at the gar- <laughs> Homer, when I'm at the garden supply store and I see a, a barrel there to plant things in, I could use that as uh, to fire up my uh, smoker. That's a good question. Basically, isn't that the same wood that you're it's talking about? It's the same about? wood. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But don't go to the garden supply store. I just go to well, that's where it is. I'll go to Oak Barrel. Place, hmm? Oh, Oak. I think we can Where do you get them? Oak Barrel. <laughs> Oak Barrel. <laughs> he, can't, he can't answer that he can't question. Say. They just show up in his back room. You got a lot of secrets, Homer. <laughs> that's right. You know Homer's boss going to listen to this this week. Uh, they fell off zipped. the truck. It fell off the truck. Oh, I see. You it was no, actually, actually, every now and then we'll break one. We use them there oh, all the yeah. Whenever I cook down there, oh yeah. yeah, we'll break one. You know, and okay. and if one breaks, then it becomes the firewood. So these have all. had wine in them though. That's important. They've right? had wine in them. Oh That's yeah, important. Okay. and that is important. You okay. you really do smell the difference. You know, when you put it into your smoker. Right. Matter of fact, I'll shoot some your way. A couple staves. Oh, okay. That's right. Okay. Ooh. I have a yeah. question of my own. I hate you, JP. <laughs> That's not a question. That's not my question. No. That's just a statement. Thank you. I, I have a question. I hate you. <laughs> anyway. Reiterate um, that statement. When you. I'm in the cornfield. Never mind. Sorry. Apparently, no, it's I'm not sorry. that important. It's important no, it's fine. to me. It's sorry. fine. Oh, see what you did? Oh, come on. Can't uh, take a joke. <laughs> what, do the antibiotics ruin your sense of humor, too? No, the come listeners want to know, too. It's it's kind of retarded, but um, I don't... I don't enjoy smoked flavor. Like when I buy turkey at the grocery store, I won't buy smoked turkey because I don't like it. Mm. But it's totally different than what I had today. Like, what well, is that difference? Because oftentimes because the, good the smoked turkey at the store, they no. artificially smoke it. Okay. They had they had artificial, you know, smoke flavorings to it. And this here is not artificial and it's just natural. And uh, with that said, I wish I brought some smoked turkey so you could see the difference. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. we oftentimes smoke turkey at the store. And um, the turkey just so much more moist when it's smoked. Yeah. You know, and, and the flavor profile through it just totally different than the stuff that you buy at the store. I think the difference is the lady at the store who's cooking the turkey is smoking. <laughs> Probably. And then they're like, oh, that's our smoked turkey. A smoked turkey from the grocery store it really tastes like it somebody a, dropped it down a chimney. No, it has, like, a, it has a laboratory kind of taste to yeah. it. Yeah. And I don't buy it because it's foul, but that was... Amazing. Uh, it doesn't. Owl. It doesn't meet the bottom line of a grocery store for them to sit around for six, twelve hours smoking a piece of meat. That's true. What does meet the bottom line is uh, throwing on a couple drops of smoke. Mrs. 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 Wright. <laughs> I don't yeah. even think they're using that. To be honest, they're using Mrs. Safeway. And they're, they're just dropping that on there. And this is wrong. That's a good question, Bevo, because there is a big difference between real smoked meat. And because I mean, honestly, like if somebody, if I were listening to this and not here and hadn't tasted that, I'd be like, it's not going to change my opinion because that's gross. Yeah. I mean, I'd never had actually smoked meat. All right. While we're on the topic of turkey, You've never then, smoked meat. I got a question that come through from the chat from uh, Big Steve saying, "Hey, Thanksgiving's coming up. Mm-hmm. Any suggestions for smoking our uh, tea day turkey?" Uh, it's pretty easy, actually. Okay, and uh, it's just a matter of uh, when I smoke a turkey. What I'll tend to do is I'll tend to put on it uh, butter first. All right, sounds kind of strange. Under the skin, the, or even, on top? even even under the skin, All right. on, on top, oh, under yeah. the skin, inside the cavity of the turkey. Yeah, you know, butter goes on the whole thing. And then after the butter goes on, then it's salt and pepper. And uh, a pretty heavy dose of um, of pepper. Okay. And then what goes on is inside the cavity, and as well as outside is um, is um, 
Uh, garlic. garlic. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not garlic this time. All right. Not garlic this time. Different Actually, nemesis. poetry season. What is that? That sounds a little... Poultry. You know, oh, poultry season. Yeah, poultry season. I thought I said poetry. I, I, said, I did say poetry. Oh. Yeah, I said, no, poetry That's how season. you feel about it. That's yes. very much so, because it's like a... <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. It's a work of poetry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but um, that goes on. All right. And uh, then after that goes on, then uh, the ironic part is what I put on, and it sounds a little bit crazy, and most people would never do it, Italian season. Oh yeah! Sprinkled over the whole turkey and yeah. inside the cavity. Those and are that's my it. people. Well, I, I have a smoker. I haven't used it in a long time, mm-hmm. but I, I used to always smoke the turkey at, at uh, Thanksgiving, uh-huh. and I, I remember rubbing the the butter on the ribs on the inside and mm-hmm. getting it in there. That's disgusting. And uh, yeah, it, it is kind of weird. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, it's, it's, it's pretty... and uh, over the top on the outside and putting Italian seasoning or mm-hmm. on the top of it, uh-huh. and then uh, my smoker is the the tall one. The vertical one, mm-hmm. and it has a, a a pan in the bottom that goes right under there. And I just dump beer in that. Well, that one I put in for the turkey. It's all wine. Okay, yeah. I fill the whole pan full of wine. What kind of wine? Red wine? Uh, normally it's red wine. Box okay. wine. I fill the whole pan full of wine, and also into that uh, pan I'll toss into that wine is um, garlic. garlic. Yeah, and uh, onions. That sounds good. And man. also some um, a little rosemary. Okay. And. Um, and a touch of sage. How long and at what temperature do you smoke a turkey? Uh, that's about 225. Okay. And that's going to take, oh, probably eight hours or so. Eight hours. Yeah, it all depends. you got to throw each one, each charcoals back in there, that's too. Right. Mm-hmm. you got to check that, because I remember yeah. running out of charcoal a couple times. Yeah. I've never been so hungry in my life. <laughs> uh, and there you just want to use, I tend to just use apple and alder. Uh, Nothing else. Apple and alder. For the wood. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh man, that sounds good. I'll bring my uh, smoker over. You guys, Chad, and get him hooked up on that. And get to work, Chad. Turkey. I'll, uh, I'll, here's another good question. He needs a good home. Uh, Tom from Rally wants to know: Hey, uh, what does Homer think the best cut of steak is to barbecue? Ribeye. Ribeye. Yeah, unless you're in that mood for a T-bone. Okay. But ribeye. Uh, ribeye is, uh, I feel, probably one of the best cuts of meat. All right. Yeah. And let's see. Oh, here. All right. So here's a question. For douchebags like me, Homer, what do you think about propane-powered smokers? Somebody just asked. Uh, I've never had much uh, use for them myself. Yeah, because I just—I've uh, always liked that natural. You're a naturalist. That's it. <laughs> well, and it sounds like if you're going to spend that amount of time on it, propane doesn't really make it easier, does it? I mean, you're still just got to get the—it's going to be a long time. Just get the proper wood and charcoal ready and. Burning a lot of gas, right? I mean, eight hours time. Yeah, even on a low flame. I mean, see, I'm from Berkeley. That doesn't fit the right, the proper carbon footprint. Right. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, I can't, I can't go, out, I can't go out like that. You know, <laughs> that's right. I mean, you could do it up in a tree, and it still isn't going to make you acceptable. No, we got those people out a few weeks ago. <laughs> that you did. <laughs> I like I season with like patchouli oil <laughs> and a lot of herbs and spices. Yeah, it's not, even, it's not even real meat. We've got the, the, the propane barbecue, and uh, I'll be, the only reason we have that is because we cook most of our meals on the barbecue, and it takes 20 minutes. You go out there, you throw a little bit, and I'd rather do that than on the oven. So I, I am not going to disown my propane barbecue. No. But It has its place. It does have its place. Its place is not making fantastic food like Homer has brought here. Its place is making quick barbecued meals. Like, that's what we do with it. And, uh, that's bachelor a, meal. But to, yeah, it's a bachelor meal type of thing. And it, well, a little step up, because... 
because at least it's better Decent than putting meals. it in a frying pan on the on the stove. Yeah, microwave. Yeah. A microwave. Yeah. Well, yeah. like in the big green <laughs> egg. Dinner. That's what I'll cook on. I mean, it, you know, because uh, pe- people say that all the time. Well, why did you? Why did you? Why didn't you just buy a propane grill? Because well, you know, yeah, you can get your grill heated up in about five minutes. It takes me seven to get mine up to ten, maybe eight. And uh, and and the the flavor is just way better. Even if you're cooking, you know, try to even even a, a quick steak or whatever. It's well, why did you go to this trouble? Why don't you just buy your beer? Hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, propane versus versus charcoal—it's not that big of it. You're not saving that much time, and the and the flavor you're getting out of it, the flavor difference should, you know, should make you throw that thing on the roof and leave it there That's to right. rust. All right, I've got a couple more quick barbecue questions for Homer when we come back, and then we're going to move on to a little more beer topic. Just real quick with Shad—he had a stuck fermentation. He wants to ask Homer what he thinks about that. So we're going to try to wrap things up when we come back. Almost choked on myself there. <laughs> Homer's a busy man. We got We can't keep him hostage all night. So a couple more barbecue questions and a little beer talk, and then we're getting out of here. So stick Great. around. It's the Brewcast with Homer. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Okay, I rolled a 15, and I get a plus two from my yeast starter. No, sorry, you failed your roll. Your beer is infected. No way. You had to be to 24. It's schizosaccharomyces. This sucks. I just failed versus oxidation. Our party is fracked. Doug's the only one left, and his beer is a Berliner Weiss. What's this? A tea party? Hey, this is a brew session, man. Get lost. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Does your significant other know the difference between an Irish red ale and a Flanders red ale? Do you burp, strizzle, spalt, and fart Y-E's 2308? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the socially awkward Patters beer and the sci-fi convention showstopper number eight make 10th level at northernbrewer.com life is too short to drink shitty shitty Hi, I'm 
Sean O'Sullivan, the brewmaster and co-founder of the 21st Amendment Brewery and Restaurant in San Francisco. for the earth, good for your body, and great for your brew? Organic Ingredients. This holiday season, the Organic Ingredient Experts Seven Bridges Co-op in awesome Santa Cruz, California, offers you the gift that keeps on giving to our planet. Sustainable, fair-wage ingredients to make the best organic homebrew you've ever had. There's a growing demand for organic products, and your choice to brew with them supports organic farmers worldwide. Brew organic, and you'll brew excellent beer that is free from chemical residues and genetically modified organisms, and you'll help contribute to a better world. If you're looking for organic ingredients, Seven Bridges offers a huge selection of USDA-certified kits and raw ingredients from 8 ounces to 50-pound sacks of grain, whole and pellet hops, and all the equipment you need. Seven Bridges, the organic homebrew experts since 1997. Visit www.breworganic.com. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's stuff. just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer... Keeping the ass out of Brewcast. This is the Brewing Network. All right, kids. We'll try to wrap things up at home or here. That was a good break. We all hugged. A lot of hugging. Yeah. Well, I didn't get hugged. No. Well, Where was I? Everybody else hugged. I I, you, you were hugging yourself in the bathroom, if you know what I'm saying. Well, I, I was not in the bathroom. I was right there in front of everybody. <laughs> I was see you hugging. I was going to the bathroom in my pants, but... <laughs> All right. Last bit of show we've got to do here with Homer. We're going to save the rest for the next visit. We've got to keep things uh, for Homer to come back for, because he feeds yeah. us well. Our personalities aren't doing it. <laughs> yeah. He's not back here because uh, we're nice people. Let's face it. Oh, he's back here for the publicity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I think you're all nice. Thank well, you. Uh-huh. Most of you. Thanks, Bevo. Oh. She was talking about you, Jim. Uh, I know. Look, did you see that look? She said nothing <laughs> about you. All right. Good, Just bad, a couple more things. Just that look. Uh, a couple more uh, barbecue questions, and then we're moving on to some beer stuff, if that's okay with you, Homer. 
And then we're moving on to going back out there and finishing your food. <laughs> and then we're moving on to moving in with you. Yeah. Come on down. <laughs> or just on on uh, barbecue days. <laughs> you got a couple kids, right, Homer? Uh, four. You got four kids? Yeah. I met your two sons. What else you got? Uh, another son. What else you got? Yeah. Another son and uh, a daughter. What's your? How old's your youngest? The youngest is 23. Look at Homer. That's a man. How old's your oldest? 29. Okay. Wow. You guys were busy for a couple of years, huh? Well, you know, you got to do something with your time. <laughs> That's before cable, right? <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> and any of your kids at home with you, or it's just you and your wife there? Uh, I would like to say that. Yeah, but, not but so that's much. not the case. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if you cooked shitty food, Homer, you yeah. might get rid of some some kids and family. That has a lot of truth to it, also. <laughs> yeah, maybe if you made shitty wine and beer and crappy food, yeah. you could have a life alone with your wife. That has a lot of truth. Uh, she'd to leave it. him too <laughs> fast, <laughs> quick, and in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> you might have a life alone. Period. All right. Well, keep up the good work, then, Homer. It's going to be fine. <laughs> All right, another question about barbecue for you from the chat room. Dressel Brew wants to know, um, uh, does Homer pull the membrane off the back of his ribs? Of course, I'd be a fool if I didn't. You got to pull that off? Oh, yeah, you need to pull it off. It's best, too. Yeah. Uh, What happens is that um, it allows you to cook a little bit uh, more evenly. So that's before you boil it? Uh, <laughs> you you want my? You gun? almost got me there. <laughs> I have a gun safe out there, Homer. You want one? No, I'm running from that. <laughs> you got to pull that off of there. Oh yeah, you pull it off. Okay, any good way to do it? It's not. Uh, no, there, there's it's no not easy. Not easy. No, it's no, no easy way. You just had to get your fingers underneath it and then be able to pull it back and and start pulling it off piece by piece. Oh. Somebody also asked earlier if you cooked it while it was something about cooking it while it was still frozen i didn't ask that question because i thought it was kind of that tardish not real. that you shouldn't have no meat you thought no question yeah. is a bad question no Remember i didn't think that. it was a bad yeah. question yeah. i just didn't no question's a bad question think that you would all right no. until after you but asked i wouldn't i would never i would never cook anything that was frozen still frozen right <laughs> do you freeze anything um yes i do you do oh yeah okay but you know if you if you're going to freeze something say for example like uh meat matter of fact i like to cut meat up and freeze it but you you need to put it you need to wrap it properly as long as you wrap it properly it's just fine which is what like vacuum sealing it or vacuum sealing is the best way to go okay if you have one of those but if you don't now you got to get some type of butcher paper and wrap it and then be able to put it in one of those uh like ziploc plastic bags that yeah, are yeah. freezer safe yeah double sealed mm-hmm. all the air out and yeah. now, for her protection <laughs> double sealed for shat's protection <laughs> now There's no protection from that will you buy frozen meat or do you buy you know only fresh meat and then freeze it yourself no i mean i bought frozen meat before but normally i don't <laughs> once or twice well, and, and <laughs> let me tell you why i asked this question i think yeah. this is a good question because everybody talks about how good like costco meat is because it's affordable uh but it's often it's frozen there. and i've had good meat from there uh, so I, i'm what's your opinion about that stuff i've never bought any frozen meat from costco you never have no okay. I, I bought meat from costco but i never had any but not frozen no, no okay and i have to admit actually their their meat's pretty good it's good right? i mean price wise yeah. you can't beat it yeah no yeah. I, I can get two tri-tips steaks for 24 bucks okay and and they taste they taste just fine i mean i think it, they do taste real good but they're not frozen no no yeah. it's all okay. it's all i mean imagine it's all fresh i don't I mean, well I don't the thing know. the thing is is that it's uh it's usda choice also hmm. as opposed to select and you know select i really don't want 
What's the difference choice between choice prime. and select? Well, there, there, there's a difference in the grade. The I see. Grades of meat. Oh, yeah. Very the, much so. The grade's going up. Mm-hmm. Is, there a, is there something above choice, or that's top? No, prime. 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 Oh, there's USDA prime. Mm-hmm. I see. But well, choice at, is okay, you're saying? Oh, yeah. All right. Isn't there one above prime? I don't remember. I used to know all the... Well, if you just look at the Costco meat, you can tell you can see the Deluxe. difference. You know, like the yeah, there's they, they just have much more meat on them. They're just more of a how much meat, how much how much marbling's in there, and uh, they uh, got some guy that they pay to say, hey, yeah, it's prime, prime choice right. or select mm-hmm. above prime is Optimus Prime. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Somebody in the chat will Google that. That was actually good, JP. I like, I, I glossed over it, but I shouldn't have. That was good. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say right now, my just a, you know my opinion, throw it out there. USDA, it's a load of garbage. It's a bunch of bullshit. All right. Now, if they have choices of meats, I'll listen to that a little more because they're you know deciding on the quality of meat. But USDA has zero control over the meat industry. So don't uh, just saying as a general rule, you're out there saying, oh, it must be safe because it says USDA. Right. Think again. All right, Upton Lewis. Just saying. Check he, it out. He wrote the jungle. Look no. into it yourself. Okay. All right. Thanks, I think JP that's it for, for pointing that out. I think that's it for barbecue for us, Homer. Unless there's something you think we missed. We missed nothing tonight. <laughs> we really covered it, right? No, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Smoke it. You know what I'm going to start doing, Homer? Because I do a lot of uh, wood aged beers, you know, with like oak cubes. Save those from the keg. You know, they work done, like a charm, right? Is, is they that, work like that's they my work thinking, like a charm. But you're right. right. You're right. Okay, good. Little recycling. Little green things. Oh, thanks, JP. You're welcome. Reuse. Like yeah. chips coming out with like a sour beer or something? Maybe, yeah. Oh, or even yeah. just like the oh, yeah. Yeah, cubes. Yeah. yeah. Wood for just anything. Just dry them right? out and dry them out, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm gonna write I'm gonna write a letter to Al Gore this week. He's sure. gonna say, Dear Al, JP doesn't really hate you. He recycles too. Yeah. He recycles <laughs> by burning things. <laughs> beer chips and then burning them, yeah. <laughs> to create uh, green ca- greenhouse gases. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, see, Homer, you're violating the Berkeley rule even there just by having smoke coming out of your yard at all. Well. As long as it doesn't catch the neighborhood on fire. The meat's absorbing it. Don't worry about it. Oh, there you go. (laughs) That's right. Okay, good enough. I'm fine with that. Listen, I'm not complaining. I'm not that much of a hippie. I'm just worried about you, Homer. (laughs) (laughs) So were they. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I'm going to cover one more topic with you if we can do so. Um, We want to talk a little beer with you. And... uh, I think this is a good topic, getting back to our homebrew roots here. And uh, Shat over here has been brewing like a madman on our More Beer 1550 that was given to us at our anniversary party. Did you see our system out there in the backyard? No, I haven't seen it. I have to go and take a look. we got to show you, because last time you were here, Homer, we had the igloos out there, and that was our all-grain setup. And, and we loved it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, We did the whole thing. But uh, since then, for our third anniversary, uh, Beer Beer More Beer donated to us one of their their homebrew systems, the 1550. Ah, great. And and we love it. And by we, I mean I really like that Shat brews on it. <laughs> Does he brew a lot more now with that? Is he keeping up? Is, is it up his brewing? You know, uh, I think, yeah. I think he. I think whereas he used to brew three times a month, it's it's between four and six now. Right, Shat? It's right That's around there. Right. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Shat, lo- you love the, the system. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. You know. I'm pretty sure that that's why Shat still lives here. Oh, <laughs> you, you've been brewing a lot, chat. How, oh. How's that How's that going oh. for you? Are you supposed to Great. invite Bevo for a brew for, with you? Oh. I, I keep blowing her off. But you just... Uh, you just well, brewed. he doesn't want to catch that bladder infection. You just brewed like a couple days yeah, ago. Too close to you it. didn't call Bevo and say, hey, why don't you come brew with me? No. 
Bevo, oh, you know what? Uh, it's uh, Sammy won't give her the phone. Bevo, you and I will brew next weekend. You can come to my house while I'll brew with you. Yeah, I keep telling Sam to relay the message. He's not getting that message to you. Put your pants on. <laughs> we going have on. separate phones. Oh, in separate bedrooms. Bevo looks sad. I am sad. She does. Oh. And I think he's trying to protect you. You know we brew with no pants around here, right? <laughs> yes, I'm trying Just to look it out. Hey, you know, it's out a steadfast you. rule. Nobody gets past it. He doesn't want you to catch on fire anywhere. <laughs> no. Safety first, right, Homer? Number one. <laughs> <laughs> but you brew a lot on that system. Sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Love it. But you've had a couple problems Love lately it. with some stuck fermentations, mm-hmm. which is something that we've not encountered around here, probably because we haven't brewed a whole lot of high-gravity beers and, and had difficulty with that. So... Uh, or can recognize a stuck. Well, in, in give this, Homer an example. Sure, um, did a saison, uh, specialty saison. So I kind of kicked up the recipe, uh, increased the um, everything. Uh, yeah, pretty much the Pilsner <laughs> malt, uh, the Munich malt, um, and it was a 1070 beer. Started at 1070. Uh, pitched the White Labs, you know, just regular saison yeast, 565, I believe, and uh, it was going fine, you know, bubbling away, and. Uh, Checked it, you know, took gravity maybe a week and a half into it, and uh, it was at about 30. Checked it a few days later, and it got to 1026, and that's as low as it got, and I was shooting for 1011. Wow, big difference. You checked on so it and died. I pitched Cal Ale to, fix to it. try and finish it, and it got down to 1010, finished, and it's bready. It's got, like, a little funk to it. It's good, but it's got Brett or something was... It was introduced at Introduced, that time. yes. Well, what before we get to that, let's take it one at a time if we can, Homer. So he pitched Cal Ale, but forget about that for a second. It stops at 1026. What happened? Uh, he didn't use Servomyces in the boil. He needed a yeast nutrient in there. Okay. That particular yeast strain that he uses uh, used there, it tends to uh, bog down a little bit. Hmm. It slows down. gets a little bit sluggish. I also uh, mashed at about 147. When you get over about 1065, I believe it is. Okay. You need to use the, right. the nutrient. And so you, you should have you tossed in that... Um, Servomyces. Servomyces. In the boil, and, Into said. the boil, yeah. Last last 10 minutes of the boil or so, something like okay. that. Okay. And, and I, uh, I have been, and I can't recall if I did, so mm-hmm. that's a good point. You know, or, or when it started to slow down, and you recognize it was becoming sluggish, grab that carboy and you shake it vigorously. Mm-hmm. Vigorously. Yeah. And, yes. Right, yeah. And you do that about oh, two or three times a day. And uh, and that should uh, uh, cause these to call them back to attention, you know, kick them up and get them to help you finish out fermentation. And they, that yeast is pretty notorious for doing right. the same thing. That's right. But you think that ramp up in temperature is just key as well? I mean, well, the ramp up in temperature is probably where you got the darned um, uh, that that uh, off character off flavor. You know, uh, as soon as the temperature gets a little bit higher, you're going to get the phenols out of it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Or you could have gotten something in there. Right. When it started stalling out. Did you stick your finger in it again? Could have. <laughs> could have. No finger. Anything's possible. Let me tell you, if I know Shat's finger and where they where that thing's been, that's some toxic stuff to your beer. Could have been a thumb. <laughs> oh, God. Shat's got a big thumb, Bebo. Don't cover your face over there like you're not listening. My, 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 it ain't my finger. <laughs> well, Chad, hang on to that beer. Name, a little Brett's uh, making it sometimes good in the season. I'll, like t- I'll tell you, I, I love the beer. I've shared it with uh, the Homebrew Club and whoever's coming over, and they think it's 
not like very saison, you know, not on on spot, uh, but they love it. So I meant to do that, and I'm loving it. So all right. So the first thing is that it maybe it wouldn't have happened if he had used a little servo in mm-hmm. the boil there. Okay, but it did happen, and Shad had his own fixed. What would you have have done if it slow if it stopped? I would have shook it vigorously yeah, first all a couple yeah. few you know a few days in a row okay see if i can get fermentation restarted that way and if not and then if not then i would have added to it uh probably some ec 1118 what is uh, that which it, is a champagne yeast right which yeah, ferments yeah. at a higher alcohol content yeah but at that point you're just trying to finish off fermentation so it's not going to have that great of an effect on the uh, taste and flavor of the beer it's mm-hmm. not going it's it's pretty neutral mm-hmm. would you be worried it's, about the champagne yeast taking it down too far and making it too dry um no well, especially not in a saison, right? Right, not at that point. What you know, about I mean, a different you, know, you, you don't want to bottom out at, at uh, 03 or 04. No, it, it prob- there, there, there probably was, um, well, it all depends on the mash temperature that you mashed it. 147. Oh, pretty low. Pretty low. Yeah, yeah. Is, is yeah that, and then that could have been a possibility. Would but, you have you done know. that differently? Hmm? Would you have done the mash temp differently? Uh, yeah, I would have been a little bit higher. Where at? Uh, I would have been somewhere around 150. Even or one fifty one at most. Was that an accident, Shad, or by choice? By choice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jamil's no, recipe calls for the recipe to. Well, that, 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 well, well okay. that means that means that it's. A, <laughs> <laughs> that oh, Jamil says so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Shad's got to listen to every. We're like a bunch of sheep here. Every <laughs> McDowell would have said one forty eight. It would have been one forty eight. Nobody goes. Okay, yeah. Are you better now, <laughs> D- uh, Tasty? You must have been out of town that week. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> he yeah. wasn't following you. Yeah, there you go. But I, I, I mean, I, I said one forty seven. Come on, got some flavor in this. Bit. Well, I'll tell you who wasn't out of town. Bevo. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. I wasn't paying attention. If you were there, it yeah. wouldn't have happened because. He didn't ask her to come brew. Oh, yeah, that, the whole oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> Strike three. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jipper. Ah, oh, Jip. So, just so I understand this, champagne yeast, is there such thing as a dry champagne and, say, a sweet champagne yeast? Is there any? No, no, no. They're, they're all the yeah, same. They're pretty much the same, yeah. Okay. They're, they're designed to ferment. You know, at a little bit higher alcohol content. Okay. And you're right. It will it will take it down, but, you know, I mean, you, you're trying to make a dry, pretty dry beer anyway. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, so, yeah. yeah, that that would have been my choice. Well, what, what, about, what if you weren't trying to get such a dry beer? Let's say you're doing a big scotch ale or something, and it peters out at about 1030. Yeah, what the And then, is. you know, you, again, you got to put something in that's going to be alcohol tolerant. Tolerant, yeah. Yeah. Um, Never had that problem with one of those. Yeah, you know, I mean, you could try even putting in a little bit of a yeast nutrient at that point. At that time. point, right? Oftentimes, you know, if, huh. especially if a, if a wine fermentation tends to stall out on you, you will reinoculate with a little bit more yeast nutrient and to get it to rouse it, to shake it, and shake it up to get it to kick back down. Well, the same thing with beer, pretty much. You know, you could put in some more yeast nutrient at that point in time and shake it up and see if you can get it to come down. If it doesn't, then you could go to you know, uh, alcohol tolerant uh, beer yeast, and California is not a bad choice yeah. because that is the one that truly is alcohol tolerant. Mm-hmm. So when you say the yeast nutrient, are you saying like do a little starter, boil that yeast nutrient, and then add it to the beer? Or well, to your right. See, that's the problem. That's the problem with adding yeast nutrient to beer because now you got to have a sterile mm-hmm. conditions as opposed to wine. You can just take it and just pour it right in and mix it right up. 
you know, and you would have to boil it up in some water to sanitize it. And the boiling doesn't kill off the nutrient? No, it doesn't kill off the nutrient. Because no. okay. you're just boiling it up more or less to sanitize it. The nutrient, you know, it's it's pretty stable. Yeah, it's, okay. And it's, it's building blocks right. that the yeast use to make cell walls and everything else. Right. That you can't, don't destroy it. It's not... Uh, so it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Chad, it sounds like you're not putting a, a yeast nutrient in your starter. Are you? I, I am. I'm, okay. I'm doing a pinch of the um, Fermade K, yeah. and then I'm right. doing Cervomyces uh, pill. Mm-hmm. All right. you know, into your starter. Out, into my uh, boil. My starter, yeah. I'm doing a pinch of the Fermade K. Right. Just that. Just a okay. small pinch, mm-hmm. and then in my boil, I'm throwing a pill throwing of the Cervomyces. Yeah. Pinch, huh? Pinch. A pinch. Yeah. Good size pinch. Are you thinking he needs more taste? Or you could do a quarter teaspoon in your 3,000 mil starter, I think. Okay. Yeah. I, I do a pretty good pinch. I mean, I grab all it. All right, all right. So you're aggressive. Okay. Whatever. He's got fat fingers. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. pinch on oh, him. Yeah. That's like half <laughs> a boob. see this pinch. Okay. Yeah. I'll pinch. <laughs> so does the process sound pretty decent to you, uh, Homer, except that he's maybe not adding that nutrient in the boil as well? Right. Well, he said he's not sure if he added it or not. Yeah. Okay. You know, he's not sure if right. he added it or not. I, I would say if it stalled out like that. But that yeast is noted for that, though. It is? Yeah. I heard that, too. So. Mm-hmm. Aha. Okay. It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's in Jamil's book to go ahead and pitch Kalel if it doesn't. Okay. Fish. Oh, okay. It's, I mean, it's, yeah. It is. It's a known. I see. Well, it sounded like you drank the Kool-Aid all over the place on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do think it's interesting that, you know, Jamil says add some Cal Ale, which, uh, as Homer agreed, that's that's good because it's the high, it'll tolerate the high alcohol. But I also like the alternative of using a bit of champagne yeast and also drying it out. One of the things we liked about uh, Peter, I'm uh, uh, sorry, about the brewery's beer that we've had the other yeah. day is how dry how Patrick Rue's beer yeah. how dry and tasty those were was how far down he got them to finish that's a registered trademark by the way tasty it is yeah <laughs> damn it tasty that was quick. not by me though wow you gonna trademark juicy now after juicy. today's show I don't know I'm trying to let that juicy catch on yeah. Yeah. it's kind of rolling right off me for some reason <laughs> I see that go yeah I do like the Sticky, idea of the champagne yeast. That's a good... Uh, yeah, the champagne's a nice finish, if you will, on that mm-hmm, beer. Mm-hmm. Whereas it would, that wouldn't be necessarily a good finish on, like, like a strong scotch yeah. or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like a saison. Those I would tend to go with, like, the White Labs 99, which is the high-gravity high gravity yeast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make a starter with that. Pitch that. That might help in those beers. But first things first, and that's rouse the yeast and see if you can get that stuff to go back to work. Yeah, call yeah. it back to attention. And yeah. give it a couple days, even, you're mm-hmm. saying. Oh, so. yeah. Okay. And you do that, right, Shat? You'll mm-hmm. now that we've uh, commandeered uh, uh, Jamil's conical. Mm-hmm. He taught you how to pump the, or somebody taught you how to pump the CO two from the bottom so that you can Tasty. get that roused. Um, and it's <laughs> it's not just that you're throwing up the 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 yeast, but you you know you're just really getting it up there by pumping through CO two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, roust the hell out of it. It mm-hmm. falls right back out the solids do. Okay, you also stay up. right with the dry hop now too. That's what I do in my IPAs. Yeah, you can make the, the you can more efficient use out of your dry hop if you rouse it too. Eat up all that oxygen I introduced, right? Well, potentially fermentation kicked yeah. it up. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good coverage of a little stuck fermentation. That's happened a couple times to you now, Shay. Yeah, it sucks. It happens to everybody. What was <laughs> the other? What was Mom the other kind everybody. of beer that you had it with? Um, Just let's recently, see. Uh, it was a uh, Oktoberfest, actually. Had a problem with, oh, okay. and you know, I just left that at uh, room temp, and man, that was one of the best Oktoberfests I think I've made. <laughs> left it at a week, room, uh, yeah, room temp, and uh, it finished out, and it was fine. Yeah, okay, all right, that's it. I mean, that's only just a couple. Okay, all right, we're gonna get out of here. We got a couple things to do real quick, and then we're going eight 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 four zero one beer. 
That's right. We'll just take it straight away, Bebo. We got Sully there. Sully's oh, on the line. That's uh, your good friend Sean there, Homer. Sully, what's hey, happening? Hey, Homer. What's happening, Sully? You know, I got to apologize for not uh, coming in tonight. I got to tell you, I was uh, I was so looking forward to the uh, to the barbecue as I have in the past. But so you're out chasing women and drinking again? Huh? Yeah. He rented I mean, you know, porn. It was, all, it was all it was a lot of blow and whores. I just I mean I can't even <laughs> believe I said that in my out loud voice. <laughs> <laughs> but did but, you uh, hear I that? An early day, a very early day, and uh, I know what goes down there. Yeah. Past hours. <laughs> what? Nah, we we tuck mom in and we all go to bed. <laughs> we, t- we tuck your mom in. We make some cookies, we yeah. get some milk, and we uh, we read the uh, Sunday Times. Yeah, exactly. We talk <laughs> about Chad's life, his young life. <laughs> Sully, did you hear that Homer used your watermelon wheat for the food that we ate today? You know, I was trying to call in, but I kept getting that uh, busy signal. Mail you uh. have. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, if somebody's on the phone, it sends you straight there. I was trying to make that happen, too, because I thought it was pretty cool that he's using your beer to cook. No, I think that's awesome. I uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, I've only tried that with uh, beer can chicken, but I haven't tried basting uh, with meat with it, so I'm going to definitely give that a shot. Have you ever done the beer can chicken thing, Homer? You, you, you know, you shove it up the chicken. Beer butt chicken. You just open the can, you, you set the chicken. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. No, i never done that. Never done No, I just cook the chicken's whole. I do. Well, yeah, the oh, whole. You stick the right. whole can up the whole chicken. Yeah, right. Whole chicken. No, 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 no. Oh, the whole chicken <laughs> whole. I'll base it the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, see, Sully, I thought, and, and please, don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing your beer to Coors Light. But uh, I heard that actually, and I didn't mean to do that. But really, I always basted with because I wanted to use light beer to pour over it, so I just used whatever the Schumanns had in the fridge. Um, but I really like. Have a lot of leftover watermelon wheat cans. <laughs> there, no, we don't. Uh, that's they, you should be proud. Maybe our sponsor should uh, <laughs> fill up our fridge. So, but what I thought was, I mean, I used that because I wanted a light beer and because it was there. But I'd rather use a light beer with some flavor. So I thought it was a pretty nice idea. Throw yours on top instead. Well, I think it's. I mean, I've actually done it before with the well, with the with the chicken, and it, it it's got a little sweetness to it, so it definitely adds some complexity to it. And I, I always think it's better to go lighter with the chicken as well. So yeah, most definitely. Now, why don't you tell Homer the real reason that uh, you weren't here today? <laughs> wow, that's all right. Yeah, <laughs> the best part was all out of gas. Yeah, his scooter wouldn't wouldn't drive anymore. Yeah, my scooter was uh, empty. No, I got an early day tomorrow. I've got uh, you know, you got a, I got a little kid. I got to take him to school. You brewing? What's that? You got a brew? No, I come on. Brew? Of course he's not going to brew. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Sully. Okay, I might have to. Jesse's out of town. Oh, damn oh. it. Get in there. Get to work. I'm showing up yeah. if you're brewing. Bali, actually. So. Wow. We'll come down and brew that tasty. Bali. Sully, <laughs> if you're brewing this week, I'm there. I'm showing up. You know, there's a chance I may not brew, but I... Actually, there's a good chance I may, but I, I'm definitely filtering. <laughs> oh, oh, gee. Wow. Jesse's got you doing lackey work now. I like it. There's a chance you may stand there and watch. I'm cleaning the grains. It's good stuff. <laughs> Spraying the hose. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to stand no, there. We're for... getting excited because uh, I actually haven't talked about this on the show yet, but we're doing uh, a big 75th anniversary of the 21st Amendment, which is uh, December 5th this year. So we're doing a week-long celebration, and we brewed a special pre-prohibition lager, and uh, we're doing some other events, which you'll hear about soon. So. Oh, cool. You can't give we're us a scoop? for that. Yeah, what is that? Someone turning 75, right? 
Yeah, that's me. I'm I, I'm actually just a couple years behind that. So. <laughs> yeah, you and Homer are the only people that uh, even remember what prohibition was. <laughs> yeah, I went through it. <laughs> God damn! Great time. Great, lots of fun. <laughs> I loved it. The funny. The... I, I, I get the feeling that Homer wasn't even affected by it. I don't think so either. Because if you think about it, if you listen to the first Homer show, you'll know that he started brewing beer when he was 15, which is essentially like brewing during prohibition. You're not allowed to drink anyway. So very much so. You went through two prohibitions, <laughs> and, and Homer, you, you actually you you kind of got into a little bit of like home water distillation. No, that clear liquid. I know nothing about it. In the words of Sergeant Schultz, I know nothing. <laughs> well, we did say right off, Sully, when um, Homer busted out the food and then told us that he also did it with the watermelon wheat, that uh, you made a bad choice not being here. But I respect yeah, your decision to like get that, to work yeah. tomorrow. Well, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you something, Homer. One, uh, Homer, you you told me once that you would never give me. You you, you told me uh, your uh, your barbecue recipe, your marinade recipe, and I think I just heard it. On, and you told me never to tell anybody about it. But I think I just heard it on the air today. Uh oh! Did you give away everything today, Homer? <laughs> nope, not all of it. I got close. Yeah. Did uh, you bring me salmon, by the way? No salmon. No salmon. Didn't no. smoke any That's, salmon. Uh, really into the uh, salmon, so you know, That's and a whole other show there. It is. You're right about that, Sully. It's a good point. I was telling uh, my mother before the show because I don't. She knows I don't like fish, but uh, mother Homer's smoked salmon. I could eat a plate full of that. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's really good. Good point. That, all right, so we have two topics at least for you next time, Homer, and that's wine, uh, which we didn't get to cover enough, and smoke smoking fish. I think that's our next topic with you. So two Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Is that that's... like when you kill a hooker? Yes. <laughs> How do you smoke that? <laughs> all right, Sully. I thanks. know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing. Thanks, brother. All right, guys. Take we'll... care, man. All right, we'll see you later. But bye, hey, bye Sean. Hey, so you know that uh, thing he was talking about, the birthday? The yes. 75th? Yes. So they're looking for two grand marshals. They're going to have a parade. They're going to march to the 21st Amendment. And Sully so, is? Yeah. They're offering 100 bucks to someone that turns 75 on December 5th and someone that turns 21, and those are going to be the two grand marshals. Really? So you can sign up on their website. Bevo, how old are you? And submit to it. 74. Let's figure out that goddamn I microphone this stupid soon. Thing. Okay. Too old. You're like, Sadly. You're too old? No, you're over 21. <laughs> In what, yes, you were at my 21st birthday party, don't you remember? No. It involved a squirrel. There was cake and pie. <laughs> and a lot like the other milestones in my life. Yeah. Hey, where is the squirrel, I don't remember by the any way. of them. It's right there. Okay. Okay, 888-401-BEER. We've, we're going to take uh, caller number five right now. Is going to win some Dark Candy Sugar. We've got to give away some uh, candy sugar for your Belgian beers from Dark Candy Inc. You can go to darkcandy.com. Inc.com or just Dark Candy? <laughs> just Dark Candy. Yeah, with an I. C A N D I. We're going to give away uh, a bottle of uh, both dark and some other uh, light sugar yeah. candy. You ever brewed with that, Homer? You ever use some of the candy sugar? Oh, yeah. You have? Oh, yeah. What do you think? Uh, actually, I like it. You do? No, I do like it. Uh, it gives you a totally different taste and flavor okay. in the beer. There's also some other sugars out there, like um, some of these uh, Chinese sugars okay. that they use and uh, like have honey in them. Have you tried anybody? No. Tried that? Yeah. Do you know a name of any of them off the top of your head? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> we have them in the store in the bag that says honey sugar. <laughs> ah. <laughs> a sugar honey. And yeah. what is it like? Like regular cane sugar, but they add some... right. It looks it looks some, something like the you know like the Belgian you know you know 
rock candy. sugars, rock candy sugars. Okay. But uh, they actually have uh, honey in them also. Interesting. Yeah. All right. 888-401-BEER. Caller number five. Just pick up, say hello, and goodbye, Bevo, if that's what One, they're coming through. One, two. Um, 888-401-BEER. We're going to give away to caller number five. We've got a couple of bits of uh, candy sugar from the Belgian dark candy. Now, that's the, the syrup, right? You're not talking about rocks. The syrup. No, yeah. the syrup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you brew with it? I have. I made it dark strong. Did you? I used actually uh, a, lot of a ton of it. Three pounds of the dark. Oh. ADSRM and uh, wait, three pounds. Three pounds. How, oh. how much? How, that's what? two bottles. Yeah, they oh, come. That's two bo- oh, okay. Yeah. They come I was thinking that was and like a bottle of the clear. When, when did you make that beer? Uh, about a week ago. Oh, so we'll be talking about this one next time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, right. just check. I'll bring some yeah. in. I'll bring some in. You used a bottle of. You used two bottles and then a bottle of clear and clear. You used. What's the math on that? He said four and a half pounds of candy sugar. That's yes. a mile. Yeah, it is a mile. Oh, what was your gravity, dude? Well, uh, how many gallons is twenty gallons? Wasn't it eleven? No, it's ten gallons. Ten. Uh, oh, Wait. wasn't it one one? <laughs> yes, it was. It was one one oh three. Oh, my that's right. One one oh three. Yeah, that's wow. what we asked for around here. Yeah, is that why you asked about the stuck ferment question? Because you're going to get it. <laughs> yeah, because you're about to have. Just it. go add ferment right now, dude. Yeah. What what yeast are you using? Uh, let's see. Just the uh, the five fifty, okay. The Belgian, the Belgian uh, ale yeast. Yep. yep. Did you put yeast nutrient in the boil like oh, yeah. Homer? You did. I did. So you know about that one. Well, Homer, is that beer gonna finish or no? <laughs> Don't worry, I got my fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's weird? You know what's weird about this beer is I had it in the carboy, and uh, I pitched the yeast, and uh, you know the next day I was checking it out to see if anything started. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing's happening. I shook it. The thing just like blossom. Oh yeah, I mean it just had a huge head on it. It just like almost blew the the airlock like right thing. out. I mean, what, what's up with that? Did I have a little layer of sugar or something? Or no, you that just, was weird. You, you pitched it at the optimum temperature, and it just kicked right off, and it just had so much juice to it. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. I've oh, never yeah. had that happen, man. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, really. I wanted to take pictures. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> I wanted to. Take Are you pictures. you serious, Homer? That's actually what happened. It just went right off. Oh yeah. It, it, Sometime if you can hit it just right. Mm-hmm. Ever happened to you before? No, no. Tasty doesn't believe me, no. it. Like I don't believe. No, it. when Chad told me, I thought he was like you know delusional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, hey. I'm serious. It was weird. Let me give you. Never seen brownie. anything like it. Yeah. Yeah. Never again. Just, you know. It was just flatlined, and I just shook it, and I mean, just a huge head. Yeah, off, I like, th- you know, my theory was that maybe there was some like CO2 built up under a layer or something uh-huh, at the bottom. Uh-huh. I don't know what. Interesting. It was soupy. It I mean, it was like soupy sweet. Of cro- croisin, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Five-gallon carboy. Oh, yeah. Carboy. It just... Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. And then the green man came out after. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, but he was purple. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, pretty neat. I've never had that. Maybe you should have shook your dad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got our winner. Our candy sugar winner. Looks oh. like we've got Vanna on the line. Is yeah. calling number five. Oh. Yeah. It is. Hi, Vanna. So it was Bad Rock on one cell phone, Vanna on the other cell phone, yeah. and then the kids on the other cell phone. You had everybody on phones, didn't you, Vanna? <laughs> you caught us. That's exactly what we had. No, he's putting the kids to bed. Ah, good for him. That's a mile. <laughs> That's a mile. <laughs> yeah. At least you kept listening. Now, all right, so you've won yourself uh, a bottle of dark candy sugar and light candy sugar from Candy Sugar Inc. My question is, Vanna, are you going to brew it, or is, is Bad Rock going to brew it? You know, Bad Rock's going to brew I think I'm out of brewing beer for a little bit. You are? Why? Because you can't drink it. Yeah, it makes it kind of tough. You know, you want to brew and drink at the same time. It's kind of like a habit thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
It's kind of like alcoholism, Damn but, pregnancy. but not. Yeah, Homer, Vanna's expecting. So uh, she was, we, when we went to the Great American Beer Festival, a uh, good friend of the show, uh, her husband's name, uh, Bad Rock, he uh, helped, us out, helped us out a lot at GABF and then brought his pregnant wife along to be his de- designated driver. Designated driver. driver. <laughs> That's a male. What a man. Yeah. yeah. That's a male. In other words, he means good for you, Yeah, Bad Rock. So, all right, so he's going to brew with this stuff. Yep, that's the plan. Okay, that's fine, but here's the deal, and I'm going to put the responsibility on you since you're the winner. All right. Okay. <laughs> he needs to brew with it, yep. and then he needs to report back and tell us how it went because, you know, send us some. It's, it's kind of a new pro- send us some. It's kind of a new product. I know it's been around for a couple of years, but people are used to using the candy sugar or other kinds of sugar, table yeah. sugar. They're other used- kinds of, so I really want to know how this stuff works out. So that's your yep. part of the bargain if you're okay with that. You got it. They're used to using the rocks instead of the syrups. Yeah, like in uh, Coakland. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we use rocks in Coakland. <laughs> we don't use the syrup. Yeah. All right, so that's the deal. All right, congrats, Vanna. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. Oh, I have a question for Homer, if I can. Yeah, go oh. ahead. Ooh. Go okay. right ahead. This is a barbecuing question. So, um, like, if you're doing, like, a large roast, like a pork roast or something like that, and you're going to smoke it, what about starting it in the oven, like, the night before? Uh-huh. Now, you can do that, but you don't get the same flavor profile. That's why you need to, um, in other words, cook it in the kettle at a lower heat temperature, about uh, 195 to 215, and it will take you okay. about 12 hours. Hmm. And you need to baste it about every half hour to an hour. I was just say, if it's in the oven, wouldn't it dry it out? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, no, if you turn the oven down to like 225 or something like that and, and, and cover it up, you can retain the moisture, but it's not... And incubate all those bugs. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's a no-go, Vanna. All right. Good to know. Okay. Thanks a lot, dear. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Cheers. All right. Vanna, nice woman. And uh, showed up at JBF. Winner, winner, winner. Very pregnant. And she wins. And you have no Drunk of the Week calls? Uh, not yet. Do we have Vanna's address and stuff? Mm-hmm. Somewhere. Oh. Yeah. Probably but, on my receipt. No problem. That okay. poll. I'll call Bedrock. Yeah, we'll look at the return address on our stripper poll. <laughs> yeah. uh, Doc has it tattooed to his ankle. <laughs> yeah. his broken ankle. Just so he can remember where that came from. So does that mean you're giving them the go-ahead for the Drunk of the Week calls? I did. I, I thought I had given them the go ahead. You did. I haven't gotten anything. No. Well, then Usually we're not going to. That's at okay. Five. Yeah, that's all right. Then we're not going to take it. We're just going to get out of here instead. And next week, yeah, we what got do we Shea got? Shay Comfort coming on the show. Yep. He uh, works at More Beer, and uh, he's a yeast whisperer, according to his website. Uh, we're going to talk about. Whisper. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, blending uh, different yeast strains. Can I just say right now, it's a little bit gay that he calls himself the yeast whisperer. <laughs> Pretty I mean, interesting guy. I guess I'm sure he, uh, he knows a lot, but I, I'm not afraid to say, yeah. you know, come on, that's a little gimmicky. It's, it's funny. And he was like in a dance troupe in Transylvania or something. I don't know. Yeah, he's he, got a weird... What? He's, oh, yeah. He's oh, into, interesting guy. He's into uh, Hungarian uh, dancing and like traditional Hungarian... What is, what is Hungarian it's like line. It's like Greek dancing or Mediterranean dancing. It's like line folk, dancing, folk a lot of dancing jumping. Things. Yeah, folk dancing. A lot of polka. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. Homer, yeah. you want to see this as bad as I do, don't you? <laughs> uh, well, I've I polka before, you know. What? You can't polka. <laughs> Hey, Homer. I can prove it right now. <laughs> you Let's can? do it. That's right. Get some polka music if playing. If I play some polka, you're going to do a polka dance hey. for us? 
Yes. <laughs> That's what he said. He on just a, said yes. On a great night, yes. <laughs> yeah. This is not it. You yeah. got it. But <laughs> on a great night, yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Shay, well, maybe Shay will do some Shay's a kick in the pants. Yeah. It's going to be one of those shows that you got to really pay attention to. All right. But he's doing cool stuff. He's doing. Um, he's adding oak at, at certain stages throughout fermentation. He's getting different flavors. Okay. Um, he's using uh, wine yeast in wheat beers to create uh, fruit flavors. Ah. Uh, so he's doing a bunch of different experiments that are going to be really cool. You ever heard of doing that, Homer? Uh, yes, I have. You have? Okay. Yeah. I'm interested to hear about that. That sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Doc's been excited about having Shay in here for a while. Yeah. So oh, yeah. All right. So this is confirmed. That's next week. Yep. yep. All right. Very good. Uh, Bevo, are we done then? No. Uh, oh, you have one? Just S- one? SCH. SCH is on the line. Straight cash, homie. Calling in for Drunk of the Week. What's happening, brother? That JP, I know I heard JP in the background. Hi, <laughs> Mason. Uh, hey, turn How down. Do you know my real name. Turn your radio down in the background. You email you? me incessantly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Whoa. Incess- Sharks suck. He's like, I just oh. Are you calling for drunk of the week? I was going to. I had. No, he didn't turn his radio down in the background, so he doesn't win. <laughs> is that the definition of, of being drunk? Well, I don't have a lot of rules around here, but you know, or a lot of patience. Yeah, good yeah. audio is one of them. So come on, you got to turn that stuff down. Eight 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 four one beer. Do it quick. We are out of here, my friends. We got to go finish up Homer's uh, barbecue, mm-hmm. and this man's got to go. He's got a family. He's got a life. Uh, you know, outside of here, we right. don't, but Homer does. Yeah. So uh, we got to let the guy go and uh, get out of here. Eight 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 four one beer. I'll take. Uh, I don't know, maybe one more call if it comes within a second. Uh, make sure one that you one. visit our sponsors. You can hit the the uh, banners right there on our website. There's plenty of them to hit there. And just let them know that that's why you're visiting them, uh, coming from the Brewing Network. And uh, you could, of course, donate to the BN if you feel so inclined and you can afford it in these tough economic times, then I would appreciate that. It does help us keep things alive and, um, you know, keep Bevo employed. And by employed, I mean she gets free beer when she comes here. When I'm not on antibiotics. When she's not on antibiotics, exactly. Which is that often lately. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so do all that for us. So you can still buy Brew Your Own Magazine. You might have to refresh the page a couple times to find uh, the banner, but you can click the banner right there, and you can buy Brew Your Own Magazine through us, and it helps us out a little. You get a great magazine out of the whole situation. And, uh, of course, buy your American Homebrewers Association through the store. Uh, that's a good membership to have. You get Zymergy Magazine, and uh, you can be in the same club that Tasty is in, or as my mom would say, Juicy. And uh, if you could be in the same club with Juicy, I mean that's a cool thing. Hot lips, you know. I hope my mom starts lips. calling. You, hope my mom starts calling you sweet ass yeah. by next week. <laughs> Ever keep trying, huh? All right, I, I like trying, that better actually. Sweet ass is better than yeah, Juicy. I like that, yeah. <laughs> Not right, if I call you that. Juicy sweet ass. Oh. <laughs> by the way, did I ever tell yeah. you? I'm sorry. Did I ever tell you that I heard uh, I heard Tasty's nickname for Chad the other day? Oh, Panda Bear. Oh. Okay, what? we have Dressel Brew on the phone. Uh, no, you think of the week? You think I'm kidding? I don't. I'm not. Know if it's really? True or not. You heard him say, "Hey, Panda Bear." Yeah, I, I think swear to God, you guys remember that? No. <laughs> we went to the. I think we went to the Oakland Oktoberfest. They were drunk. And naked. Yeah, you said remember. something, something Panda Bear, and I'm like, "Oh my God!" I Twittered it actually. Wow, really? Yeah. You did? So, yeah. It was awesome. You had a lot of voices in your head. Juicy, do you call Shad Panda we? Bear? Where were we? I think it was when we went out to uh, the Oktoberfest in Oakland. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Well. Who knows what I said that day? <laughs> yeah. I might it's Oktoberfest. Sure, I could have said that, yeah. yeah. You know, Oktoberfest and all, pan- yeah, of course. It, yeah. Ma- it makes sense, yeah. It goes, it goes well together. It goes to the territory. Yes. Beef, who's on the line? Dressel Brew. Dressel, what's happening, brother? Hey, what's going on? Uh, uh, drunk of the week? <laughs> yeah, might as well be, right? Hey, Panda Bear. 
You haven't really been drinking a lot, though, have you? Uh, well, only one beer, right? Just one glass. Oh. Mm. We cannot do that. I only had one glass of white Zin tonight. And no, out. no, 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 no. Just one glass. Keep filling it over and over again. Oh. So it's uh, only one beer, right? Uh, oh, I see. It was Just a don't let it go dry. Terrible wit. <laughs> Awful. Uh, Bevo thinks that your wit sucks. Bevo's she's drinking. Not, a, she's not talking about your beer. Yeah. Bevo's drinking Chad's wit beer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible wit. Uh, maybe. Dressel, you sound awful sober. Hey, you just sound depressed. Yeah, I keep breaking my damn BN glasses. Oh. Well. Oh, there are no more in the store, by the way. <laughs> There's no more. Oh, I know that. Well, I'll tell you what I. Breaking on me, and I'm leaving there. I saved a gaggle of them just to make sure I might have to do some replacements. <laughs> so, um, you said gag. <laughs> so you'll be getting more glasses. All right, you don't sound drunk of the week to me. So we're, you know, I'm sorry, my brother. You're out. Oh, You're man, out. Come on. What did you what, have? We got better. What did you have? Uh, I just have my uh, Belgian pale ale. And my honesty. <laughs> That's all I have. My rugged, good looks. All right. I've got my pants, my honesty, and my my coffee porter. That's all I need in this world. All right. I, uh, I like honesty. Me tonight too. One time I had a cockatoo and my pants and my honesty, but then but I, the cockatoo died. Yeah, then I just needed. I, I realized I just needed one instead of two. But I was glad I had my pants. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not normal. So, at least at all times I had my pants. And or my, so, and my coffee so. porter. Sometimes not the porter, just the pants. And my TV guide. But there was my pants. And my thirst. God damn it, I missed that cockatoo. Oh. Sometimes I was lonely with just me and my pants. And then the cockatoo would say, Hey, loser! Take your pants off! It would make me sad. Not normal. <laughs> And I looked in the corner, and there were my pants. <laughs> All alone. Yeah. With the cockatoo on them. The pants were sad. I have and your so pants. was I. I have your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Call me a cockatoo. <laughs> All right, Dressel. Sorry, buddy. You're just not drunk enough. <laughs> you got to at least match us. <laughs> yeah. If you can't come up with a good cockatoo joke. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Even Homer was spouting out cockatoo jokes over there. Do you know that we had a guy at a, an employee at Lagunitas yesterday who was walking around with a parrot on his shoulder. Remember that guy? Oh, man. That's weird. That's when you're over the edge. Yeah. yeah. Was, you have a patch on his eye, too? <laughs> it's pretty cool, actually. Homer's like, he just said cock eight times on the air. He said cock, too. Back in the day, you couldn't do that. You couldn't say cock unless you were talking about your rooster. <laughs> Is that Dressel again? Yeah. All right. We're out of here. There's no drunk <laughs> yeah. of the week this week. You guys no. are very disappointing. Oh, we, had too, we had way too many last week. Yeah, that's probably it. Thanks for playing along, and I do appreciate it. We got uh, medals left to give out next week. We got Shea Comfort coming on the program. Yeah. Homer, always a pleasure to have you in this studio, my friend. No, the pleasure is mine. I appreciate it. All right. You come back, please. We're going to do wine next time and cockatoos and pants. Uh, pants. pants are optional. <laughs> Option. <laughs> all right. Well, they're required for some people. That's right. Thank you for all the barbecue insight. I yeah, think that people seriously. are going to be eating better over the next few months because of you, sir. No, thank you. Yeah. And we're going to eat better at least tonight when we yeah. go out and finish that. And then, of course, move into Homer's backyard afterward. I got a tent. It's a four-man <laughs> tent. Let's do it. Come on down. Teach, him how to, <laughs> teach Homer how to Twitter. 
<laughs> then you'll, then you'll angry, know when he's barbecuing. Angry push. <laughs> oh. Angry push. All right. I like when Push is drunk and angry. Hi, Push. I'm not that drunk. <laughs> <laughs> You're just angry? You're the peer pressure is the only reason I'm calling right now. Hey, hey, I couldn't get it off the forum whether you liked last week's show or didn't like last week's oh, show. He hated it. Like, yeah. Like me. You were too, you you too freaking red, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's. I think he's talking to you, Doc. Yeah. I don't know what you're I talking about. Doc, you're you're losing it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, dude. Yeah. You doing all right, Push? <laughs> I'm gr- I'm great. Yeah. Are you uh, Are you standing on your head right now as you're talking to us? I am not, no. Okay. I'm sitting on the couch with the missus. She's on her Mac. I'm on my Mac, which... You guys should be Mac-ing, Mac though, instead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Big Mac that sandwich. That was terrible. Get your own Mac, man. Homer knew what I was talking about. Of course, it's the 50s. You have your own Mac? Well, I knew what you were talking about, but it was still stupid. Nice. I thought it was pretty funny. And uh, I think Push sounds like our Drunk of the Week so far, though, doesn't he? So far. What have you had today? Yeah, there you go. The new Drunk of the Week medals are awesome. They're, They're pretty good, right? Great. What have you had tonight, sir? I don't play that. I think that's lame. I think that's stupid. The whole what did you drink thing. What have you had tonight? I've had enough of you. That's what I've had. Look at him. Calm. I've had all of it. Yeah. Tell us how you really feel. Uh, so in other words, you got to go to the store tomorrow or brew tomorrow or something. <laughs> I just, I just want to totally say agree. that I dialed your number, but I'm not happy about it. Have you guys it. heard yeah. of I... Burr from Widmere? Yes. No. You ha- I've never even heard of it. So I'm walking through... Uh, that place. The store. Be- yeah, and they've got burr. Like, and so I look at it like I'm thinking that this is a joke, right? Yeah, burr, of course. And but it's- <laughs> <laughs> what is that? that? That's you losing control right now. <laughs> that's Homer. <laughs> oh, this is. <laughs> That's Homer saying, I like push eject. (laughs) I just just called your phone number for Drunk of the Week, but I wanted to tell you that I don't like how you get the Drunk of the Week. But I want to be... I just want to do it. I think it would be better if I walked the line and you guys watched me. Or you just came to me. The drunk voices are ridiculous. They have to go. I don't like those either. <laughs> oh, wow. And while we're on no. topic, I don't like you. And you know what? The whole internet thing. Oh, that's thing, not very nice. Internet is so played out. Morse code shows, please. <laughs> go back to the Morse code. Or on yeah. CB radio, internet's dumb. What else don't you like, Push? Tell yeah. us. Let us know. Let's get it out. Yeah, maybe we don't like red-headed kids. Huh? Oh, God. I don't like those promos that you run. <laughs> <laughs> the stupid voiceover guy is an asshole. Well, he's not, not an asshole, but he sure harbors a lot of bullshit. I love when Push gets angry because he's so nice when he's angry. Yeah, well, obviously because he keeps it deep yeah. down buried in his black soul. <laughs> yeah, even as he's angry, he's like, yeah. I hate this. The I'm thing, sorry. The thing that you've been doing for years, I hate it. I'm sorry. I love you. Yeah, it's, I didn't mean it. You want a hug? I, yeah, I, think, I just, well, I just, I think the drunk voices are dumb. I don't think you should do the drunk voices ever again. Yeah. 
Do the gay prince. Well, Doc, Doc, in your case, it's just, you know. <laughs> just my just voice. Doc. <laughs> I hate you, Doc, but I love you. I love you. I hate it. In a nice that, way. That, that, that's true. That's true. I do. All right, push is our joke of the week, good. ladies and gentlemen. Well, you know what? No, I don't think he wants it. Maybe I he thinks it's dumb. I'll take that medal, but I won't I don't like it. it. I'll hate it. I'll hate it. Well, I hope you feel okay tomorrow. No, I'm not great. I hate feeling good tomorrow. <laughs> hey, I, I hate it, dog, and you said it makes me hate it more. <laughs> I want to feel like shit. <laughs> yeah, five times more than you do. Where's your mom, dude? Uh, she, uh, she's oh. out there. Hopefully, she's out there packing orders. She's a Sam. Which... Lady. <laughs> better not be sleeping. I hope she, hope she doesn't get a bladder infection. Oh, <laughs> damn it! Oh man! I have an alarm that goes off every uh, 108 minutes for her, and uh, she's supposed to get up and start packing again. <laughs> Twenty-four. She's on a pack bladder infection. She's on a 24. That's how you shift. get a bladder infection, babe. <laughs> I'm hanging out with Sam. Shut up! Let the bladder infection go. Well, you probably shouldn't have brought it up again. I didn't. Yeah, you did. Who yeah. had a bladder? You looked over this way. And we Bevo. Had and Biscuit. And Biscuit. Yeah. Coincidence? I don't think so. <laughs> kind of. Uh, didn't she have a bladder infection? Yes, Push. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. God damn. Uh. And four minutes into the show, it was appropriate to tell us again. All right, push. All right, all right. Push you one. I love your biscuits. I don't like biscuits. <laughs> I think I they're dumb. I hate that I love your biscuits. I don't think you should play biscuits. That's not the right response. <laughs> I, I love your gravy. I like you guys. Oh yeah, boy, yeah. I hate gravy. I hate it. It's so bad. I don't hate all of it. I don't like the GRA, but I like the V. The, the Y is okay, but the V is very good. The chat room is awesome tonight. You know, I liked you guys before you made it, you fucking sellouts. <laughs> you know, I liked the chat room before people were talking in it. <laughs> and there's all these words and letters, and I think it's stupid. No, I scared the drunk voices are dumb. You gotta drop the drunk voices. They're not funny. Nobody likes them. <laughs> you mean the people who are drunk don't yeah. like them? We're laughing. <sighs> All right, push. You won. You, and you brought we us won. down. You brought the whole end of the show down. <laughs> JP? That's what you get. That's what I said. That's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> push the drunk voice is dumb. Can you drop it, please? Yeah. <laughs> okay. JP's going to go home and take a bath. Are you happy now? Yeah. Um, Wait, what? You want me to do a spot, right? Yeah. Do a, promo do, a, yeah. Do, a, do a promo for Doc. <laughs> <laughs> you send me some copy. I'm there. I'll give you a copy. Here's what he does. He's got a hot receptionist. He does cavities. Mm -hmm. Two for one, all for the month of December. And uh, what else? Anything else? And, uh, you know, nitrous. Come get drilled. Hot receptionist or what? Uh, Yeah, we're Shumi. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We're out of here, Pushy. Congratulations. I think it's Pushy Jack's first ever uh, Drunk of the Week, right? Right. Sign up now. (laughs) Sign up. I love you, Push, and I love Mrs. Push. I love your biscuits, my friend. Okay, take care. Thank you for a great show. Thank you. Homer kicks butt. Hey, peace, my brother. Stay out of trouble. No, it's something Push didn't hate. That's good. (laughs) I hate everything but Homer. 
No, I hate I hate everybody in that studio except Homer. Hey, I'm not allowed to hate Homer. I have white guilt. <laughs> oh, I said Bevo too. <laughs> but if I didn't, I'd probably hate Homer too. Yeah. Most of Bebo's white except for the parts where Terrence is. Wait, what? Oh, oh. good night, Bushy. <laughs> I don't even know what he said. You're good. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks, Homer. Go to oakbarrel.com. Yeah, uh, you're the man, Homer. I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, we'll see you next time. And uh, thanks, everybody. Have yourselves a good week. Cheers.